We are about to show you a few scenes of this movie which is called The Wizard of Gore. For those of you who appreciate this type of cinematic art, you will see the most startling scenes of their type ever filmed. But for those of you with heart conditions or who are with young and impressionable children, we ask that you turn around in your seats or leave this auditorium for the next two minutes. Thank you. Montag, the Magnificent! <laughs> I am Montag, Master of Illusion. Yes, yes, y'all, it's going down right now. Episode 192 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast is coming at you live. I am your host, the toxic offender of folklore, Mr. Yuck, still not giving a fuck, also known as Moods. Yeah. And of course, I have the three from hell in the studio with me tonight. First, we have the varicose virgin, Ellen Degenerate, the lonely Jew, also known as Crying Freeman, Jeremy. Next, we have the inevitable 31 days of horror failure himself, the Mexicant, ever complete anything on time, Double Shark J, aka Just a Pushover. And last up, we have the Canadian Hayden Penis Prowler, the once lover of indie horror flicks, but now he hates them all, Mr. Parker, aka Donkey Dong Dave. What's good, Foos? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm going to finish 31 Days of Horror. Dude, Just like it's, I finished you're going to finish is, last year's. The adjective here is inevitable. You are going to fail. And if you fail on day 21 again, I'm going to shit my pants. Like, <laughs> you know what they say. It's so weird try how that's happening. again happened. if you don't succeed. I don't know, man. We I, either. We either. You know why? We, I think you're even more like doomed this year. Poster. You know why I think you're even more doomed this year? Because... You decided to finish up last year's leading into this yeah. year's day one. Yeah. So you've actually out. already burnt yourself out. So day 21 is so far out of the question, man. You're going to you're gonna fail by day 11. We should start taking bets on this. Well, show, I'm because... almost on day 21 of doing videos a day right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting close to that point. Yeah. You know when you put a video up every day, the fucking views get like chopped up. Because yeah, the, they the suck. Algorithms. But my yeah, views suck all the time anyway. Yeah, I do it for me. The 31 days usually doesn't do like exceptionally well or nothing. It's just fun to do. I mean, yours does fucking phenomenal compared to mine. Like one, all of my videos combined gets like the same amount of views as one of is your first one. (laughs) I got to say my last year one did really good, like right through the whole thing. I mean, the views tend to drop as you go along, but man, they stayed pretty consistent. I was pretty shocked by that, but it always gets good views. It's fun to do, man. It's fun to do. Yes. Well, I know it sucks. Hmm. Both our baseball teams got swept. <laughs> Dude, you know what, man? As I was actually working out today, I watched the six. I watched the last four innings of the the Cubs game today. And um, I was like, God damn, dude, this doesn't honestly surprise me. This happened because me neither. the Marlins, a lot of people tend to forget, you know, they were doing kind of shit at the beginning of the year, but their whole team was had COVID. 
So they were playing with single A and double A players half the season, and then they got their team back, and then this is what happens. But you know, that's that's the problem with the two game or the best of three format in baseball. Like yeah. you have two good games, and all of a sudden, you know, you got the best teams that are out. So yeah, best, best of three sucks for. Yeah. for baseball and really, hockey honestly it really does man I, I felt kind of sorry for the and you know i was kind of watching the game today and i felt even worse because they're like the only team in the majors that actually kind of had fans watching the live game because in chicago yeah. they have they can sell seats across the uh in the apartment buildings and stuff i thought that was pretty cool but yeah on the rooftops so it's interesting man i mean look at the Cardinals. and the white Sox lost so it's like god damn yeah i kind of figured so i mean i knew the twins were going to that's 18 straight losses now in the playoffs for the twins what the fuck kind of shit is that? But the man, the Padres almost got swept by Cardinals last wow. night, but then Tatis totally saved their asses. Like, see, yeah. like these best team, like the Padres third best team in the majors almost lost well, to the Cardinals. To I went to bed and it was like six to two. I was like, Oh, I guess the Cardinals are going to sweep. And then I woke up and I heard they won. I was like, what? Oh dude, Tatis like, team box. didn't win 19 games. And then, yeah. <laughs> well, you're in a rebuild though, but you're in a full rebuild. So, but, uh, yeah, We've Tatis, been in man. A full rebuild for fucking three years. <laughs> Sometimes it just uh, works out better than other teams. I don't know. Three years ago, they were like, "We're going to start rebuilding," and somehow we've gotten worse since then. Mm-hmm. It is true. It's <laughs> fucked. But you know, it, I can't stand the Pirates, dude. At, at the, it, it, it's the bane. Of, like I literally cannot be a fan of them. They're oh my god. I mean, at the same time, man, I mean, I'm not disappointed the Jays are out in two games because, I mean, realistically, youngest team in baseball, they really shouldn't have been where they were this year. And, you know, they just over, they over exceeded. So I'm proud. And it's good learning experience for them. So did you see the NFL by COVID finally? Yeah. Wow. Seen that really coming. didn't think that was going to happen. I, I told you it was going to happen. I actually said to the wife today, I was like, what, why did it take it's four not weeks? It's because of the contact sport though, dude. No, it's because the rules are. It's the people in the. It's the team itself that's in the in the training in the locker rooms in the locker rooms. They're not actually doing like really transmitting team to team. It's more like just the close locker room stuff, and nobody's in a bubble or or quarantined or anything. That's the problem. They have looser rules outside of the stadium, right? So right, these people yeah. are allowed to go around and stuff. And, you know, if you're going to do that stuff out in public, you know, chances are someone might catch it. And that's exactly what happened. Well, bring our, it into the team. ruthless leader did. So I just shows if he, anybody's going to catch it. Anybody can get it. Well, he the got politicians it. Are, are more likely to catch it because they're in constant they're contact with different constant. people from all around the fucking country. I'm just shocked he hadn't got it before. Too. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised it took this long for me to too, get man. it, to be honest. Me too. I thought yeah, you, I, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of surprised, too. But, you know, he'll probably fucking downplay it and be like, yeah, that's a big deal. That's what we were talking about at work today. I don't he's, think so. If he's he going to go, it was just like the flu. It was absolutely fine. It was absolutely he gets real fine. sick, he won't. Or Johnson did. <laughs> I took some bleach and I took some hydroxychloroquine and I'm absolutely <laughs> Yeah, he used to start now. taking those remedies that he or was suggesting he'll before. He'll either die or just pretend it was like no big deal and people are, shouldn't be complaining. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think he will. I think he'll what, use it as advantage. Like I, no, I think he'll say it was bad, but I overcome it. If he overcomes it, he'll do that way. Um, He's like, I fought it and I survived. I don't <laughs> think his ego's like that. The I first thing I read today made me laugh with Trump. It was like Trump doesn't even have COVID. He just doesn't want to do another debate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought that was fucking hilarious. I don't think any of us want them to do. Dude, that I was reading the stats on that shit, man. They said Trump interrupted Biden fucking 151 times. 
I was like, how do you even interrupt somebody 151 times in a conversation? Like that is yeah, that's fucking like my level. They, hey, they, they literally look, had listening at 22 shots and boots and horror. That's how they fucking learn. Well, interrupt I mean, th- this is different. I mean, this is one on one. When you have a <laughs> bunch of people talking, that's inevitable. That's going to happen. But it's like one on one, 150 interruptions is. Re- and they said Biden had 31. 31- Biden. What's his name? Biden. Biden. Yeah, that's <laughs> how you pronounce it. Who's that guy? Biden. Biden. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Same shit. But anyways, I mean, he is Canadian. They had uh, 31 what? interruptions, and it was mostly him trying to re-interrupt to get his point across. <laughs> yeah. so I was like, this is right. fucking stupid. That was a shit show. Yeah, it I didn't actually see it, but I, I was I just like, the, it's a I watched the whole happen. damn thing, and then I hated myself for it yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Well, I knew what it was going to be. You see both those guys talk. You know what, what the turnout's going to be. I watched what the highlights. Was that? I was like, was that yeah. Thursday? Yeah. Tuesday. It was Tuesday. 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 Something Tuesday. else was on. I should have watched that. Man, I went to bed because it was past eight. Started at like nine, didn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. you go to bed. Who ended up winning that Jets game? The Broncos, not the Jets. Dude, what a terrible game to put on. Dude, two zero and three teams. I was like, I even said that too. I was like, this is fucking such an ugly Thursday night game. Somebody's oh gotta go, but in the other way. (laughs) Yeah, nasty, nasty game, man. Can't be as bad as the Jets. Yeah, you know what, man. I'm feeling like super depressed right now because I just realized that I'm into the last couple hours of my thirties. Oh no. I'm turning 40 in a couple hours and it's like, it's fucking oh, starting to feel quite old now because mm-hmm. everyone keeps kind of bringing it up like, Oh, you're turning 40. I'm like, and I never really thought about it until like 300 people said, Hey, you're turning 40. But <laughs> everybody's got to be like the big four roll. Now you're over to hell. <laughs> All right. the bad jokes that are in fucking cards oh, around for- the world. 40 is the new 20. Fuck off. It's all good. Sounds yeah. like something a 40 year old guy would say. Yeah, it's just, a hipster thing. It just sounds you know old. Like, even when I was a kid, I remember like 40 year olds were so fucking old. And now that I'm reaching that plateau, I'm like, holy shit, dude. I'm like, like I'm dude, that 40 year old. Do you feel 40? Like, you, do you, like, I don't feel 29. Dude, like, honestly, I feel like man. I'm like 20 still. Honestly, I feel better than I did when I turned 30 because. I'm, well, you lost a bunch of weight too. <laughs> yeah, I feel fucking great right now, man. I mean, thir- when I was thirty, I wasn't too bad. I mean, I was, you know, not as big as I got, you know, over a year ago. But you know, it was mostly in the last like five years, six years, like gained all my weight. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, going into my forties, and that was my thing. I was like, I turned thirty nine. I was like, fuck this. I'm getting back to my old self, and I did it. So I feel great. I honestly feel really good mentally good. and mentally and physically. I feel fucking great. Like I'm not achy. I don't have all the problems I was having before and stuff. So not really problems, but just, you know, when you're overweight, you just constantly feel like shit because you're usually feeding your body shit. All right. So, but uh, yeah, no, this is um, a little bit depressing. Just thinking that my thirties are, I just, I just don't want to say that I'm 40. You know, I think that's the thing. I just don't just even want to tell people that. your age. Yeah, it's so fucking funny, too. So I had this comment on my on my update that I just posted in this dude that always comments. He's like, dude, you look old as fuck now that you lost all your weight. (laughs) I was like, like, fuck it. I actually burst out laughing when I read that. I was like, it is kind of true, though, man. When people lose like a lot of weight, I remember when Danny um danny was a little yeah, bit overweight thought he was like they thought sad. he was sick and they thought he, he like you're like whoa dude you aged and shit it's it's because he lost a ton of fucking weight and when it's, you slim it, your face down uh, yeah. yeah yeah when your face gets thinner you just tend to have it, it's that kind when of look it happens real fast yeah. right that's yeah. when it that's when it uh people think you're like sick 
because they it, don't get a chance to see you like yeah, gradually I mean, go down. I mean, also, yeah. look at me. I'm naturally kind of like not naturally, but I'm thinner, right? In the yeah. face and everything. Mm-hmm. I I just look older. You know, your gray show up more. You look yeah. like a goddamn Slim Jim when you yeah. slim down. When you're older. That's, yeah. You literally look like a Slim Jim. Like, what's that? Like uh, Gordon Levett when he's old, that dude's just gonna look like a fucking piece of beef jerky. Like Jim Varney <laughs> looks like jerky. Right? Tell me, Jim Varney was not beef jerky. He, he was beef jerky, man. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was. But that's what I'm saying. When you get older and you're thinner, you just get all wrinkly and fucking your skin's all loose and shit. You look older, and then like bigger guys, they look younger. Especially yeah. if they shave their heads bald. A big bald guy, you could be like, that dude could be 30 to 60. I don't fucking know. And that was me last year, man. Like, I was bigger and bald, right? And yeah, especially and when, I don't, beard, like, oh, and when I don't have my beard. Yeah, because, like, I mean, I have a little bit of grayism. I don't actually have any gray hair on my head yet, which is crazy. But I have a little bit in my, in my beard and stuff. But, I mean, if I take it off, like, I look way younger. It's funny because even a couple of weeks ago, someone just said, man, you're like, oh, you're looking really good for, you know, your age and stuff. And I was like, fuck. But apparently I look old as fucking videos. So well, look at Stone funny. Cold. He's bald. He, you know, he looks yeah. the same for the last like 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Stone Cold looks hilarious in his WCW days, man, with that hair and shit. Oh, oh yeah. With God. that blonde hair. Oh, he dude. He was so pissed off when they said he was from California. He was like, what? <laughs> they were like, from California. He's from Texas. Did you, guys, did you guys ever watch the, the Stone Cold kind of podcast that, that yeah, he was airing? I've heard it before. I love Stone Cold. I've, I've listened to some parts of it, like clips. Yeah, I watched. Um, I think I watched six of them. I watched, you know, Kane and Undertaker. The Undertaker one was excellent. Just hearing those stories and shit, and Kane and Bret Hart mm. and a couple other people. But I really good conversations. In terms of longevity is definitely one of the goats. Oh yeah, uh, he's literally he's literally one of the best of all time. Like this guy down. Like it's just so crazy a story, man. It's so crazy. Watch- Watch the last ride. You'll get another appreciation of him. Oh, and Kane is like a fucking, he's like a mayor. He's like a mayor now and shit, like super smart guy. And like, everyone says he's like the biggest big guy of all time. Like, it's crazy, man. Like He's a big libertarian, isn't he? No, he's conservative. Yeah, but he's a libertarian. He was a libertarian. I'm not sure his political stance, but I think he is a libertarian. Seems like a really nice guy, though. You guys excited for Borat too? Absolutely Not not. Hated the first one. I like what? the first one. I just, I mean, I just don't get excited for anything anymore, Jeremy. I'm old. I didn't like, yeah, now that I'm old, it's just I, I funny can't that get he excited. Shot like, he I get excited like that I can movie, poop. Like, like the day quarantine was done, he's like, okay, we're going to shoot it. And he pretty much shot the whole thing before anybody knew it was going to come out. And now he's like, oh, I shot a movie. So. Yeah, but everybody knows who Borat is. I don't know. Do you think people not everybody know who Borat is? Maybe younger kids don't, or fucking really old people. But what about like, people in like southern? Like if I showed my Pat Borat, he would he would think he was real. He wouldn't. Know. <laughs> he, he'd be like, "That's who them guys are." My Pat's not that old. Yeah, I wasn't. I don't know, man. I never really. It, it, some of the Borat stuff was funny, but it just didn't really. It didn't captivate me enough. Did you like L.A.G.? Like he laughed. Ali G was funny as fuck. Cause that, those, those interviews, man, <laughs> dude, <laughs> that's some funny shit. Very, very clever. But All right. I hated fun? Borat when it came out and then I appreciated it. Cause the Borat later. stuff's more situational kind of, I don't know. The comedy's just, ah, it doesn't do it for, I, I, I'd rather the Ali G character is just fucking hilarious, man. It's just, Oh man, sit down interviews, just play stupid, say the most dumb, ridiculous things. I love that. It's great. But the physical what, comedy of that's Borat. That's what Borat is, though. I guess, man. It, I guess it's more the look of it, too. I think allergies is just ridiculous. But, yeah. But who knows, man? It's probably going to be a big hit. Who knows? I don't well, it's know. It's going to be on Amazon. So. Sequels take forever, and they're usually not that good. Bill and Ted, I heard, is good, though. So. 
It happens occasionally. Yeah, but the first two Bill and Ted suck, so it's like... <laughs> the first two <laughs> suck? Oh, yeah, I read today Bill and Ted made $32 million just on VOD rentals alone, which is really good. good. It's really wow. good. <clears throat> wow. I bet you that's more than it would ever make at the theater these days. Do you seriously don't, don't like the first Bill and Ted movie? I don't like it. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, I don't. Bill and Ted suck. What do you not like about it, man? It's it's a fucking fantastic movie, man. They're just like a ripoff of, like, the good duos. Who are some of the good duos? Exactly. Wayne and Garth. Wayne and Garth. They were before Wayne and Garth, you retard. Jesus Christ, JP. Were they? He's not even trolling very good. He's not even trolling smart. Yeah, Bill and Ted is like mid to late 80s, while uh, Wayne's World is like late 80s to early 90s. Probably 90s. The the first Wayne's World was 91, I think, the first Wayne's World. Yeah, yeah. And Bill and Ted was obviously in the later eighties, but I don't to compare Bill and Ted to Cheech and Chong. I mean, I get the I duo, the comedy duo team. He's but trolling. He's trolling. Harry and Lloyd are better. <laughs> I, I just I don't like uh, Bill and Ted. Just sucked to me. I tried watching it one time, and I was like, this, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> what the it's like fuck? Be, it's like Beavis and Butthead, but not funny. Oh fuck, man! It's uh, whatever. George Carlin. I did just buy the Shout Factory that was in Walmart, the double feature. So maybe I'll give it another shot. Of course you bought it because you don't like it. That makes a lot of sense. Dude, come on. You buy tons of shit you don't like. No, I don't. Not anymore. Did you own, did you own King Kong 2005? Yeah, but he liked it. But I didn't, but I didn't hate like that movie, before. though. I didn't hate that movie, though. He I never said he saw it in the theater and didn't like it. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, but there's a difference of not liking something and loathing something, too. It's one of those movies you're definitely going to give a second chance to. All right. Look what happens. Do you like, like Halloween 16, 18? Yeah, but that's I don't, fran- I don't know that. But that's franchise shit, though, man. You know me. I'm a f- actually. I shouldn't say I haven't completed. Like I never got the new Jigsaw movie because I hated that. Um, I watched that. I think there's a couple actually that I didn't grab. I never grabbed the new Hellraiser movie, which I did like. Actually, it just never goes down in price here. But um, but franchise. Yeah, I still I'm just need a to franchise grab that horror. last Children Born, even though I didn't like that. I like to punish myself with shitty franchise sequels all the time. That is true. But when it comes to like individual movies, no, like honestly, dude, in the last couple years, I haven't really bought a lot of modern movies unless they were making my top tens. So I used to go on family video and buy like stacks. I stopped doing that because it's just shit. I never watch it. It takes up shelf space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just like a bottom of the barrel garbage. It's just like, ugh, fucking waste of time. Mm hmm. It makes me feel good, though, so I'm going to no, buy them anyway. No, the stuff you buy is actually better than the stuff I was buying. I was buying, like, fucking teenage hookers with chainsaws. I'm like, it's a dollar. <laughs> to be honest, if I had one. the shelf space, I would probably buy all that shit. I just don't have the shelf space. Yeah, make your shelves. You manager. could, though. You could you could shelf a lot, you know, in that whole room. You could definitely put shelves up around yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. You got to make your shelves. You get the maximum amount of space for the <clears throat> minimum amount of money. I like my shelves, though. They were nice. I'm not going to say they are not nice, but it only goes up like half the wall. Yeah, you got to you gotta get all of it to the top to the bottom. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got like roof to floor, man. Fucking yeah, you do. Same with and my music room, too. Room too. My room, music room is like that, too. Top to bottom, man. Oh. So what up are you almost up to this week? Um, <clears throat> well, turning 40 tomorrow. Um <laughs> No, uh, what the hell did I do this week? Uh, watch some sports. I've been, I've been watching the NBA Finals, actually. Um, and then watch this stupid debate. 
Uh, pretty easy <clears throat> nights at work. Pretty chill. Not not. I uh, watched a couple of other movies and stuff. Just kind of a really fun, good week for me. Didn't have any major problems in life. So glad the temperatures <clears throat> get lower that way. That was like thirty five degrees today. Dude, Feels so good, so weird. This is like the whole week here was like super hot. It was like one of the nicest weeks we've had in a month. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking strange, but just kind of chillax this week really man i i decided that i was gonna try and get ahead on 31 days so i recorded i'm actually like i got 10 first and 10 days Damn, recorded man so i did two a day i did I two monday through friday every day so I, I did 10 i did two before we recorded this podcast and so i just got ahead because i knew i wasn't gonna re- re- be recording this weekend on saturday sunday and stuff because i'm busy so just might as well get ahead and try to finish it up early and shit like that so um just watch a lot of movies man that's pretty much all i did this week was work out pick up the kid and fucking watch movies <laughs> it's kind of nice what a life yeah i worked out watched movies and went to work that's all i did that sounds about right i just worked i don't think i watched shit did you watch these four classics oh yeah amazing stuff well i can't wait is. to i can't wait to talk about them uh, the remake i don't know like i don't know man I, I i just can't not watch a shit ton of movies during october like i watch movies all just, the time I, like literally, I watched three last night. Watched three movies. I watched that new Netflix documentary, and then I watched uh, the Purple People Dicks and the uh, Angel Heart. And then right as while like before Angel Heart was ending, it was like five a.m. and I was like, "What am I gonna watch next?" <laughs> like, and I went and grabbed uh, the McPherson tape. And uh, since it's only good minutes, what? Is that any good? I like it. I think it's really one. It's just cool that it exists, and two, like you know, it feels very do-it-yourself. There's some questionable things in the film, but I think it's, it's really it's good well up done. until the very end scene, and then it gets super cheesy. <laughs> I have the. It's actually laughable, but to be honest, the way it's done is like it's super creepy and like atmospheric and shit for a shot yeah. on video kind of um, found footage movie. It's actually quite well done. Yeah, for, especially for 89, dude. Like, nobody was doing that shit, really. I, I hope mean, we get 89, or I hope we get an 80s year, like, it, it's early kind of, or late. It's kind of a shame that that movie never got released, like, officially until, you know, or before, you know, so it had the notoriety. Because, like, that has to be one of the first of its kind to do that type of style of film. Like, that's some mm-hmm. true-ass fucking found footage right there. I mean, it's completely yeah. different than Holo- than Cannibal Holocaust, but, like, this is 1989 we're talking about, and this is, like, you know, what people think it's in, like, Blair Witch was... found footage. Yeah, dude, very, very traditional, you know, and kind of Blair Witch kind of takes that right now, but, mm-hmm. you know, this one is fucking... It's straight up what you think of found footage today and shit. That's what they were doing in 89. It's pretty uh, pretty creative, man, for the time, considering mm-hmm. nothing like that was, like, yeah, before. Yeah, predates so. the last broadcast and Blair Witch, yeah, so... But- like in the yeah. traditional sense of found footage, it could yeah. be considered the first true found footage film if you don't count Hannibal Holocaust. Yeah, well, I mean, even that... I just got Blair Witch in the mail today. It was like seven bucks on Amazon. I was like, eh, I need to. I got this on Blue. When did Man Bites Dog come out? Nineteen ninety or ninety two? Nineteen ninety two. Ninety two. So I mean, that's but that's not like I mean, it's still kind of found footage, but it's not like you know the traditional sense that we're talking about here. Man but... Bites. Oh, Henry did it in eighty six kind of found footage when they watched the camera point yeah yeah i mean yeah, there's, but there's this bits is in... like the whole movie it's, yeah this is basically blair witch with aliens instead yeah yeah well i mean like that's what i remember fred vogel said like when he made august underground he was like you saw it in cannibal holocaust for half the movie you saw it in henry for a part of the movie is like i wonder if we could do the whole movie like that so i mean i guess when the hell did august underground come out 
Had you, had you never seen Blair Witch before? Um, I don't think he brought up Blair Witch. He might have, but I, I think his movie definitely reflects more of a uh, Henry that scene from Henry. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. 100%. And uh, what, what was the other one? There was another one that came out around that same time. Dirty Cop No Donut is also very similar to August Underground, but it's more comedic because it stars Joel D. Weinkoop. It's a Tim Ritter movie. It came out a couple years before, actually. Yeah, yeah. He even made a sequel then, to that, too, didn't he? Yeah. 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 And then there's the other one, uh, Snuff Murders or the Suff, Snuff Anthology, which is kind of similar that came out maybe a year before um, August Underground. I don't think Fred mm-hmm. ever saw that, though. So yeah. Marcus Cook might have been part, had something to do with that. So I mean, there's a long history of those kind of things. And I think they're, the bits and pieces were always in films. And then it's just, you know, People decided to make cold movies of them. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Q. I mean, it's just kind of like the the elongated version of like finding a recording, you know, when but, somebody finds an old recording and watches it or something in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but the McPherson tape, dude, 60 minutes and it's like perfect for Halloween time. So maybe throw it in some point this month, Dave. It, it, I have it. It'll be easy watch too. That was I actually like, one uh, of the things I loved about that is that it was super short because you know I mean it was just right to the point, right to the I fucking wish all point, indie man. Movies, all Indian low budget movies were super short. It'd be much yep. better. For well, that's always <laughs> that's always that's always been something that's plagued a lot of uh, especially newer indie films yeah. man i don't know what Everybody it is about fixed their fucking spielberg or some shit well that, i mean i understand you know like some of these directors they've been doing it for a long long time and stuff and back in the day they would make these longer you know a little bit longer because what they shot they wanted to use kind of thing but now i mean it's just so much easier it's to digital. edit it's digital you can you can get rid of some of that shit like there's no re no reason to have your indie film run over 100 minutes and stuff like that i know it's just a big issue with some of these movies today and stuff but mm-hmm. they could definitely well, benefit JP, from being cut he invented that saying right I don't know. Minutes, the first 90 minutes are free. Yeah. But I mean, he even claims he invented it, but even 90 minutes for some of these movies is, is still kind too of too long. much. I mean, 80 minutes for some of these things are really 75 like a good minutes. One. Yeah. If your movie is under a thousand dollars or like 10,000, 75 minutes. Yeah. That's There's, why, that's why full moon, like I do give them credit because they do at least if they're going to make something bad, at least they don't, force you to watch it for it'll make you sit there hours. oh yeah i mean most of the movies <laughs> well, we'll are 65 65 thing, to 75 you know? minutes long yeah phil sabub and his three hours of shit well that's <clears> just that's just beyond ridiculous i think that's you guys should make a bills above rule no bills above no bills above it no. already exists oh you guys have that rule no bills above i personally do <laughs> i wouldn't do it either i'm like no man not because you know I, taylor's the one that gave you that dick shark movie right i know yeah, it's like the first time she. I still can't believe that shit was three hours, man. That that's mind blowing. Longer than three hours. That's just that's just irresponsible. Like that's criminal. <sighs> that's an abomination. It's it's criminal to put out some shit like that that's over three hours. Ridiculous. They should go back to three, film so they it's don't three have hours to and three hours and thirty six minutes. Dude, that's that's longer than the King Kong remake. <laughs> they should actually have laws against that. Like indie filmmakers are, should not be allowed to make films that long. That's where you throw it in VLC and do times two speed. Yeah, I think I would have too. Oh, <laughs> even times two, you're still it's still too fucking long. <laughs> oh, it is. Uh, oh man. Well, happy move. birthday, moods. Yeah, happy birthday. Thank you for what it's worth. I guess so. It's worth a lot. Forty years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you're still doing podcasts. Still doing podcasts, man. I mean, Christ, there's a lot of people older than me in this game. 
Actually, mm-hmm. I want to say, look, it's exploding heads. All them cats are older. Yeah. Every yeah. actually, Brandon's the same age as me, same year, but I think he's like three or four months older. So, but then Dave. I could have sworn Dave was older than you. Dave's older. Dave's like no, 40. I mean you. Me? No, yeah. Dave is like. Yeah, I thought you were like Dave's 40. like forty-seven. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy I thought Dave was forty. Dave, Dave you were you, you were born in eighty-six, yeah. right? Were you born in eighty-six? Yeah, dude, yeah. I just look fucking forty. Because yeah. Derek was like me and Dave are the same age. And yeah, I thought that, that you said on another show that you were you were turning forty. So I thought that meant Derek was forty-two. I was no, like, I just lie all the goddamn what? time, and it's obvious I'm lying. But yeah, I just have to up on. Yeah, I mean, still. Just a better troll than JP, but no one knows I'm trolling. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> called a liar. I mean, I don't... <laughs> what are you talking about you don't troll? I don't troll. When... Name one time I troll. You just trolled with the fucking wire story for 10 minutes. Double you troll, my, Jay, my man. My computer's dying. Do you no, want me to that get the was wire? real. Story? That was real. That was not, that was not real. <laughs> no, I literally didn't have my computer plugged in. I had to go get the cord. Yeah, but then I you just... were like, should I get it? No, and then you're like, I forgot it. The shit I get it was real too. It was the the I forgot it that was fake. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's trolling. No, it's just exaggerate. <laughs> well guys, are you guys ready to talk about some uh horror and scream? I mean uh, horror and nightmare on Elm Street news. I need to hear Freddy news ASAP. I'm never I'm never ready to hear about any type of news, but uh yeah, I mean we should probably move this along. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! JP, got some news? Uh, Yeah, there's a little bit of stuff. And I didn't disappoint you guys because there actually is some... Don't um, fucking do that, Freddy. Don't. I'm just kidding. Oh, there's no control no right Freddy, there! Is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's very... It's very... Uh, it's very low news this week. So, uh, first up, Terrifier 2 was originally supposed to release this Halloween. It has been delayed due to COVID. Uh, so, yeah, they uh, are saying early, have the, they want to have the film completed by early 2021. wonder if they'll still wait to do it, to release it in October, if it takes I place mean, during Halloween. That wasn't going to go in theaters, was it? They must no. have, they actually had to stop filming, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, well, to be honest, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if you would see it in, like, the indie theaters because that movie was pretty popular even it was popular oh yeah guys at work that don't even know horror movies were like did you see terrifier dave on netflix i was like yeah did you say i saw the short film that was in an anthology before that even came out no i'm not i don't like to do that kind of shit to people because they don't give a fuck i've been a champion that's that's my fucking character since 2013 see that that's why people hate people like us jeremy because they're like somebody's like man i like deadpool well you didn't read the original comics it's like dude who gives a fuck fuck off be happy for the creators that they're getting some attention stop fucking you you know who that is that's fucking sam fucking sam that is sam that is fucking that's exactly how sam reacts to everything man and you know i like sam but come on dude you're always saying you always do that shit it's in the original I, I was like, I don't care. I'm talking about the movie. That's the nice thing about the platforms like Netflix and things like that. You know, it gives people this chance to watch these movies that they probably would never see before and stuff. You know, a lot more, you know a lot like more views on Netflix these type of things that, that way. Is 
I barely get on Netflix. I do yeah, like once too, or twice yeah. a month. And when I do, what I've been doing is going right down to that tab where it's like the top 10 in the US where it shows like what everybody's watching. And I'll look there and be like, is there anything interesting here? If not, I get off. And it's uh, it's pretty cool. I like that they added that little feature. You're like, you watch porn or something? I don't understand. Yeah, I just get off. Okay, and, okay. Sounds you good. Know, throw on the porn. But uh, Naturally. That's a cool little feature. Do you guys have that too? Yeah, I don't know. It yeah. says like in like a little box, like number four in the US or whatever. Yeah, yeah we yeah. got it. Yeah. And it's usually like a mix of like some old shit that they just put on Netflix and then it's usually yeah. like the new shit. Yeah. So if there's anything new in there that I'm interested in, I'll watch it. And if not, then I don't get on Netflix for half a month. <laughs> the problem is it's hard to find all the foreign shit and horror movies that are on there. Like, cause no, like I literally when what was that one? Super Dark Times came out. I had to search find it. That was on Brand Netflix. Yeah. yeah, it still is actually. Well, it's on ours. That made my top ten. Me too. I think it probably did mine too. I love that movie. I, I movie. was I was underwhelmed by it. I felt yeah. the same way about Summer of 84. I think they're like very similar, but for some reason something didn't work on that one, probably because it was Canadian and the other one worked. <laughs> Fuck, yeah, man. I kinda, man, Summer of 84 had such a better soundtrack to it also. Yeah. The, I don't like Close Hitch Killer is good, though. I yeah. want to watch that one. I liked all three of those. Yeah, that was a good okay. movie. That one made my top 10, actually. I, I was really impressed with that. I, I didn't see good that movie. one yet. No, really? You did, you skipped Clove Hitch? I didn't skip it on purpose. I wasn't like doing the top tens. I bought uh, it. I bought the. Oh movie yeah, though. yeah. I'm... Yeah, it's really good, dude. Check it out. I like, it's cool. I like House that Jack built too. That was a serial killer movie that, around the time. That was time. me and yeah. Roots number two. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fucking great. The second story is so great when he's talking to the lady at the door. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, oh, I got a contrary. dude." That movie that was, was great. Hard to recommend man. though, because it's so long. It's like two yeah. and a half hours. Yeah. Like, because my friend asked me. uh you know what what's the some good horror movies that are on hulu for Halloween? and I, I went on there and looked through all the stuff that they had and i i was like man should i recommend that one that one's like so long you know but i did end up recommending it i also I like recommend it. <laughs> it's a tough one to recommend to people yeah because of the length and stuff and i think the ending throws off a lot of people are like where the yeah. fuck did this thing go yeah. and like if you don't it's understand little... where it's going or where it's coming from you know kind of thing and what it's trying to do it's yeah. like it can Terry kind of Lars von Trieri, and if you don't like his movies like yeah knows movies you're probably not going to like very much yeah i can just <laughs> yeah, see people actually... not i mean the payoff to those people that don't get it when my, my right. just ruin their three hours you know kind of thing yeah so. I agree with you, and normally I wouldn't recommend it to to somebody. But she's not like a massive horror fan. But her one of her favorite horror movies is Martyrs, so I figured you Ooh, know, yeah. a little bit artsy. So she probably would kind of dig that. Maybe it's also a really dark comedy. Also, Jack Bill had a lot of his movies oh, yeah. real, real dark, dark oh, comedy. Big time. Like the Nymphomaniac yeah. movies. Yeah, too. Nymphomaniac like, is crazy. Like you laugh, but you're like, that's just disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the director's cut of that movie, Dave? I've seen always... part, yeah, director's cut, volume one and two. Yeah, it the director's cuts I bought are crazy. The, the regular cuts, I bought them, and then they're like, director's cuts are coming out, and I was like, fuck you, I gotta buy these again? Didn't even you watch have them to buy them because they're like... And that's why when you walk up to the convention tables, they're like, Dave the sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I have to I'm like, oh, you got Blu-rays for sale? What do you got? I'll still drop $1,000 on those cuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like that fucking Evil Dead remake too, man. The director even yeah. said that they were never going to do an extended or a, a uncut version, whatever the fuck it was. And then all of a sudden, that version came out. I was like, "Are you serious?" Yes, you bought it. I did. 
I bought I it. I wanted it, but it was too expensive. Yeah, I'm me not too, man. Not really. I paid like eleven dollars for it. Do you I think I paid fifteen to twenty? I haven't I'll seen it eight. less than thirty here, so I haven't copped it either. What's different about it? Like how much more minutes and like what's different about it? I didn't watch it yet. I'm gonna save it for the show. Are we gonna do a show uh, eventually? What is different? I think I, they I would assume, yeah. On July eighteenth, twenty nineteen, I paid fourteen dollars and fifty six cents. You have that right in front of you. That's stuff. very yeah. odd. He keeps and weird. everything he ever, every penny he spent is in a fucking file folder. And he has easy <laughs> access to it. He's like, yesterday I spent three dollars in gas. Uh, unrated cut is ninety seven minutes. Theatrical cut is ninety one minutes. Six Holy minutes shit! There's six fucking minutes. And I bet it is it is it actually gore or is it just dumb shit? Like, I wonder oh, if it's the extended well, when you version. Watch the trailer. There's the a bunch trailer of crazy that came shit. out. There was yeah. a lot of stuff that was in the trailer that wasn't in the movie. The tongue split was in the trailer, right? <laughs> you know, you know they yeah. probably spent half that time extending the MacGyver scene. That would no. be fucking amazing. Oh, dude. They cut the MacGyver That's scene the only out. thing that sucks about it. But my argument is like also like there's a lot of MacGyver bullshit in, in Evil Dead in general. Like how does Ash rev the chainsaw? I don't think that that's the only thing that sucks, man. I think every single character in that movie is a piece of garbage. I have some problems with I it. Hate I hate literally like every single person in that movie. It's just, I don't know. I I'm honestly bland, visually. But I don't know about garbage. The dialogue is not very good. You could tell a, a person who's not English wrote that dialogue. It's oh, just kind of weird. 100%, man. The dialogue, the characters are garbage. But I mean, visually in the gore, like there's a lot of good elements to it and shit. But, yeah, you know, I mean. Good. You know, and I can fuck, I can fuck with that. But man, dude, I tell you, man, that movie just has despicable, shitty characters. I don't know what the fuck, man. It's annoying. Also, I don't like the idea that they changed the old gods, the creepy gods, into something like the Christian gods. It's such a fucking European sentiment. Like what gods? The 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 book of the dead yeah. is a Necromonicon that was from like the old gods. It's before Christianity, so you're dealing with some sort of force that you do not know anything about, which makes it scary to me. Yeah. When you do the Christian god, it's like okay, we're ripping off the Exorcist again. Yeah, it's not as exciting. I don't remember any of that. Yeah, that I was my only. Remember that in the original Evil Dead? <laughs> it's a Necromonicon. It's the book of the dead. Yeah, yeah, they don't. That's say what it is. Yes, they do. Where? In all of them. They say it in a fucking recording. This is the Book of the Dead. Exactly. I haven't seen that movie in 20 years, and I remember... It's this they are older gods in the Necromonicon. They don't mention any Christianity. It's not a Christian evil. That's right. But that director's like, well, I was raised Catholic, so squeeze this shit in here. I don't... Do they do that in the And that's so European, though, too, right? Oh, they do, yeah. They talk about devils and gods, and it's more Christian-like. Yeah. That's right. That's why I like Hellraiser. Yeah, that's why I like Hellraiser too. That's why when people say in Hellraiser, they're like angels to some demons to others. Like, well, we want to see the angel side. There is no fucking angel side. It's just how you interpret the torture. Sometimes it's an angel to somebody who likes torture and a demonic presence to the other right. one in the yeah. original. Right. I hate right. when people are like, I want to see the angelic side. There is no fucking angelic side. It's a mind thing. <laughs> it's it's, a big, it's mind all thing. perception. Yes, it's all perception. Mm-hmm. So, right. okay, moving on. We have uh, news of director Michael Doherty. Uh, some for some reason still not doing Trick or Treat too. Uh, he, of course, we know he was the director of Krampus and Trick or Treat. And uh, what? Both great. Yeah. And what's the? Did he do King Kong? No. Did Godzilla? I thought he Godzilla. did Godzilla. He okay. did the new Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Um, well, he's uh, signed on to be directing a series adaptation of Clive Barker's Nightbreed uh, for HBO. And he's also, as we know, working on the Hellraiser series for HBO. Is his Nightbreed actually going to happen or is it just an announcement? Is like, is it production well, or pre-production or what? I think that 
because HBO Max launched, I I really do think that the things they're putting into production, they're probably actually trying to. Because I'll buy HBO Max for Nightbreed. Man, I love the it, that just worries me yeah. that it's HBO and shit. Because we all know what happens with HBO. Man, they get a couple seasons into their shit, and then they also they can't afford to finish up their their series and shit. And these series sound expensive, like doing Hellraiser oh, and Hellraiser, and, yeah. and Nightbreed. I mean, look with Nightbreed, man. It's just nothing but like characters and shit. There's a lot of money that needs to go into that shit to make it good. I just worry with those ones, man. I feel like you need a lot of budgets. See, and that's bu- the story, like the from. Dark but it's Hills HB on fucking series, O, though. They always run out of money. That's HBO. That, that's my point, Jeremy. That they but, fucking uh, they've canceled so many series because they literally ran up. Look, what, I always bring up the Deadwood, Deadwood. thing. That's Deadwood, a great example uh, of a show. Movie. What was the other one? Carnival that had amazing ratings. Yeah. It had amazing ratings, and they never got to do the fourth season. That was supposed to be the final season, anyways, because they ran out of fucking money. I'm like, they dude, spent they all made the a money movie on the fucking Gladiator show, yeah. but it took years later, and by then, Powers Booth was fucking dead. But uh, <laughs> right, right. With the uh, Nightbreed is like one story that I like to see them expand upon. Like, for, let's say like they, they take the first season, the whole movie, the first movie, the movie is basically the whole first season. And then we can dive into more of the backstory and stuff from the book and the comic books as well in the mm-hmm. second season. That would be awesome because I know they did that with From Dust Till Dawn. Like the first season was like basically the movie. And I lost interest when I saw that it wasn't just a random act that they ended up at the titty twister. I was like, oh, it's not random. That kind of sucks the life for for me. But mm-hmm. I like I would love that to do with Nightbreed. I would love it to with Nightbreed. Like, oh, we just spent an episode with like five monsters. I it's just because it's one of my favorite movies and it's a childhood favorite thing too. And I used to like just be obsessed with all those monsters from mm-hmm. fucking Vasty Moses just to the background characters like uh, Otis and Clay and all that shit. What's that cabal couple array going for these days? I wonder. I haven't looked in a while. I still have mine. That was one of the reasons why. I no, kind of... not not the not the Scream Factory. The cabal yeah. cut that Barker sold directly. I don't, I don't know. Nobody cares. That that thing was stupid. They yeah, kept it's... selling shit. I actually have a bootleg of it because it sold out, and somebody was selling a bootleg. I know it's shitty, but I couldn't get it. The Dust from Dawn one. till uh, um, TV series. That yeah, that one kind of. Lost, lost me my t- interest. It lost my interest too when I found out about what the first season was too, because generally I'd go back, you know, kind of watch. Did you guys after watch the run, it? But no, I never I watched did. like the first three episodes, and I was digging it until they were like, "We got to get these guys to the titty twister," and I was like, "That's kind of stupid." It was just so great that they showed up randomly, uh, right? I don't. I, I watched like the first couple episodes, and I really liked it. But then I, I'm just notorious for falling off of TV. Like never I loved anything. Bates Motel. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. It's I loved right. Bates Motel, and uh, I watched the first two seasons, and then I never went back. See, I, when I start when I start a series, I just finish it. Like I binge watch the shit. Never like, do that. I well, did that no, Bates Motel, I, man. I, I watched that shit that. straight through. I watched five seasons like in a, like two weeks, man. It was fucking awesome. I do great. do that if it's out, but like whenever I'm waiting years in between. That's where I fall off. No, I usually start once the series is done and out and just readily available and stuff. So I just so I can just binge right through it. If we ever do the Psycho series, I'm 100% ahead of time, like weeks ahead of time watching all Bates Motel. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> How many five. seasons? Three or four? Five. Five? Why? It, it rips by no, though, man. It's a good show though, man. It is. It is really good. I heard actually. it's good. Yeah, it but is. I haven't even watched Citizen Kane, and I know it's great. So you've never watched Citizen Kane? No, that is That's so right. Today random. I said this. That is Today so I random. Like, I was so mad at myself because I was like, I never seen Casablanca. But this is what? the second time I've seen Cruel Jaws, and I was watching Cruel Jaws today. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? This is why sometimes I get frustrated having. Have watched you seen it. Gone with the Wind? No. What? No. Have I you not seen Gone with the Wind? I, I Have you ever seen West Side Story? 
I don't know. I grew up watching only violent movies. I only liked violent movies. Me and JP probably watched a lot of the same movies. It's like, mm-hmm. this got war in it. This this got blood in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm but get this. I was the same way, man. I was an action horror person my entire life kind of thing. And, but I still watched Bastards too. Watched fucking a lot of Citizen Kane, man. Come on, dude. Didn't watch it. Yeah, seen it. Have you seen Wizard of Oz? Yes. Yeah. I've seen of Wizard course. of Oz. Have you I seen like, Wizard of Oz is great. I've seen Willy Wonka. Music. Anything that could be considered nope. a kid's movie I watched. Never probably. seen Sound of Me- Music. I've seen so many goddamn movies, but I miss so many of the classics because I was so like preoccupied with fucking getting like Tempe movies. Like, I gotta get Ozone. Gotta get Street Zombies. <laughs> I get that. I, I completely get that, though. I was a weird-ass kid. I don't know. Some of those, like, classics that I watch, I just... I Sometimes I watch them and I'm like, yeah, it's good, but... Well, you've it's seen not. it ripped off so many times that you know yeah. all the details and you know everything that's going to happen. So you're like, man, I missed the ball on this. Like, it's mm-hmm. great, but it's fucking ruined because I've seen, like, by the time I saw Black Sabbath, I was probably, like, 20. I was like, mm-hmm. so, like, I seen everything rip it off. So I was like, fuck. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was mm-hmm. still great, but it's all ripped off. It's kind of like what happened when I, the last time we, or when we did the Scream franchise, man. I kept thinking, like, I kept thinking of Scary Movie, the spoofs. <laughs> the entire time I'm watching this, I'm like yeah, expecting those parts rough, to come man. up, man. What, did, what <laughs> right? was the other one? Um, the uh, it's the, it's on. Is it Scary Movie Two or the Village one? That's the third. One. When I was watching the Village, yeah, I that, think that's gotta be the third one. Yeah. yeah. Have you that seen like, Lawrence of Arabia? No. Oh my! I hear God. you only should watch that on the big screen, anyways. Damn. Yeah. Lawrence of Arabia. That's crazy. No, but it's like uh, what the fuck was I gonna say? Uh, Oh, like Weird Al, like the, remember he had those polkas? Yeah. So I'd hear all the polkas, or polkas, and then I'd hear the real music, and I'd be like singing it to the tune of Weird Al. Like right, right. <laughs> yeah. I can still hear fucking, I'm fat right now. I'll be right honest now. with you guys, though. I'm telling you all the shit I haven't seen. There's so many people out there that will just act like they've seen it. Mm-hmm. Oh, for so sure. they won't see nothing. Uh, Not me. I haven't seen lots of shit that... You haven't seen the Friday the 13th franchise. I haven't seen Lost Boys. Haven't seen Lost, Lost Bo- Boys. You haven't seen Lost Boys. That's a oh. weird one. <clears throat> that's a big I that's gonna, a, I never talk shit about the people not seeing nothing because there's too many movies out there, you know. I'm not talking shit. <laughs> well, I am talking shit about the Friday the 13th. <laughs> you getting all mad about it. <laughs> but he hasn't seen any of the Nightmare on Elm Streets either. The the funniest thing about Warface Well, the first is one. No, I've seen that. I've seen them once. Oh, you seen Listen, all of them? If you have a horror yeah, podcast mm. that's been on for seven years, like I feel like you should have a little bit of cred. <laughs> yeah, the horror movies at least. But you know what's funny about horror fans, especially like I just talk about people that like to piss on people. You'll be like, you'll be like, man, it's like zombie bloodbath two, rage of the undead. And somebody's like, oh, I never seen that. And they're like, you ain't never seen zombie <laughs> bloodbath two, rage of the undead. It's like, no, obviously not. Like they act like everything's I a mean, big yeah, kind of sin. From yeah. every movie I've seen, I don't know who's Sorry, reacting to that zombie bloodbath. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> That's a real movie. That's actually a Todd Sheets movie. It is. He actually did three of them. Yeah, I've seen all three of those. Yeah. I reviewed one. Those of are all '90s slaughter films too. All three of them I were made the in the third 90s. one's like maybe 2000, right? Oh, it maybe it's 2000. Yeah, because it's I think lighter. the first one's like 93, 94. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah, and they're uh, shorter. Okay. So uh, next up here. Ben Wheatley reveals that he shot a horror film during quarantine. Um, the untitled film was shot across 15 days. I didn't uh, like his last movie very much. So. What was his last one? Free Fire. Was it was okay. It was, okay. It was all right. What was it called? Kill List was great. I didn't Free care Fire. Killed in England. 
I don't like a field name. Yeah, I kill list was great. Yeah, uh, Rebecca is his newest one. That's coming to Netflix on October 21st. Rebecca? Yeah. Is God. it a horror movie? What a fucking yeah. shitty yeah, title. I'm just, I, I hate those titles. Bad title, but I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Really? Terrible. I like just people's names. As no, titles, you don't. Like stop stop disagreeing with for the sake Why? of disagreeing. Because. Okay, no, me and Carly like, really, like, about Are you stoked? Did you watch the movie from a few years ago called Tamara? No, because the fucking name Yeah, I like Tamara. It's 2005. Yeah, it's garbage. A few years ago, fifteen years ago, it's fucking garbage. <laughs> no, but honestly, I, like I, I mean, it was cool back in the day, but now there's like fifty movies called that. called like, Rebecca. Yeah, yeah. No, so I that's agree the with problem. That. Like Carrie, there's only yeah, one Hitchcock Carrie, is the only one that. Well, there's four Carries, but yeah, but you know what I mean. There is. I'm saying with the name Carrie, it's a Carrie movie. Nobody's gonna be like, my mom was also Carrie, unless it's a right. fucking Europe documentary <laughs> yeah. or some shit, right? Yeah. I just mean I like I like simple titles. Sometimes they're just. You know, whatever. But I get your movie stay. No one will ever be able to find it in five years because there's twelve movies called Stay. <laughs> yeah. What else? Um, okay. So it's micro budget, presumably similar to Shutter's host, um, which was also shot super cheap. Okay. What else? Uh, <laughs> what else? Mm, let's the see. podcast <laughs> JP you have to talk coming from the master of that what the hell are you talking about <laughs> he's literally what are you up. talking about come on we need come to on do. what he's alluding the to the fact news. that you gave him shit for fucking you know creating dead silence but I can always take care of that in the in the post game so don't worry about it Jesus. <laughs> Dumbass. Uh, so Mick Garris, Joe Dante, and other icons discuss a and discuss anthology horror in a new documentary called Tales of the Uncanny. And I gotta say, I like the little teaser art that they have because it has like, you know, the Zuni fetish doll, the crate monster, some other shit that I'm not familiar with, um, on the cover. And uh, yeah, it's basically a documentary about anthology films. Sounds fun, right? Oh, I was gonna say, I love Joe Dante. Love his <clears throat> podcast. That sounds pretty cool. Of anthologies, that's neat. Yeah, feature-length documentary on the evolution, challenges, and all-time top five anthologies and anthology segments hmm. uh, in horror history. Co-hosts uh, Joe Dante, Mark Hartley, Mick Garris, Ernest Dickerson. Oh, cool! Good, I got good shit on there. Yeah, that, that, pretty that good. would be a fun show to do, man. You know, watch a whole shitload of anthologies and do our top ten anthologies and instead shit. of doing a year, yeah. just do top ten anthologies. Yeah, like an actual, just a theme top ten. You know, anthologies kind of thing would be fun. That would be a good idea. Yeah, that would be fun. Because actually, anthologies yeah. has always been one of my favorite things to watch. I just always been obsessed. They with are. Them. They're always yeah. and they're always easy to watch. Like ninety percent of the time. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's why I, I mean, love shows like you know Tales from the Crypt and shit because it's just an anthology basically, right? Doctor right. Terror's House of Horrors. That movie's fucking awesome. Tales from the Crypt from '72 is by far one of the top five best ones. It is, man. You think? It, yeah. it really is good, man. Yeah. I don't I even know if it. Man, both four are wonderful, dude. Uh, Creep Show and Trick or Treat both are just givens at this point. I don't Dead know. Of, Dead of I'm Night's not a good big one. On Trick or Treat or uh, Creep Show is some people. Yeah, well, some people also fucking eat paint. So there's yeah. been a lot of good anthologies like in the last 10, 15 like, years too. It's for crazy. me. I love Tales from the Hood, like more. Yeah, than that's show. great too. Tales from the Hood three comes out on Tuesday. <laughs> it does. Yeah, uh, I'll probably go pick it. I up still at can't believe they're putting a third one out. It's, <laughs> it's, it's only it. going to be sold in Walmart. I definitely got to pick Walmart it up exclusive. though. That'll be my second 2020 release of the year because you know I can't pass up Tales from the Hood three. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> you guys aren't getting that in Canada. 
I actually, didn't hate, hate actually the Dave. The you know what's funny one. about that? I actually You're looked not. on Amazon the other day, and the Blu-ray is unavailable. But I can order the DVD for like eleven bucks. I'm like, what? Why is the Blu-ray not available, but the DVD is? I'm like, this is garbage. Fucking you got across the border for spicy nuggets and Tales from Hood three. R- right, exactly yeah. what I'm gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, try to smuggle them back, and the the, the guy at Border Patrol's like, "You got any? Uh, you taking anything over the border?" You're like, "Nah, man, nah." What's, you, what's in your pocket, Sonny? What's in your pocket? Is, is that a weapon? Had a yellow case. <laughs> spicy nuggets, nice. bro. No, what's what's that in your cares. pants? What's that in your pants? There, Sonny, and I'm like, "You got you got a weapon on you?" Uh, no, man, it's the Blu-ray of Tales from the Hood three. Come on, Sorry, man. you can't take that. Your country. Fuck. It's been banned. <laughs> oh, that's just so weird. No Blu-ray available? Give me a break. We got like 4Ks selling like for, you know, 12 bucks now and shit, and we can't even get a fucking Blu-ray of uh, Tales from the Hood 3. three. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that, uh, that looks like uh, it's supposed to premiere at the, inter- the Arbitor... International Horror Festival Wales <laughs> in uh, October at the end of October. So that's cool. So is uh, Keith David in it? Eh, it doesn't list him, but he might be. He better come back. Who's going to be the guy? No, no, no. Us? This is the oh. anthology documentary. Oh, he better be at Tales of the Hood three. And then uh, let's see what else here. Oh, Russell Crowe's Unhinged. Coming out uh, in November on home video. Thought that was pretty cool. I like that movie a lot. How many people does he eat in that movie? Eat none. Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure he was just. He looked like he was just eating people whole by the trailer. There is scenes in a diner. He's so mad. (laughs) He's so mad in that movie. It's great. Yeah, it's good. He's hangry. He's always hangry. He's like, you didn't courtesy tap me, (laughs) ma'am. Me <laughs> uh, and Derek like, have a theory that courtesy tap, right? Russell <laughs> Crowe's turning into Raven Burr. He goes all Karen on him. Um, anyway, last up here, uh, they announced this week Blumhouse's The Craft uh, is allegedly heading straight to home video in time for Halloween, and specifically October twenty. That's straight into your garbage. Yep. Well, right ne- like right next to the original one. Right next to the, the, original, the, the one. original one. Original, the original is good. It's, it's great. It's, fine. it's not only I good, don't like great. it. I, I honestly, I think I was the only person that didn't have it in their top ten in '96, and I felt really damn good about that too. Not gonna lie, '96 <laughs> is a thin year, but the craft is definitely. Oh, it's not thin were, enough, though. Not thin enough, man. You, you got <laughs> I think that you might be too old for that one. Honestly, it was 16 when I came out, man. You're probably right because the last thing a 16 year old is trying to watch is a bunch of fucking teeny bop and witches. And shit, like it just. I wanted to happening. hang out with those chicks, though, man. Well, I, I, I wasn't saying the girls weren't hot and shit. I, it's nothing to do with that. It's just they no, were just yeah. cool. They, they did cool shit. They were into cool shit, witchcraft. Um, but yeah, this one, I don't know. I, I, I'd rather the, watch the Warlock. Was male witches in the background, and uh, they, like, one. I, I was happy to see that it looks like it's a real sequel. Um. It, like kind of one of those real sequels, but not real at the same time where it like kind of redoes a lot of the stuff, but there's references to the original kind of like tremors four. you know how it's like pretty much a remake, but in the old West, kind of yeah. like the Evil dead remake, but it's not really a remake, but it's actually like a full on prequel. It's a fucking like prequel. More, 
it can't be a prequel because you see the car, so it doesn't know what it is. <laughs> no, it's literally a pre. Part four yeah, is but a that prequel. Car can get there from another. It's like, telling the. It's in, telling in, the history story. of it. Shit, it's a fucking prequel. It's not a remake. Well, I I'm saying, but the, the, there's like old Fred dies the same way. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. I get it. it it's just it's just pure comedic it's like relief. It's comedic relief. Exactly. It's just straight comedy in that aspect. But it's literally a prequel because it's telling the history of the of the story. So right, but it's it's also partially remaking scenes from the original. That's why I say that it's like you know it's kind of that weird sequel prequel thing where it's like a rehash of the first one, but in prequel or sequel form. We haven't had this, this. We haven't had this argument in a long time. Remember we used to have this like every couple episodes yeah. remake versus prequel. That, that's what the craft looks like. Like technically it's a sequel, but it's like redoing scenes from the original. So it's like, yeah, kind yeah. of a remake too. But, uh, it, one thing that like hmm. completely threw me off is all this sparkly shit that I just saw. I was like, this looks like fucking Twilight. And mm. I, I didn't have the sound on. <laughs> it was just like started, you know, one of those videos that just start playing on Facebook when you're scrolling through. Um, it was one of those. And I'm like, I start seeing all this sparkly like dust and stuff. And I'm like, this, this is not what I want. <laughs> oh, that just sounds bad. <laughs> sounds like Black Christmas. I was on board until that. Well, I got I got some other stuff here. I was just straight bored when you brought it up. Well, you're going to be bored with this. Zac Efron has been set to start a new adaptation of Stephen King's Firestarter. Filmmaker Keith Thomas is directing a new take on Stephen King's Ooh. Firestarter for Universal Pictures Blumhouse Productions. And we've learned today that Zac Efron has signed on to star in the film. As previously announced, Thomas, who directed The Fidgerel, will direct the film that is being adapted by writer Scott Teams, who did Halloween Kills and Rectify, who will also executive produce. <clears throat> and Firestarter Young Girl develops pyrokinetic. That's what it says. Pyro, pyro what? Pyrokinetic. That's what it says. Actually, this is kind of interesting to bring this up because that's going to lead into my knowledge. Right. Did he? Yeah, pyrokinetic is a stupid fucking word. He said it right. Ha. Isn't it pyrotechnics? Pyrokinetic. It's oh, telekinesis with fire. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Sci-Fi's Halloween lineup includes themed movie marathons throughout October. So in here we have two world television movie premieres. We have The Strangers Pray at Night on yesterday. And then on October 17th, we have Tales from the Hood 3 at 9 o'clock. So if you want to watch Tales from the Hood 3 to watch it on October 17th at nine o'clock. On I would the assume, channel. I would assume that's probably going to be the more popular to the two. Cause the strangers to pray at night is garbage. It's old. All right. And then these, there's like some, uh, movie marathons with some stuff. That's not even horror. So why the hell are they having it in here? Like, uh, back to the future day marathon. Like why the hell are you having back to the future day? I'm fucking I don't know. Why the hell are you telling us about it? I don't know. And then uh, Darren Bowsman said, Spiral furthers the Saw mythology and brings a fresh tone to the franchise. Um, don't care at this point. It's too early. Too early? It's yeah, because it got delayed. So now we're not going to see it for over a year. What is he, t- is he talking about Saw? Spiral. I'm talking about Spiral. Oh, Spiral. Okay. Which is Saw. Yeah, it's Saw. We did an early screening of Spiral when we thought it was coming out and it was so awesome sitting in the theater because... 
Paul's been sidetracked and shares an antidote about his first call with Rock before bringing it back to the test screening. Rock is hilarious as a person, obviously, but the movie is not a comedy, he continued. But there are a couple of really hilarious things that take place because it is Chris Rock. And sitting in the test screening audience, I've never heard people laugh at a Saw movie. It doesn't happen, and you hear this uproarish laughter, and then this immediate silence because it turns on the dime. The tone is so fresh and new and different, and Chris is just amazing in the movie. Uh, and that's it. I don't know how to take that. I, that's I why really, I hate test yeah, audiences, man. It, it just doesn't work for me at all, man. Test audiences, yeah, I agree, man. It's garbage. They, I don't trust them. All right, that's it. Ooh, oh, here's some news. Uh, Ryan Murphy limited series Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story greenlit at Netflix, which is pretty cool because Netflix does pretty good with those serial killer docs. Like the and, Henry uh, one was pretty good. Yeah, and the uh, yeah, the Henry one was great. The, I like that one a lot. Yeah, that one was really good. But the Dahmer, I think, will be a ro- lot of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> that should be a sentence. It's making me hungry even thinking about it right now. I I think Dahmer is the most fascinating. Yeah, he, I was I was like obsessed with Dahmer, man. He was crazy fascinating. Dahmer yeah. and Ed Gein have something different about him. I know Gein's not technically a serial killer, but you know what I mean? Out of all the people like that, Dahmer and Ed Gein just didn't have the same... They had similar things to the other ones, but there's just something a little bit different. They weren't just right. like a, a, a product killer or something like that. Or, or They were, but they were both product killers. They weren't process killers. Right. Mm. And Yeah, for sure. I, I just find the Dahmer story super fascinating. So, And Netflix, if there's one thing Netflix does great, it is documentaries, right? Like we could all agree yeah. that Netflix oh, for kills sure. it with documentaries. Yeah. Uh, making a murder Their shit, man. Their phenomenal in documentaries. That opening of the Henry show was so great. That opening cuddle card they did, how he he got older throughout. I like yeah. that. I watched that whole. I never watch any full series anymore. And that was like the four part doc. Watched that whole thing. Yeah, I didn't even great. finish the the cats one. Don't fuck with cats. I didn't even finish that. And it was that like, one it's was fine. good too. I knew where it was going. I got lost interest. You should watch the one with the people who attach the bomb to the guy's neck and then make him go on yeah, a happened. scavenger hunt. Yeah, is that real? Uh, family yeah. member was in prison with her with the person. Dude, that it. story is Jeez. fucking nuts, man. <laughs> yeah. I I actually knew about that story before Netflix done it. I I'd seen. I think Dateline had done a thing on it two years ago, yeah. and then when I got to see the whole thing, I was like, "Holy fuck, oh, that story so is just good. nuts!" Remember man. how intense that was when you see, dude, like, it's so the bombs are about to go off, and you're like, "Holy dude!" <laughs> but just the planning and like how that guy was like, he just thought he could outsmart the cop. It was just the whole story was fucking oh, bananas. So like that the way it was really all set part. up, it was really crazy, man. And like, it's only like four parts, so it's yeah. short. Yeah, it's just hard to believe that that shit actually really happened. Nuts. Oh yeah, Super nuts. Crazy. That's so movie. You can't even write shit like that. It was so crazy. Yeah. but really good one. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's it though <clears throat> for news and stuff. All right, that's it for the news. Yep. Cool, and that is the news. Mm-hmm. Fucking thing sucks. All right, so moving along into a knowledge segment. The word I bring to you today is knowledge reigns supreme. No time to joke and play, cause knowledge reigns supreme. And for this week, um, it is actually not going to be a top 10 list. It's just going to be more of a discussion, see what everyone's thoughts okay. are on this. Um, I couldn't really find anything that I was looking for for the top 10. So I thought maybe we just kind of talk about this. I was originally trying to find a top 10 list that maybe listed the the top best kind of remake or original slash remake combined like you know the best ones of you know original and remake kind of thing 
Um, so in your guys' opinions, because, you know, let's face it, man, there's a lot of remakes out there um, that, you know, are very subpar to the original films and even vice versa. A lot of people like some remakes a lot more than the original films and whatnot. But what, in your opinion, what are the, you know, kind of like the top tier combined original so like, remakes? Are we talking companion pieces like Mm-mm. both good or are we talking yeah. like this one improves greatly on the original. No, I meant so. as, as a combination. Yeah, if you if you take oh, an if you, one's an eight, it's yeah, a, it's like, so, mani- like Maniac. Yeah, so I was going to use that as an example. Okay. So if you take Maniac, right, like the original film, a lot of it, you know, it's universally loved, and the remakes kind of mostly universal love. So that would be like a top tier combined one. Like I said, there's a lot of great original films with bad remakes, and then you know, there's I'd a lot of Wizard of Hills have eyes. And then there's Hills some remakes that outshine the originals, and you know, it, they could be top tier. And stuff but you know it is what it is but what do you think the some of the better combos are Probably like i mean Shut <laughs> up. The, fly, what? the fly is a great one yeah Dude, like the, ri- great. the original fly is is a really good one and i mean in, in that sense i mean that's a solid combined kind of you know top shelfer but well, let's let's talk about why though right because we could just list off titles but that's not fun mm-hmm well, so they're both completely they? different, and they're both great in their own way. One's a mystery story, and one's a great sci-fi love story. It's just they're both perfectly well acted for their time periods they take place in. Both flies. Right. I mean, good effects. They, they complement each other well. I think the the fly remake really does what that what what you want out of a remake too, where it completely modernizes yeah, what's going what on. Like about it too. Yeah, and it it succeeds in doing that it doesn't doesn't do that and it's funny because that one feels kind of dated now but it's a time yeah just no. with the science and computers and stuff like that all science feels well dated. anything with right. to do with computers always feels saying. it changes daily with that shit right so yeah you date yourself with computers big time even the thing even the thing has a really bad scene in it where right. they're like it they shows the uh, simulation computer model I'm like computers yeah. don't even work like that you can't just put that number in and have it be like even in t- even in 2020 yeah it doesn't make any sense <laughs> well for just stared at a computer like oh. but i think i would argue that's not a good one right the thing in the thing because i never I seen think the original, original thing see that that's that's where we kind of lead into here or the 50s one no the, the 50s, 50s one to and just companion or the i guess the remake or whatever would be the carpenter 82 yeah. film you know would that be up there with the top you know original remake you know combined like, like as a solid no I think the remake is so far ahead of the, like I think what Dave was saying with the fly. I do think they're very comparable. I love the original fly. I love both. It's really awesome. Yeah, I love them both in sort of different ways. But with the thing, I love the thing, and I just think the thing from another world's like decent. Yeah, I'm like that with the blob. I love the '80s blob, but I'm okay with the '50s blob. See, I like the original blob more. I don't even want. I don't want to throw up. Makes me want to puke. No, see, the Blob wouldn't be a top tier one because the Blob is like my favorite remake of all time. But the original one is, you know, it's not bad or nothing, but it's it's, all right. it, it's a little bit lower it's on right. the tier. So I think it would bring down the, the combined level of those two. Um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. That's an interesting. That's a one good one because I th- I think the original is really three? really solid. The first three are all great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can put Frere's in there too. But I'm talking about the first two. You know, the '76 one. Um, yeah. Or the 78 one, I think it is. And uh, yeah, I think those are like real. That's a great combination right there. Yeah, I I like I actually think I might like the original one a little bit more. I agree with you on that. I think the 56 one's better. You know what? When we did it, they're both very comparable. Yeah, when we did it, man, I realized that I like the original one better, too, because I always used to think in my mind. Next speed. 
Yeah, I always used to think well, that I liked I like the remake better. More in that one, I think it's more interesting than the remake. What? The oh. commentary in the original is yeah. more interesting about what was happening at the time and things like that mm-hmm. compared to the remake. That's you know, a- Don Siegel said it was about um, narcolepsy. Not narcolepsy. <laughs> sorry, um, sleep. He, he was sleep deprived. He couldn't fall asleep. He had insomnia. He said it was okay. about insomnia, not I any of that, that shit that people put into it. But the times were so crazy that the movie was so easy to put that paranoia in. People were putting their own shit in there, and we don't know if Don Siegel's bullshitting like George Romero. We think in Night of the Living Dead, but. You know what I mean? It's still interesting to think. Mm-hmm. Uh, very versatile. Very versatile with Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and it's terrifying. Right. You know what well, another really kind of top-tier one is for myself? I don't know if you guys will agree. Probably, but Nosferatu. Yeah, that's that's my I've top I've never end. seen the... Uh, like, the original the film, one. I think, you is... you talk about the Herzog one? Yeah, the yeah. Herzog one, and, of course, the original... Yeah, it's an art film, man. Like, that is definitely, it's as a combination... Eight, that's a 10 out of 10. Yeah, some top-tier combination right there, man. That's a really good one. What are your guys' thoughts on... Um, it, this has always been a really controversial one because a lot of people hate this remake, but a lot of people love it. And I've even heard people say that they like it more than the original. And of course the original film is universally loved by most people. And, you know, will argue to death that it's even the best horror film ever made. And that's, you know, Halloween versus Rob zombies. I think they're great. I think that's one of the best examples of doing something the same, but different, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it doesn't feel like the exact same movie at all. It's kind of Which funny, is, JP, because we've talked about this many times, and I think we the reasons why people hate this movie are the reasons why we like this movie. Right, yeah. Right? yeah I get annoyed when people are like, well, we don't want Rob Zombie to be the serial killer, big, strong guy, and have yeah. a backstory. I'm like, but you already seen that fucking 27 times. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Who See, gives that's a, a fuck? That's exactly my point. the same thing every time. Every goddamn time. You're like, The worst thing you can do for me Who is cares? make the exact same movie. The, like, the worst thing about this argument with these people that love Halloween, they're like, whoa, Rob Zombie didn't have to do all this backstory and shit. Why did he do that shit? But those are the same people that are complaining about other remakes that were exactly the same exactly as the original the one. I'm like, they just want a Halloween t- but gory. That's probably what they wanted. Right? I, I like Halloween know. 2018. That's all they wanted. That's, that's what they wanted. Then they, half yeah. the people still complain about that one. Like, I get why you don't like Rob Zombie's movies. There's certain points about his movies that people just don't like. Mm-hmm. But the things they actively complain about is dumb. Like, he's not the same Michael Myers. Good. I don't want to fucking see the same Michael exactly. Myers. Or, or he ruined the franchise. Motherfucker, did you? You have a selective goddamn memory. I say that every time. There's like fucking <laughs> eight sequels in there that suck dick. So I don't know the fuck anybody's right. talking about. Right. Yeah. Like, Ruin the franchise. We Do you remember where we were before Rob Zombie? <laughs> Come on, guys. We had, had Buster Rhymes kicking fucking his head off. Right. Come I on. like it. I, I haven't seen it in a while, but man, I'm a sucker for character actors. And sometimes, like, he, he usually brings out the best in a lot of his guys. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, people phone it in. And yeah, sometimes like the later they phone it in, too. Right? Yeah, they like phone it in later. Same shit. But when Ken Forey came on screen and he was like, I'm going to cut that mask off your face. I was like, oh, my God, I'm Big Joe Grizzly. I got a fucking taco. <laughs> Supreme it's so good. Back. It's trashy. It's trashy. That's why people are like, I don't want my classy Halloween being trashy, but I'm a trashy person, so I don't give a shit. I still got Me the classy too. Halloween, yeah. too. It's yeah. the same people that are watching those taboo movies. Come on. What, fucking hypocrites, man. Yeah. Right? Oh, this shit, this shit's too trashy, but I'm gonna go throw in some incest taboo movies. You know, fuck, shut up. I mean, I like all sorts of movies, but you know, like I, I okay, wish Rob Zombie put his name on those movies because I feel like they might be different. He would never got the attention though. So, right. I got one that I think is is pretty good. It, it maybe a little bit you wouldn't think so, but what about Willard? I think it's a great remake. I, I'm actually going to talk about this tomorrow. Somebody picked it for my Patreon one, and I never seen it. Yeah, I think I, they're both great and a different. 
Yeah, I, th- I think it's a solid. It's a solid uh, choice for sure. Yeah, both movies are Chris, really solid. Chris They're Glover, different. you know, he he does a great job as Willard. He's amazing in that movie, which is when I watched that and then I put on the Wizard of Gore's. And said, <laughs> I was like, what happened? With his giant bulge in his pants, it's like Jesus Christ. Dude, he's Jeremy, a he's a weird dude. He is weird as fuck. You were saying the hills have eyes. Yeah, Jeremy, that, that's like, a great one. Yeah, Jeremy brought that, that up. That's my a, favorite. That's another one of those. Um, og remakes that you know is very much kind of split a lot of people love the original one a lot of people even suggest that the remake is one of the best remakes of all time and so they but i think they're both solid films for sure they're both great i go back and forth on the original like a few years ago i watched it and it really went down for me and then i watched it a few more times and i was like man (laughs) it's going up for me again okay so here let's do a little bit of a more of a modern one we've talked about a lot that you know pretty obvious choices and stuff but this one right here is black christmas i that's just obvious though that's just <laughs> both one? i, I like the 74 one and the 2006 one but i haven't watched so do I. see i don't like i don't, the, I don't like the sex one. one and it's not, and it's 19 like... different you know how the fuck can you make a movie and have like nine different endings and they all suck like come on man you suck but which one the 2006 2006 has like five different endings I and like they, all, it. they all suck but Okay, so here, crappy slasher movie and it's enjoyable. Yeah, it's hot chicks. There's there's some decent parts. I actually can't stand it, but I haven't seen the new one, so I can't comment on that. Dude, flesh cookies for the win. Yeah, the flesh cookies actually is pretty funny. (laughs) The flesh cookies is pretty good. They ruin their own twist in the remake. They let you know that they're like they fuck it up, like because you don't know there's gonna be two killers, but they let you know there's two killers and show one kill somebody before they're supposed to. Yeah, fucking stupid. But I don't care. I don't care. That guy also did the Willard remake. He did Glenn Morgan. He did both the Willard remake too. And the Black Christmas remake. Hmm. Okay, so what's your modern one, Mids? Um, so definitely a film that, you know, I mean, the original one by Argento, um, Suspiria. You know, Suspiria. But most you don't like that movie. Well, so that's what I'm asking. Um, I was talking I, to somebody at work today, and they're like, "Have you seen the Suspiria? Have you seen the remake of that Italian movie?" I was like, "Suspiria," and they're like, "Yeah." I was like, "Yeah, I've seen it. It's okay." I, I was like, "Have you seen the original?" I really like- and then they looked at me weird, like they didn't even know there was a fucking original. I was like, oh my god! Yeah, they just said to you that they have you seen the remake of the Italian movie? No, I said have they said have you seen that? No, no, it didn't go like that. <laughs> you tell his own story wrong. Okay, so what are your what are your guys' opinions? Because you guys know mine. I'm not a fan of the remake at all. I think it's pretty shitty and it's like one of those great kind of things where i used to always champion you know the, the original suspiria and be like you know sometimes and, and movies in general too you know sometimes they are good the way they are but a lot of people's main problem is with suspiria is that it doesn't have any substance to it you know they're just like it's all style over substance kind of thing and that may be true but it doesn't make it any less of an awesome movie but here's a great example of you remake the movie and you throw in a lot of substance. You try to expand the witch story and you try to do all the stuff with the characters and stuff. And then it just, to me, it was a fucking train wreck. I mean, there's so many points in this movie where I'm just, I'm shaking my head going, what the fuck? Like, I can't tell if they're trying to get really artsy with this or they're just expanding the story too much that it's getting convoluted. It's just, the whole third act was ridiculous. It is. It's too long for one thing, but that's part of the problem with the new Suspiria movie for myself is that, you know, they try to expand it and, you know, do put all the substance in with this, in the narrative and stuff, but then it expands it to the point where it's like, fuck, can this shit fucking end? I don't know, man. I don't I really think it's that like great, it. but I know a lot of people love this thing and, and might even consider, you know, the original Suspiria and the remake as being like a top tier kind of duo original remake. I don't know. I probably would. I enjoy both. I mean, the original is so different from the remake, which is what you're supposed to do. Exactly. And I do like the I idea that. that he said, I cannot outbeat 
Dario and the colors because Dario complained about you the colors not like being that? there. It's you like outbeat Dario. He he can't beat his colors. Like the colors in the original Suspiria are unmatched in any fucking movie, really. Yeah. And so the director's like, I can't do this. I can't. That's not something that I can beat him in. So what the fucking point of doing it? You know what right. I mean? But that's also no, because that's why he made a he made like a fucking historical fucking art horror drama. And I like it. It, it. The emotion gets to me when you're invested at the ending is emotional for me. It's because Argento would spend like 18 hours setting up a, a, a three second shot just to have it, it lit was, properly and stuff. Like and it was shot it, on a weird film stock. They yeah. And shoot and it. That was the last movie. Yeah. That was the technicolor. Yeah. yeah. And stuff. filmmakers just wouldn't yeah. take the time. They don't have the money or no, the time to no. do shots like that anymore. And where Argento, that's what he specified. He wanted that look correct. And yeah. Unless you're not Kubrick or something. Exactly. You just don't have filmmakers like that anymore. I think that I really liked it in the theater when I seen it. And then I talked to Mike Merriman a lot about it afterwards. And he had all these questions that I didn't have answers to. So it brought it down for me. What were his questions? Dude, I don't remember. Well, it's not been that important. Davis, he asked me the same thing. <laughs> and I'm like, I like Dude, that was like three years ago. I, I don't remember. I've you watched know, honestly, like, don't remember it hasn't resonated well with me. Like I, I watched it and I, I actually can't even remember it too well. I can't remember bits and pieces, but I just remember being like, holy fuck. That well, wasn't for me. Well, I have one. Yeah. I just watched this one too, so it's fresh in my memory. But um, Now You're Living Dead, the Savini one. Love it. Yeah, it's good. It's top shelf, it's man. That, that's a great original remake. You know, goes right in the top shelf, man, for sure. I love it. Tom Tolls and Tony Todd are so great in that. You yeah. bunch of yo-yos. <laughs> Don't <laughs> the, look like you're from around here yourself, the cast Mr. Is great. Ben. <laughs> I've seen that movie a hundred fucking times, man. Love both of them. Romero's my favorite, so if it's got Romero's yeah. name and it's not shit, I'm going to be like, it's the best ever. I rewatched it uh, a couple weeks ago, and, and I hadn't seen it in a long time. I watched and I picked up that Blu-ray that sony really released yeah, or, or columbia or whoever that might be in my top 20 favorite horror movies of all time the remake really night's in my top three four it's in my top five and yeah so that one's probably in my top 20 i watched that movie religiously as a kid all of them so theoretically if you were making a top 10 list of original slash remake the best duo that would probably be your number one yeah it probably would be no. What's it? I always forget about it to mention it in a remake. I so, never remember it. So speaking of mm-hmm. Romero, here's the everlasting question. I mean, if you had to ask me this 15 <laughs> years ago, I think it we came out. It. I, I think it came out in 04, actually. But if you had to ask me, say, just we'll round it up. 15 years ago, I probably would have been on board with putting Dawn of the Dead in the remake in this in this category as top shelf. But you know, me over too. the years, I've, I've mentioned it many, many times. Like the more I watch <laughs> that Zack Snyder version of dawn of the dead it just it it goes down and down and like i can't even watch it anymore dude you know the fucking weird thing is i even picked up the the blu-ray um the screen factory yeah. releases and i never it's still sealed on my shelf <laughs> I'm i never watch even it. watched it again i loved it when it came out and i i skipped school to see it it was one of the I, rare times i asked i would like it too I was like, Ma, can I skip school for this? Because I'm so excited for it. And she was like, yeah, you never skip school. You never miss school. She actually made me let me skip school to see the Dawn of the Dead remake in theaters first showing. Crazy. Crazy. That was nuts. But uh, no, I really liked it when it came out. And I liked it over time. And I still do like it. It's just that when you guys were talking about it on that podcast, I literally was like feeling the same way. Like I, when I thought back on it, it just wasn't as it, it wasn't as good in my mind. And, and the more I watched it over the years, it, it got less and less. It, but I still think it's one of the top. That films. opening is great, though. The yeah, opening, that opening is yeah. fantastic. But and it's got yeah. some good shit in there too. It's intense. Get, 
get it's, rosy. It's a good, I'm not going to say it's not a good movie. But no, no, no. I'm just, not saying it's not. It, it just kind of, it just kind of, yeah, I just depleted over the years for myself too. I used to really, really like it. Like I was really high on it, you know, kind of thing. And then over the years I, I saw a little bit of issues with it and a couple of the characters are just so fucking, I hate them so much. It just, I, I know they're supposed <laughs> to be not likable, but yeah. it's to the point where it's like, it really grits on my fucking mentality when I'm watching it. I'm just like, oh my God, I want to fucking punch my screen. And like, if you're getting to the point where you're getting mad while watching a movie, it's probably not yeah, a good not thing. Good. It's not a good thing. And that's the opposite guys... of Suspiria because it has no substance in comparison to Dawn of the Dead, which has a lot. Yeah. And the remake of Suspiria is all substance while the original is more style. So it's right. kind of funny how you can take the different approaches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, we mentioned Maniac, which is uh, a great one. I think it's two of the, two of the best Honestly, that's right up there for probably one of my favorite duos. I mean, Night of the Living Dead has got to be up there, too. I mean, those would be probably battling top three kind of thing for original remake combines. And then uh, I think the I know you guys don't care for it as much as me, but I really like the Chainsaw remake. I like it. I don't love it. It's okay. yeah, I, li- I like it a lot. It wouldn't be up there for myself. <laughs> Um, mm. actually, what about a film we just talked about earlier? What about, uh, you know, you take the original evil dead with the, with the evil dead 13. Uh, I like yeah. evil dead 13 more than you guys. And I wouldn't put it as top. I don't top put show. It no. Yeah. I, I put Hills have eyes above that one. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Hills have eyes is probably a top five for me, but again, yeah. I haven't seen the Hills have eyes remake in seven or eight years. Maybe, me maybe either, 10 either. But it is really crazy, actually, you know, just kind of thinking about, you know, original uh, films with remakes and, you know, put them on kind of the same level. There is not actually that many great duos out there. Like, there's a Charles lot of like, pretty cool. the, like, oh, yeah, Charles, yeah, the, the Charles remake Plus of Charles Play was actually Ooh, pretty it, decent. It. Yeah. yeah. Do you want me to do the Sam Edwards? It's an adaptation. That's not Sam Edwards. <laughs> I know. We're just going to use these as remakes right now. But we can like we, talk we understand, about guys. <laughs> you don't have to say it's an adaptation. We get it. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. We can say that for every. That's kind of like though. when people are like his name's not Baby Yoda. Yeah, motherfucker. We don't give a fuck. Baby Yoda. Yeah, it's Baby Yoda, bitch. All day. You know what's kind of funny, man? When we did the uh, I Spin on Your Grave franchise, and there were so many people saying that they love the remake more than the original. I love that remake. I mean, I wouldn't, that duo does not even come close to a top 10 list for me because I love the original more. I don't even really care for the remake that much. I haven't watched the original in a long time. Yeah. (laughs) It's just another odd one. Or the remake. That's the problem. Like, like you guys rewatched Dawn of the Dead, and you're like, oh, we love this movie. And you're like, oh, no, what? We don't love this. We like it now. But like, I remember liking the Ice Cream on Your Grave remake. And then when I went back to watch it, I was like, this is just it's not something that I want. Like, this is not for me. I, you know, <sighs> I just don't like it. I've spoke my words on it. Mm-hmm. And then the Last House remake, too, it's not very good. It I like it. I like it, it, but the we the, the obviously that microwave shit is stupid. That's not even <laughs> it, man. They puss out. Like, what's the the best part of the original is like blow your brains out. That part you're just like, oh my god. That's definitely like, there's so many oh my god moments in the original where you're like, oh my god. And I, then it's oh seventy two, dude. And then this one is like two thousand six or five, and you're like, oh, there's no oh my god moments in this movie at all. No. I thought the actual rape murder part was pretty brutal. So one rape, but <laughs> the hot they, they let one of the women get the girls get away. 
the overall pro- it just feels so damn hollywood to me man i mean polished. in a in a bad way polished and yeah you're right i mean i've mentioned this many times before that they completely did push out because i think one of the the vibrant kind of downbeat things in the original film is that the girls die you know, both of, them. both of the girls die. And, and in this and one, one of them lives, dies too. And it really bugs me that they did that. They allowed, I mean, I, I think that's, it packs so much punch in the original film because, you know, it, it makes the revenge even more, you know, spectacular and just, you know, warranted, you know, and shit like that. But in this one, it's like one of the girls lives. It just, again, it comes down to that Hollywood polishness and just being and, a pussy and, about and your film. Regret. They didn't have the regret scene. They didn't have the soundtrack, which was such a product of its time. Yeah. And you cannot replace david hess the best heavy of all time when it comes to that kind of shit if you needed a grimy rapist there is not one person better than david hess for it. plus if you see breaking bad it's really it's really hard to go back and watch last house on the left because jesse is one of the bad guys oh is he the kid oh is he weasel oh shit i can't remember which one he is but he's the one that gets his head blown up that's weasel uh that would be the weasel character equivalent Honestly, I'm going to say this now. I know people don't like Chaos from 2005, but Chaos didn't puss out, and it felt gross and grimy, and it felt uncomfortable, and I felt sick from it. What and that's kind of what they were going for in Last House on the Left. It was originally made as the Last House on the Left remake yeah. in really? 2005 with Stage Stallone, and um, Stage Stallone was going to be in it. And I, I want to say, well, who is the guy in Brown Bunny? Oh, Jesus. He's in a bunch of movies. You'll know him. Buffalo Nick. 66. Who is it? Who is it? Nick. Uh, Vin- no, Vincent, Vincent Denario. Vincent Gallo. Oh, Vincent. He was going to be in it. Really? Yeah, and he yeah, he dropped out because they were going to remake it, and Stage Stallone couldn't get out of it, so he's still in it, Stallone's son. So they made it with Kevin Gage as like the main rapist. Yeah, yeah. And it's low budget, and I haven't watched it since it came out, but it's bleak as fuck, if I remember correctly. A lot Roger, of people call it, Roger, 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 and trash. They call it trash, and it might still be trash. I don't remember. Roger Ebert liked I, the original. I have it under Roger chaos. Ebert has a, has, a, has a quote on the front cover of that DVD. Chaos. He hates yeah. it. No. He does. Chaos? I thought I thought he liked it. He liked oh. chaos. I can't imagine he him liking like chaos. Well, he, he liked did. Last House on the Left. He doesn't like chaos. He probably said one of the most irreprehensible movies ever made or something. Let me like that. let me get let me get the DVD. Yeah, I have the. I think didn't Dark Forest actually put out a Blu-ray of that too or some I have shit the of Blu-ray. Chaos? Okay, so I, yeah, There's I never actually, a, actually no, I have the Blu-ray too. Actually, what the fuck am I talking about? But yeah, There's a Blu-ray double with House on the Edge of the Park, which I, is uh, I watched it a couple years back again, and yeah, it is it's pretty gritty, man. It's, it's fucking super gritty. In the Chicago Sun Times, I cannot ignore it, nor can I deny that it affected me strongly. The movie works. I what still think he gave it like half a star, though. <laughs> well, I don't know. You look it up. But at least I mean, he gave it some a... stars. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean, I think that I think we touched on the the good one. What about Taurus Trap? <laughs> Apparently, uh, House of Wax was originally a Taurus Trap remake. I found that out on the comment section of our yeah, of that was that, that was episode. interesting little tidbit of information. I mean, now knowing that, it actually kind of makes sense, right? You know, the whole mm-hmm. Taurus Trap thing that they turned into, you know, a remake of uh, House of Wax. But I guess it kind of makes sense a little bit. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't again, know that. That was pretty cool. But pretty again, cool information. Again, never there's... improved on the original Frankenstein. I don't think never improved oh. on that one. No, no the no. De Niro one. No. <laughs> yeah, no. That's probably one of the least. <laughs> you know, least you don't think about it. It's actually pretty hard to make a top 10 list of, you know, these top tier ones because there's so many combinations that are just lackluster. Like either the original film or the remake is better or the remake is usually the shittier version. I mean, there's so many films 
like that, man. Like, I mean, we can just name them off all fucking day that great films that have shitty ass remakes. There's just way too fucking many. So right. I, I like the idea, though, because nobody really talks about them in tandem. You know what I mean? It's always like, what's the best remake or like, yeah. so that's kind of a cool discussion. Used I like in that tandem JP. I'm surprised. It's just, you know, it just <laughs> like, I mean, you. no, I never hear people use that word. <laughs> you know, a movie I still can't believe ever got fucking remade kind of was Anthropophagus. <laughs> that that's still like it did. Mo- Anthropophagus 2000. Yeah. By Andre Snod. We almost had the review yeah. of that. Yeah, it's just so crazy that movie out of all things but it's just so weird that that was remade i got the worst i got the worst remake and uh original combo of all time violent shit right oh my god hands fucking down the original sucks and then somehow the italians remade a german sov splatter movie and made it worst Right, right, right. I couldn't believe it. That was released by Real Gore. That movie did suck, dude. That was the worst movie. It was one of the first releases by the Real Well, there was only four, but... You know what the best (laughs) thing about that movie is? the worst movie I've seen. Is that Simonetti did the fucking score for that movie. Yeah, and Luigi Cosi's in there. Oh, my God. Like, what the fuck? That's so crazy. The most interesting part was they actually showed a girl's butthole, and I was surprised they did that. I was like, what? (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) You usually don't see buttholes in movies, okay? usually ah shit man that's fucking nice dave what are your thoughts on um like the mother's day combination original Ooh, to remake no, i love that's a good one i, don't I like love the remake those. and i don't really care for the original like the either remake? oh you don't care for, no. I, I wasn't sure i, I, I thought maybe either. i don't hate them they're both um the remake is really well acted but the script's kind of stupid why it, is it, it stupid Nobody acts human. Like, and everybody just sits there and dies when they could easily leave the house several times. The cop in the movie never fucking calls on his radio when he stops the car. There's a scene where they stop at an ATM and those two people are like, you guys got to kill each other now. I'm like, why are you guys fucking not? Nobody acts human in the movie. It just drives me nuts. But the acting's really good. It's shot really nice. I would nice. kill you if they told me to do that. If yeah, they if they had probably. a gun pointed at both of us and was like, here's a knife, kill him. <laughs> like, All right. And I would no, stab you, would. you in the jugular. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, I don't even like you that much, so it would be easy. You wouldn't even get to me. Trust me. I'm more <laughs> willing to kill you than you kill me. <laughs> See? So what's your problem then? <laughs> no, the point, the way it was folded out and everything like that, it was just a sloppily done scene. There's so it's, much sloppy shit where the cop gets dude. out of the car. Yes, it's not exploitation. The movie's shot like it's a serious dark thriller where it's like, this is real life. This is how shit is. The original is an exploitation movie. So when you're like, okay, who gives a fuck? There's two hillbilly cannibals running around. One gets a TV shoved on his head. That's exploitation. But I when you it. put a put a guy's head in a microwave, like in the remake of Last House on the Left, and it's all dark and serious, it's kind of like, <laughs> this doesn't work that's how i feel like they're but i'm not saying it's a bad movie the brothers day remake is a well shot well acted movie with a dog shit script sorry nah i think so darren lynn bowsman i think wrote that one. i don't actually think it's even yep. that bad man i'm actually a fan of the original one though too i think i, just, I gave it six out of ten the they're, original they're really I, edgy in there they do a lot of shit in in there that's like it's, it's dark too it could be the Eden Lake thing too where it just made me mad so i got mad at the movie you know what i mean like and i might need to give another chance but the original, the ending of the original is fucking awesome. I like the original too. I, I like the original better than the remake. I don't hate it. Like when I say that, like I'm like probably like a six on both of them. But probably. that's a cool that's a cool uh, sort of remake thing because it's so different. They're so different. Yeah, who would remake those? Mm-hmm. <laughs> who would remake Mother's Day? I mean, I get. Without? I mean, the thing is, the thing is with the Mother's Day remake is that it's completely different than the first one. So. Yeah, it's a good idea. I think that's why they did that. They went a totally different route and did their own thing. So it, that's, you right, know, that's the why. The Father's I, Day combo is better than the stepfather combo, though. Oh, stepfather's fucking. The remake is horrible, <laughs> horrible. 
What do you? I thought this was supposed to be the best versus the best. We're just talking, talking, man. Well, just it's just, just a conversation. What There's do you? A couple movies you want remade? Like I think Neon Maniacs would be awesome to do. Neon I've always said Neon Maniac. I actually made. I actually said that in a video one time. I made a YouTube. I was I've been movies. saying that for years. Too. Yeah, I said the same thing about Neon Maniac. It's, it's a great concept, but yeah. it, I love the movie, but it's kind of a failure. I know. I'm the same way with that shit, man. I think the cover art's the best thing about it. I love the movie, but it's not. It's not great. Like it's a movie I like that's bad. I even said Blood Beach too. I like the premise of Blood Beach, and I think yeah, Blood movie, Beach is like oh god. And it just it kind of fails on the on the idea a lot. More rapists getting their dicks spit off, less talking. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, I took a lot of heat for that. People are like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Fucking Blood Beach is an amazing film. And I'm like, it's an amazing film? Do you Dude, know what it's amazing, amazing means? because you can't get a hold of it and you act like it's a holy grail. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem with these movies. Like, everybody fucking and their dog was like, I want Rawhead Rex on Blu-ray. <laughs> and then fucking Rawhead Rex comes out on Blu-ray and nobody watched it. <laughs> Well, they you sound, you sound like Dave spookies, Z right now. <laughs> I'm the asshole who likes the spookies, and I legitimately like it. And everybody's like, nobody likes the spookies. Well, I actually do. They but should remake just, a, I've always so. liked the spookies, man, because it's got an interesting story. And I had a bootleg for of years and years. Yeah, it's fun. It's ridiculous. It's it, it's remake totally Drive-In Massacre with all the drive-in hype right now. Come on. You could actually do it. You know what? I'm really actually surprised Drive-In Massacre hasn't been remade. That is a yeah. movie that definitely needs a remake. <laughs> that's crazy it's, I, it's one of the funniest I'll never forget that man the first time I watched it on a good transfer I think it was uh, 88 films slasher line and I never knew that there was a fucking decapitation at the beginning of the movie until I'd seen it <laughs> on that blu-ray I was like what that guy loses his head at the beginning of the film I'd seen the movie like six times before and I didn't know there was a decapitation that's what a, tra- a good transfer so you don't know there was a movie going on until you got no. the blu-ray I, I think <laughs> it was like watching the movie for the first time and i'd seen it half a dozen times i had no idea what was going on because i could never see it you'd rent at the video store and you put them in and it would just be pitch black and you're like i can't watch well that's this. the thing because i watched a couple times growing up and then it was like i think it was public domain or some bullshit and then it was just always terrible and i think every time i popped in i'm like maybe this version will be better <laughs> it never was like that tape was fucked up and oh this movie sucks <laughs> it's so fucking true ah shit man yeah last question before we move on what is the most lopsided combination so a film that you know was a great film that had probably the worst remake in which way that way or the the best remake compared to the original you could do either or answer either or doesn't matter the fog (laughs) that's a good one you know what it is good because the fog honestly is just it's from 2005 too i think actually the fog remake yeah, oh my god but that yeah that's very oh, so, it's oh my one god, of the so worst freaking how bad sorority row i never saw the remake actually the original uh, it's, it's not right. that bad it's actually not okay. it's, it's, not it's worthy bad. of watching yep i it's rated r so yep okay i'll have to check that remake out i like the old one the old one's fine the hitcher oh, uh, i didn't watch that remake that i don't remake. think the, the remake, old one's cool i don't think the remake's would fit one miss on. one miss call is pretty awful uh i don't know the original one miss call isn't like according to moods definitely isn't like phenomenal to begin I think with it's pretty good i think the original one miss call is pretty good it's good i think when, remake, i think though? when the original is good and the the remake sucks but the original's not great and the remake sucks it's not as big of an impact oh i get a top tier one we forgot to mention i uh, know the ring oh okay the ring oh yeah i, I love think both, those are great 
Yeah, the remake's good. I put them both at like four out of fives. I, I was surprised the remake was that good. I'm not going to lie. Um, what about the other way, though? What what original isn't that good, but the remake is great? It Like that lopsided way. The blob. Come on. <laughs> I'm serious, man. That's Honestly, the one that comes to mind. That's the first one that comes to mind, my mind, too. Like, I like the blob. Thing, but, I mean, I don't love it, but I think the, I could answer thing, Dave's for the other way. It would have been Day of the Dead. Uh, that's a yeah, big, that's a huge, that. That's the biggest the gap. Cannon thing. Both of them. You know what one for me is? Oh, yeah. Go, going that way. You know, a film that I really, really adore, man, is, uh, uh, I can't, what is it, 1960 or 61? I can't remember, but The Haunting. The remake of The Haunting is oh, fucking bad. trash bags. Ooh, psycho. Ooh. Oh. It's a good How one. I not name that one. Psycho might be the most lopsided ever. <laughs> See, I yeah. was even going to mention like Prom Night, but then I thought to myself, I'm like, man, the original Prom Night's First not even Prom good Night. anyways. Yeah, right. People <laughs> love Prom Night and I don't get it. I need to rewatch it because I listen to the exploding heads. What the hell are you doing, bro? What are you fucking have an asthma attack, bro? It's your inhaler. <laughs> Sound like what? my cat was fucking 400 pounds. Somebody <laughs> was just like breathing. You know, one modern one that I actually really didn't care apnea? for. You fall asleep? I don't think it's the worst shit in the world, but I gotta say, man, the fucking rabbit remake was not enjoyable. I didn't watch. That I thought yet. it was okay. I thought it was pretty shitty. I heard Jacob's Ladder was it. like straight trash bags, though. Yeah, I yeah, I didn't. I skipped that one. Which one? When they Jake, when they Jacob's just dropped it on VOD out of nowhere, I was like, "Why yeah, did you remake sucks. that?" They did with a black guy. Um, Why? Why? Well, that's Af- what I said. I mean, the storyline of Jacob's Ladder in Afghanistan, like the oh, him. They- you know, was Maybe. it the Afghanistan war instead of uh, the Vietnam war? Vietnam doesn't work. I, though. I love PTSD uh, and horror. I think it psychologically it works great. So Jacob Slatter used to scare the fuck out of me. It was one of the only ones that scared me. It's good. Yeah, that whole um, idea of what's going on Death is crazy. Dream yeah, is good too. Yeah, Death Room's good. Oh, that you talking about Bob Clark? Death yeah. Room? Well, That's I got my movie, remake. Man. I want the Langoliers remade. Good choice, very good choice. As I like parts of that movie. Me too. I, I there's some those fucking CGI things at the end. <laughs> more CGI. It's ever. not even at the end. It's like in the middle. They're terrible. <laughs> That's got to be the Ghoulies, worst. CGI. Ghoulies could be remade, maybe. Fucking Ghoulies One needs to remake ASAP. Put some fucking make it. Just mix it with a heavy metal horror movie. Somebody was telling me that idea. I actually think Maggot was. He was like, "You should remake it with heavy metal." Or no, it was Brad Henderson was on a podcast talking about it. Mm. That's a good idea. Remake Ghoulies with heavy metal in there and do the satanic shit. Right, right. The first Ghoulies sucks. I know people are like, "We it love Ghoulies." Suck. It sucks. The Ghoulies Two is awesome. It is man. Ghoulies Two great. is one of my all time favorites. Ghoulies Three is one of Mood's favorites. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes Ghoulies Four. Ghoulies oh, 4, man. they just got midgets. They were just like, we'll just gradually get these guys bigger. Uh, little bigger. people, excuse me. Okay, from coming from You're the guy canceled, that casually bro. uses fucking homophobia slurs and... and I'm being <laughs> funny. But nobody thinks you're funny. <laughs> he's funny sometimes. I like Some. when he's mad that we're taking forever. That's funny. That's, All right. That's All right. not him intentionally being funny, though. <laughs> that's like ironic funny. Yeah, but that's me too. People only laugh because I'm mad. And they hope I die. You're trying to be funny. Don't lie. No, I'm actually mad. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> one last comparison before we get out of here or before we end the segment here, but I, I, I got to do it because we just recently actually did this franchise, but most lopsided shit, man, the omen fuck off. Yeah. That movie sucks. All right. So that's <laughs> going to do it for knowledge. Let's move this along. Cool.
42 shots. All right, so moving along here into some dead mail. Jeremy, you want to bring us some mail that is dead? Kick the shit about the mail, man. You've got mail. Trust the mail. Man, now his ass is trash like a garbage can. Caught up in some shit with the mailman. All right, pulling into Fangoria, continuing with the 2005 theme again. These are like a little backlog. So even though that this issue came out in May 2006, they still talk about a lot of stuff that came out in 2005. So on the front, no pun intended, we have the Omen remake, first news <laughs> and pictures. And Wouldn't be the, a pun anyway. And then we have the nurse will see you now, Silent Hill. Coincidental. See no evil. WWE <laughs> Kane's want your eyes. Evil aliens. An American haunting. The nun and desperation. Stephen King's. Is that not a piece of shit? Because I never heard of that 2005 nun until we got 2005, and I was like, what? Desperation is garbage, man. Desperate is desperation 2005. That movie is garbage. Mm. No, I think it's probably 2006. I think yeah, right. I think it is. It's bad yeah. though. It's really bad. one of the worst Stephen King adaptations. So is the Evil Within, or the Evil Alien. Sorry, I don't know what that is. All right, this one comes from Tommy Pullman from Indiana, and he writes, Hi, "Tommy, when I first heard about Masters of Horror, I was ecstatic to say mm-hmm. the least. All these great directors, Carpenter, Argento, Cohen, Gordon, making one-hour films and getting to see a new one each week. Uh-oh. I grabbed a phone and added the Showtime package just so I could see all the episodes." <laughs> But then I heard the unfortunate news. The entry by one of my favorite directors, Tase Mike, got cut from the lineup. What was it? I was, I was very Say excited. Say Takashi again. Close enough. That was close enough, guys. No, it was not. Okay. Takashi Mike. Oh, come on. I was very name longer anyway. Mike or something like that. I was very excited to see Imprint since it's Mike. See now you're gonna fuck me up. Since Mike's you were the first one English language work. But no, the Showtime executives pulled it, saying it was too intense. Then they not see Argento's Jennifer. What about Carpenter's blood gushing cigarette burns? Why was Mike's singled out? All this time they were boasting about his episode, then suddenly it was gone with nothing explained on the Masters website. Showtime is a pay network. I spend a lot of money on channels like it to see movies uncut, uncensored, no commercials. No one worried about children watching, and children aren't watching Masters of Horrors. Adults are. Adults who were promised 13 episodes, including one by that brilliant Japanese auteur, I was enraged upon learning about that his film was disappearing from the lineup, so I canceled my Showtime subscription as fast as possible. Guess I'll just wait for the DVD. Eh, I only hope enough horror fans do the same thing so Showtime executives will learn their lesson. I hate to think that they would ever do something like this again. So this guy's trying horror. to let's cancel it. He's trying to prove a point by canceling the subscription, but then goes and supports them by buying the DVD. No, oh. he was just mad at Showtime, so he canceled it because they yeah, went released imprint. He's right though, but essentially uh, dude, still supports him by buying the DVD. But they should have kept it. No, yeah. I think the dude was right. Fuck them. They they were they said they were advertising it like, oh, this episode's so fucked up. You'll be you'll be you'll shit when you see it. And then they were like, we didn't broadcast it and like what happened to the episode they're like what what episode what <laughs> i remember I, I could see where i remember the there was a little bit of controversy back in the day when that was happening and shit and it, it's kind of bullshit maybe it was I mean, a publicity stunt it was a pretty hardcore episode it's probably because Mika is pretty hardcore too i don't know they probably hate asian people though we don't get it <laughs> We're not putting it on our network. You know what? Instead, we want wholesome American shit. You know what Maybe we're going to do Billy instead? Drago. You know what we're going to do instead? 
You know, the guy that created Masters of Horror, we're just going to play chocolate on repeat instead of the Takashi Miike imprint episode. I don't want to be a dick. And then afterwards, you can go and watch horror movies. We just talked shit on Desperation, which he actually directed. But he always fucking squeezes himself in there. It'll be like Joe Dante, John Landis, George Romero, and Mick Garris. And you're like, what? What's that last name? Come again? I'm not to be a dick. I mean, like, because I love Prince too. I I like Sleepwalkers, and I like that he's done a lot. He's a super nice guy, you can tell. But Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't know. It's just. The concept of Masters of Horror was great. Like, No Craven was a huge. No Romero either. No Romero. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't like that, but I mean, it, they couldn't get them all. They tried, right? Sure. But they were, they were probably busy too. Um, Craven I know was very busy. Craven in did, yeah. Craven did uh, Curse and Red Eye, and Red Eye. So yeah, he was probably too busy. Romero did Land of the Dead. Yeah, Mick Garris always Romero did the did shittiest the fucking Dead. Stephen King adaptations, man. Like, I mean, the stands okay, but it was not that great. You know, Quicksilver Highway. He must hate Mike Flanagan right Desperation, now. Desperation, <laughs> I think he did. Bag Flanagan of Bones, like he did so much shitty fucking Stephen King like adaptations. Bagans. I don't know, man. Mick Garris always did the weakest ones, in my opinion. But I like Mick Garris. Sometimes I don't care for his movies. And oddly enough, again, you know, in season one, Chocolate isn't one of the more better episodes. It's definitely oh, what, what was I can't remember which one was the week. I think that actually is one of the weakest ones in the whole season. Go figure. Dance of the Dead. Uh, Cho- D- Dance of the Dead. Joe Dante's Dance of the Dead is definitely the weakest. No, it's of Toby the- Hooper's Dance of the Toby Hooper. Joe Dante's oh. is Homecoming. No, that's what I meant. Yeah, I no, meant Homecoming. That's Home- my favorite, Homecoming. Homecoming, Homecoming <laughs> was actually one of that my worst. That's right. That no, was that's one my of, favorite one. That's one I'm of my least favorite I've only seen two ones. episodes of those at all. I love Pick Me Up, the Larry Cohen episode. Pick Me Up's great. That's probably one of the best ones. And Sick Girl by Lucky McKee was really good. And Cigarette Burns by Carpenter was amazing, too. My favorite is Jennifer. We'll, we'll get into it. Somebody writes about I really Cigarette. actually like Incident on and Off Mountain Road, the Don Coscarelli one. That one's great, one. too. Coscarelli. Dream is in Witch House is good. And the Stuart uh, Black Cat one I've seen. And I, I yeah, really, Black Cat's good. I really gravitated to Deer Woman because the the one Deer that Woman's great. Did, because I like remember when we talked about Washingtonians is good. I loved like where he filmed that in Vancouver. Like I I hung out right exactly where he fucking you know filmed that. I was mm-hmm. like that's crazy. So but then again these were all pretty much filmed it, there. But honestly, the first season is is pretty good. There's a uh, fair Washingtonians. Child sucks. I believe is the second to last episode yeah. in, the, in the second season. Right. Yeah. The the fir- the first season's a little bit better. Um, oh, what's the one? Uh, the Clive Barker story that uh, the dude is it the dude who did Henry did it? Oh, McNaughton. Yeah. What's that one called? That uh, one was really good. It's in the first. I think that season. was the Heckles Tale one. Yeah, yeah Heckles Tale. Heckles Tale is really good. Yeah, that was the, the first one. season okay. was great. Minus fair haired child, chocolate, and. Uh, uh, the fucking dead one. Yeah, the, the, the first season, in my opinion, is way stronger, but the second season actually has my favorite episode, which is the Black Cat. Yeah, and it, it, this Stuart Gordon, me, or, uh, Jeffrey Sick Combs. Girl was really good, too, like you said, with Angela Bettis and uh, what's the chick's name? She's always nude and everything. Come on, you have to be more specific than that. <laughs> in Sick Girl? Yeah. What's her name? Uh, I can think of Angela. What Bennett. else is she in? They play lesbian. Oh, fucking Aaron, Aaron Brown. Aaron Brown? Is it? Misty Mundane? Right. Misty Mundane. Ah, her. Yeah. That's I think the same Aaron, person. I Aaron Brown Aaron, is Misty Mundane. Yes, that's oh. a real name. That's a real <laughs> name. Aaron Brown. Well, okay. Uh, yeah, that one's really good. I like that one. It's fun. Uh, but honestly, I think the Masters of Horror, it just came out a couple years too early. Like, if... if it came out now. Obviously, all those guys are dead, most of them. <laughs> but if it came out now, 
like I think horror is so hot right now it would have been more successful because those were good they gave them real budgets it was a very well done uh, series I would love to see something like that now with not that you know, many guys are dead like, there's only a few <laughs> uh, Craven I mean they would have tried to get Romero, Romero Craven Gordon um, they're all dead well Hooper, Hooper he's dead yeah Hooper's yeah. dead the, fucking Larry all Cohen all the good ones are dead Larry Cohen yeah I mean Argento's still gone I mean we're still waiting on you know Sam or whatever the fuck it is <laughs> uh, I think that they're even the ones that aren't dead now are probably a little too pra- past. Uh, no, I think I think you bring back a couple of classic directors and then you and then you fucking you mix in a bunch of newer guys. There's a lot. Yes. There's a lot of great like new Mike directors Doherty out there. and fucking uh, uh, the dude who did um, Flanagan. You know, uh, the, I, I think it would be cool so if Shutter did something like that. It'd be awesome. Sure. All, all right. James Clink from California writes, Anthony Tapone must have been watching a different series for I do not see why Masters of Horror is deserving of his of his praise in Fango 241, though I do agree with his lambasting of the third Twilight Zone and his singling out of his certain new Outer Limits episode for praise. What he rightfully derides in Tales from the Crypts, copious amounts of gore and nudity to make up for the lack of substance, I could also accuse Masters of. First off, most of them ramble. What are hecklers tell an incident on and off a mountain road about anyway? Dear Woman and Homecoming are good, and Pick Me Up has a nice little twist at the end, but that's about it. They're mostly akin to the comic who feels that he has to gutter mouth his routine to become a success. If you have to dirty a joke to make us laugh, it wasn't funny anyway. Nudity and gore does not make a good story. Where's the frisian running up and down the spine? I'm against censorship, but look how the 1930s and 40s monsters makers tap dance around the Hayes Code, the Patriot of filmdom. Ray Bradbury's The Whole Town Sleeping, Robert Authors, Footsteps Invisible, and Believers in Jack London's Non-Supernatural to Build a Fire. They These were really scary. You. What a bitch. There wasn't tits in the Dude, movie because they weren't allowed just, to put tits in the movie. Yeah, what a fucking just, moron. <laughs> People just bitched back then. I'm telling you, like 90% of everybody that writes in there is just complaining. Well, they just had Facebook. I'm surprised he didn't just throw in a random Rob Zombie hate comment there just out of the blue. But no, seriously, when you really think about it, I mean, when you look back at all the stuff that was coming out at that time, is Masters of Horror not one of the best things that came out? Yeah. I mean, looking through my list of 2005 films and shit. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool, dude. Like that is a and it, it honestly, you know how often you see like when they, when they get like all that stuff together, like we're gonna give the legends a budget, creative control. We're gonna use Clive Barker stories. You're like, it's too good to be true. It's gonna suck. Okay, but quick like question. this actually worked together, <laughs> or it won't happen. Quick question yeah, here. So since we're doing this top ten in 2005, there is the first eight episodes of season one are actually 2005. Do they count as we short movies? That in the chat. You were not present, and we said I said that I'm counting them. Oh, okay. Because I, I actually just assumed the answer would be no, but I was going to do it anyways. So which are oh. the first five episodes? No, it's eight. the first eight. First eight. So, so okay, I'll tell you. You don't have to do it. I looked it up. Is Mike's in there? No, nope. nope. That was no, the very last episode. The last. the last episode that was available in 2005 is Cigarette Burns Carpenter, which is a good thing. Just makes the cut, which is a, is one of the better ones. So. Sargentos. Unfortunately, pick yep. me up was January twentieth of two thousand six. That sucks. If it had right. just been earlier, aired earlier, right. but yeah, it sucks. Okay, but no, All these right. are these are films. You know, they're they're yeah. anything over like 
45 minutes is considered a feature. So, yeah, I'll count it. Cool. All right. Mark from Hamilton, Virginia writes, I just got back from seeing Hostel, and I haven't been so excited about horror since the early slasher days. Movies like this in high tension gave me faith that real fear films are not dead. The buzz about Hostels gives me a warm feeling and nostalgia. It seems like yesterday when I was fresh out of high school and standing in line to get to see Friday the 13th and its first few sequels. Critics both within and outside the genre denounced these movies, yet true gore hounds embraced them as their own. There was almost electric feeling emancinating from the audience when Hostel <laughs> played and while we were exiting the theater. This film hits a collective conscience and the way movies such as Scream and its imitators never could. I love the way a modestly budgeted film like this one with no stars is making such waves. Word of mouth is strong and everyone I know is talking about it. As much as I liked movies like Wrong Turn, Hostel, and High Tension are much truer than the obvious retro re-reads. retreads. They take a similarly visual approach as classic gore fest, yet are executed in a modern fashion. Alexander Aja and Eli Roth our new guard, and hopefully it'll take the genre into uncharted territory, a future of bold and utterly terrifying horror that has a sense of urgency and danger. I right, mean, I'll... I remember Hostel being huge when it came out. I- I'm a huge fan of it, obviously. I mean, if he was a horror fan from the early day, the early slasher days, I can see why he was just getting excited again because he just went through the 90s into the early 2000s, and I mean, it wasn't right. crazily yeah. over exciting. No, so that's yeah. the that's the worst time for horror. Yeah, if you go from 1990 to 2000 and maybe two. It's such a horrible stretch. 1995. There was just no really, there's great movies in that time period, but there's not long periods of greatness. Right. If you catch me. Right. All All the stream ripoffs were unbearable. (laughs) I like them because I'm from that era, but I won't argue that they're like great horror. The floating heads era is just, it's, you know, the movies themselves are, they are what they are. You know, you either like them or you don't, but really like, I mean, why were the poster arts so goddamn bad? Nah. Like, it's just I know, so bad. They went from I such good that. posters. 70s and 80s posters were so good. And all of a sudden, they just, they just lost all will to do anything creative in posters. And, hey, we have a bunch of beautiful kids. We're just going to put their heads on the posters. That's it. And, I mean, that's what the, the frame of mind was. All these kids mostly came from, like, you know, these TV shows. They were popular kids. You know, they were beautiful. Yeah, they were that's the, all they, they were doing. People they were, were the, running it for that. They were the beautiful people that Manson was talking about. And um, It's the same reason why test screenings exist. Because the studios are like, Scream's killing it. Like, we need to tap into like something that's going to make people subconsciously think this is like scream. And you see these, like even I'm looking at it right now, house on haunted Hill, the remake, it's just all their heads floating with a bloody handprint. But you know, you got, you got to realize too, you got to realize too, who these were marketed towards. It wasn't marketed towards the old school horror fans who were into the artwork and, and cover art sold movies. Even if they were shitty, we still loved them because the artwork is fucking amazing. You know, this was about fans will buy it anyways. Yeah. This was appealing to that era. You know, that's, you know, that those kids at that time, you know, the Dawson's Creek fans and shit like that. And 90210 and like the beautiful kids, the rich Hollywood beautiful kids and stuff so we have to have those beautiful faces on the cover you know it didn't yeah, matter they're gonna buy they it no matter what too. painted it's artworks like, and shit you know like fuck you'll never see another maniac poster like that in that that time period you know, kind of thing so yeah they it's because it started it didn't appeal the to only them. reason it happened on scream is because they wanted to showcase the names in the film and then the original scream cover wasn't even that it was like uh the eyes wasn't it 
Uh, no, it was floating heads. But you know, you could you could, you could actually have a Wasn't really it dope Drew poster. Barrymore's eyes, right? Yeah, it was Drew Barrymore's oh, eyes. Oh, you mean that one? Oh, yeah. I think yeah. that's the VHS cover. That yeah, is the VHS that's cover. That's what was out. Yeah. Oh, you talking about the poster then? The, the yeah, the theatrical yeah. poster. All right. Now this letter comes from Enzo, and it has a follow-up response directly from Eli Roth. So I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read his original letter, and then I'll read Eli Roth's response to it. All right. I went to a screening of Hostel at the Toronto Film Festival, and Eli Roth was there to introduce it. All in all, the movie isn't too exciting. It's gory and blood-filled, which should please many. My main issue, my main issue with it, is the blatant and over heterosexism and homophobia that permeates the film. The characters continuously refer to each other as fag or you're gay, and everyone laughs and everything is College jolly. Talk. But not for me and not for a lot of queer right supporters. The most appalling display of homophobia occurs when the three main characters, all male and heterosexual, are on a train. A man joins their little group and places his hand on one guy's leg. The guy proceeds to freak out and order the man to get lost, and he's willingly obliges. Later in the film, the guy bumps into this dirty, disgusting homosexual and decides to make amends. He apologizes for his rude reaction and proceeds to have a heart-to-heart conversation over a drink he buys to gentlemen. His friend, of course, calls him a fag for having done this. Later in the film, it turns out that the sick homosexual will become the guy's, this guy's killer. The lesson learned. No matter how nice they seem, never be nice to a homosexual because in the end, they'll get you. I understand that this is just a horror film and that it probably won't impact as much society. But as long as movies like this continue to target an audience of teens to late 20s, heterosexual males, where the majority of homophobia uh, prevails, issues of anti-gay prejudice will never be sedated. I had the perfect opportunity after the film to question Eli Roth about this in front of the entire theater, but I chickened out mainly because he was receiving nothing but praise and my comment would definitely have put me in the minority and I've regretted it ever since. I have been highly disturbed by this since I saw Hostel and it's something I felt I needed to address. I may have missed my opportunity during the festival, but I'm trying to make up for it now. And then Eli Roth writes back. I'm curious what he says. Letters like this one reflects a very disturbing trend happening in cinema today. Political correctness. This person is clearly out of touch with how young people in America speak. If you go to any high school or college campus, kids use the words gay to describe something they think is stupid or idiotic. I'm trying to write characters who are real and speak the way young American people actually talk to each other. When someone is acting like... When someone is acting like a pussy, they call that person a fag. It does not mean that the person using it is homophobic or is saying that someone's afraid to do something is homosexual. It's interesting to know that this reader found no offense at burning a girl's face off with a blowtorch and then cutting her eye out, but was seriously disturbed by the words gay and fag. I remember when Basic Instinct came out, some activists were protesting because they were afraid that people would think that all bisexuals were murderers. Does this person honestly believe that this movie will make people think homosexuals are killers? Come on, grow up. Get over yourself. When I was a college student, when I was in college, a student held a seminar on recovered homosexuals. He was he invited six recovered homosexuals to talk about how religion cured them as if they had some disease like alcoholism. About 600 people, 600 angry people attended the seminar, many of them gay, and the whole room watched in amazement as these people on stage talked about using Jesus to choose the right path and how they left behind a life of homosexuality. This was an event I witnessed with my own eyes and I've used this as a basis for a character who acts as who acts out as repression throughout torture instead of religion. 
as this person saying, I don't have the right to write what I've seen into to my scripts. Should we all just give up and make movies with characters so politically correct that they don't offend anybody? Who wants their horror films safe? If you want safe movies that are politically correct while you're reading this magazine, why not spend your time fighting politicians who try to outlaw homosexuality instead of filmmakers who are reflecting the world that they see around them? However, Hostel clearly stirred something in this reader and sparked a discussion, which for a filmmaker is all you could ask for. I honestly think that a person who is very religious and homosexual will be more likely to carry those acts of violence out than somebody who's <clears throat> denied religion and turned it into violence. That doesn't seem very much sense, but I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, I, I the characters do talk like that, but I get their point to a certain extent that kid people are dumb and they do repeat what they hear in movies, but they grow up and outgrow it. Because at that time in 2005, that was just the casual thing that everybody said. Everybody said that, unfortunately. Exactly. Nowadays, we know it's we don't say that. We don't say it. We don't talk like that on purpose. And if you do, it's, it's for like a satirical thing where you're making fun of the people that talk like that. But um, it, 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 even his response right there, <laughs> he, he didn't sound too good in it either because the problem is Eli Ross still writes characters that talk like that in his newer movies. So it's like, dude, you kind of lose your. He, he can't write anything else. He only can write from that time period. His characters from that time period. Yeah, that's, that's, his, what he knows. that's his experience. That's what he but knows. I mean, he he talks about the specific scene in the film where the guy sits down and touches your leg. I mean, don't get me wrong or nothing. I'm definitely not homophobic and stuff at all. Nobody's but I mean, touching my leg. But if someone right, sits down next to me, I don't fucking to. know and touches my leg. No, like, I'm gonna be like, dude, get the fuck out of here, man. Actually, like it's a, a female, I'm going to be a like, well, dude, I'm exactly. Think he's pickpocket me, let alone That's, you know, like a anybody, right? Yeah, like, it, it could be a woman, and I'm going to be like, yo, what the fuck, dude? Well, <laughs> also, that, also of course, the character's dude, gay. The, the young kid. That's why he went up to him because he sensed that he might be. I, that kid has like a repressed homosexuality, right? In the hostel, right. Right. don't they right. assume that he is? Yeah, yeah. That's why yeah. he goes back for the drink with him because he's probably curious about the guy's homosexuality because exactly. he wants to probably ask him some questions and see what yeah, he's that's like. That's why he doesn't want to bang the chicks. Yeah, or he, he's at least curious. Right. Just, for sure, for sure. So that's a little bit different. Why he goes back to his friends? Yeah, I mean, you never I, hate that. I never take so it bad, like. Right? I never took it as like. I always took it as like these guys are douchebags and like they're kind of getting they're idiots fucked over for it. You know what I mean? They were kind of douchebags. Like I never took it as like that guy was a homosexual. Of course he's a killer because also, there's other people that are not homosexual that are killers. In I, I have one more point in the movie that he said. He said that you have no problem with them calling you have a problem with them calling him gay and and gay slurs. And but you have no problem with the woman getting her face fried off. But in the movie, the gay slurs are very casual. It's a completely different thing. They shoot them casual. They don't make a big deal out of them. But when you fry somebody's face off, it's a horse set piece. It's a big suspense gore thing. It's it's a big deal. So there's a lot of difference between a casual scene and a scene that is a focal point of horror. So him saying that it's pointless. It's bull. It, it, that was kind of a bullshit statement he made. That's kind of thrown out the window. But these are horror movies. These are exploitation movies, and you don't go see that kind of shit if you're going to be easily offended. I mean, it's not really for you. Exactly. I, it's the I context. Mean, we don't use that. We don't talk like that in real life because we know it's offensive. But these guys are well, idiots. But I mean, there was I a time exactly though because I was in like school around. Back yeah, in when you're yeah. like 17, 18, everybody said that. It's unfortunate. And we were when dumb. I when I was that age, I literally. <laughs> loved hostel because i thought like oh these guys are acting like how all you know these college kids that i know are acting you know what i mean or like yeah. my friends brothers and oh stuff. you could like, relate to it big time so and now you think back we were idiots right right but i look i look back at me as a teenager and i i was a fucking 
idiot. <laughs> you know, what it, I mean? it's so funny. It's like, I still don't like even when I hear people say, you know, call each other fags and homos and shit like that. I'm just like, it, I never even think twice about it. It's weird. Like, I don't look at it as like, oh, you're homophobic or you're being an asshole or anything like that. I just, I really just don't think twice. I just, I know that he doesn't mean, and I just go on with my day. I don't really think twice about it. I don't get offended, but some people just take everything to the next levels and stuff, which I I get, you know, but. Well, I already called you a homo once in this episode, so. And and right, and and no one responds to it because it's, it doesn't offend me. And I, I just don't think twice about it. I'm like, I mean. I mean, I guess it's I guess it's okay for other gay people to say homo, right, Jeremy? So I got uh, I guess so. <laughs> so so I just called you gay, and you just accepted. But whole, I understood the joke, moods. <laughs> I understood the joke, <laughs> Dave. You you did mention that Eli Roth hasn't really progressed from that dialogue, but I don't remember his last couple films having any just green inferno. But or, yeah, the same word. Was there, was there? Well, the reason was why those gay? characters are, are talking like that in there gay? is because of who they are. I think she did say the one word. Well, they're they're, yeah, kind, they're kind of from that demographic, though, right? Well, like the and, and Green like Inferno, that. he's basically trying to make fun of like younger millennials, but he's writing them like Generation X, and you're like, dude, if you're gonna make fun of a, a group of people, you really ought to fucking do some research. I think Green Inferno is a pile of shit. I think it's his Thank worst you. movie. Thank you. It's I'm one of the worst scene. movies I've ever seen in my entire life, I, and I, I love cannibal it. movies, and I know a lot about cannibal movies, and. I feel like Eli Roth doesn't. The only part in that movie I laughed, I actually burst out laughing is when that blonde chick fucking diarrhea is everywhere. Oh, that (laughs) shit made me laugh. Like I actually rewound it because it was making me laugh so hard. (laughs) That movie actually, that whole movie actually is a counterpoint to his argument here. (laughs) Right. Like that's why the people thought it's like, you made the same thing 20 years later, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, yeah. I take back everything I ever said good about Eli Roth. He is a fucking douchebag. I agree. Knock knock's different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I mean, I get, I get the, I, I, I just don't like getting offended at horror films, right? Like in general, it just kind of, I, if I, we want to talk about, yeah, you know, I, I'm the same way, dude. It's, it's, it's a film and it's a movie, a, eh? and it's fiction. These movies are nasty and dirty, and that's their intent. Okay, I'm sorry. That's why they're rated R. You're not supposed to take your kid here and tell them these are fucking people that you need to listen to how they talk. And you know what I mean? Like, it's not the same. I understand if you're offended by them, but some shit's not for you. Serbian film is not for everybody. Cannibal Holocaust is not for everybody. Are we going to have to start putting warnings before these movies to say if you're offended by words like bitch, fuck, cunt, fag, homo and shit, don't watch this movie? They do. They're called rated R. I know, but I mean, speci- <laughs> but I mean specific you know shit. What I'm like, like if you yeah, got if you, of course, we understand that things. we understand that because we're reasonable people and we understand what the ratings are and 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 who's supposed to be watching these films and who's supposed to be, and who's not supposed to be watching these films. But apparently, we're not everybody. There's other people in there that go into these movies expecting everything to be all PC and shit. It's a fucking exploitation horror movie. Do we have to specify everything that's going to be said in this movie? Hey, if you're offended by words like homo and shit that are spoken by douchebag fucking um college kids then don't watch this shit man right i just yeah, I, 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 I mean, also, I also it just seems ridiculous that we have to do that too, you know what you're getting yourself I mean, into he probably had some hate spewed at him before and and you know he uh he probably you know is self-conscious about it Which because one? of the world he was living in the guy that wrote the letter you know Oh yeah, yeah. He, um, well, he he probably has some friends because he didn't it's say like, he was. It's like getting pissed. Off. Was, it's like getting pissed he was off. Friends. He was an ally, so he probably had. Yeah, friends. He said he was an ally. I thought he was. It's like guy. getting pissed off. You know, you go to see like a woman in prisons movie, and you're getting all pissed off at all the lesbian sex and nudity in it and shit. It's like, dude, 
What did you think you were getting this yourself into? Ac- hey, this isn't an accurate portrayal of a lesbian relationship moods. I want my fucking money back, okay? Yeah, right? Never once when I was a lesbian was I molested Why by a prison Why are all these guard. females in these female prison movies treated like piece of meat? Yeah, fucking meat curtains. Shut up. <laughs> no, these movies are exploitation movies. That's what. That's the exactly. one thing. Like, exactly. You'll see people write for like the Daily Grindhouse, and they'll be offended by something. I'm like, motherfucker, you write for the Daily Grindhouse. You're not writing for the fucking <laughs> Chicago Times. I don't Times. know how anybody can ever get offended by movies. It's the, it goes back to the same conversation we've had a bunch of times too about. I get so I get offended when people get offended. What you know when uh, I've seen at what comedians say, like movies comedians, that are genuinely racist as fuck, and I'm like, oh Jesus, but. What you, it's a movie. I know that, that's it's where you pull the sound. He's like, "Well, if you're offended by this, you go watch Fight for Your Fight for Your Life, and you know, go get <laughs> yeah, offended but by I don't all think that." Fight racism. for Your Life has it has racist characters, and they're pieces of shit, but they all die, and they're all portrayed as pieces well, of shit. Never once am I like that. William Sanderson's such a cool guy. Well, it's just it's the simple fact that he's like you know specifically screaming out the m bombs and shit. It's just yeah, it's it's rough. I mean, Tarantino has been in hot water over his use of the n word. In his movies, we were—I think we mentioned that yeah, last we week. Actually, Albert Hughes actually was on a podcast. Um, one of the Hughes brothers, I think it was Albert Al. I can't remember which one. Yeah, but he brought that up. They were talking about it because he he went at it with Tarantino, and he said in stuff like Django, or you go back in Goodfellas and Martin Scorsese, where the Italians are saying that stuff. He's like, it fits, it's perfect. But in Pulp Fiction, when we were talking about that too, when he says that. Uh, to Sam Jack, he's like, it just took me out of the movie because it's not like somebody in that situation at that person would talk like that. And I was thinking about, I was like, I think he's right there. Like, I don't think that that, that doesn't seem natural. It doesn't really fit. It, it's almost, exp- it's stupid. I can't it's kind remember. Of a, I don't want to say he says uh, dead N word storage. Um, does this look like, and it's just like, at the time, maybe is it was, there a sign on my front lawn yeah, that yeah. says "dead"? <laughs> yeah, but still, it's just like storage. Yeah, it, it's a point like he's right. It doesn't really fit. I, I can't see somebody getting away. I with don't that. know, man. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But but Tarantino, it would have been classic to, shit though if the line was. Is, is there a sign on my front lawn that says maybe a whimsical criminal world, but not yeah. fantastical? It would have been classic shit though, man. If if the line had been, yo. Do you see a do you see a sign on my front lawn that says "Dead Crack of Storage"? And it happened to be a white guy. That shit just it doesn't go as well. But no, it would yeah, be classic. Doesn't. But, but you know what I mean. Like when you watch Reservoir Dogs and they say it, you're like, "Well, these guys are criminals. That's, they've they, done yeah, prison they time. They're, they're racist. Like they're racist people." Like, yeah. And it's yeah. funny thing because like a lot of these characters, I don't know. I think there's justification. You enjoy watching them, but they're racist. Mm-hmm. Or they're murderers. Or they're killers. Yeah, but you can enjoy watching it. A killer. It's fake. Yeah, because yeah, it's fake. Like, exactly. like, I love Jason killing everybody. Yeah, but, I, if there was, but I don't love the guy who killed his wife and kids in, in the no, Netflix documentary, guy. you know? That's, fucking, that's because we understand the difference between fiction and nonfiction. There's also nonfiction stories aren't that funny. With serial killers, we all have a fascination with them, but we don't like them. Right. <laughs> I mean, no. I kind of, I like this no read about them. I always said I that, man. Like them. Dahmer's well, interesting. psychology in them, and you just are, you're curious. That's right. what it is. Because you, you always wonder, like, you know, you know what in your internal dialogue the things that you're capable yeah, yeah. of, and then you know the things you're not. So when you see stuff that you're not capable of, you kind of wonder. Wh- and you see the why. similarities and differences between them and other people you know, and then you're like, huh, it's so it's yeah. weird. Even yourself, like you. Yeah, might that's see what I said. Like, like, you could wow. see some stuff, but never be like, I would never do that. I don't even understand how you get to that. Right. Fascinating. But okay. All right. Last up, we have David Wirt, who writes, 
Well, once again, the big studio machine has churned out another unrequested remake that has completely missed the point of why the original had such an impact. When they realize there is more involved in a redux than simply recycling a familiar title, what worked so well in the first When a Stranger Calls was taking a very familiar situation and introducing a terrifying twist. That audience empathy was key to its success. The first film gave us Carol Kane as a believable, typical babysitter in a house you could find on any block in America. The movie's intensity came from the audience being able to put themselves in that situation. So when Hollywood felt the remake was in order, what did they do? Hire a director notable for his action film resume, not necessarily sense, not necessarily his sense of subsidy. Hire a lead actress who looks like she would be babies who would be on the cover maximum, not babysitting. Perhaps the biggest mistake was to set everything in a house that is such an over-the-top set piece that no fewer could relate to it. They immediately lost the suspense of a common shared experience. A large percentage of the target audience for this film has been babysitters. Very few of them have been babysitters for Bill Gates. As these producers come comb through the back shelves of their local video stores looking for the next classic to remake, I encourage them to actually watch the film and take notes about why the original had an impact on horror fans. People admire the movies, not just the titles. Yeah, but see, this guy wants the same movie, though. Yeah, but the what this shit he pointed out really sounds like it's shitty. Like he didn't. He's not complaining that it's not the same movie. He's complaining that they just completely had no reality in the movie. But I yeah, mean, in the is, original movie, one where I don't think the house is actually that. that small. I mean, yeah, in the remake, they do use a fucking huge mansion and shit, but. I think the original film that she's babysitting in a fucking rich house, though. I mean, all new movies are like that, too. It's just like it's a giant fucking mansion. It's like, who lives here? And then, like, nobody in the movie's ever working. They just live in a giant house. Like, they get all this disposable income. The original When a Stranger Calls Man has like the greatest like 25 minutes. And then the rest of the movie is just like whatever. It would have been the greatest short ever, in my opinion. All right. To finish, finish it up, these are all the films that are coming out in May 2006 in theaters. We have April 14th, we have Hard Candy, the remake, and Scary remake. Movie. There's a remake of Hard Candy? Isn't that what? Is that? Re- what? Hard, Hard Candy's a remake? I thought it was original. <laughs> I was going to say, what the fuck? What, what one am I? I'm thinking of something else then. Uh, and Scary Movie 4. Uh, the next week, we have Silent Hill. The week after that, we had an American haunting. Two weeks after that, we had See No Evil. Two weeks after that, we had the Omen remake. Uh, then it was five weeks later. In July 14th, we had the Pulse remake. Oh, so I many like remakes, one. man. It's crazy. And then from July 14th to August 11th, we had the Reaping. Uh, the week after that, we had Snakes on a Plane. The week <laughs> after that, we had Pan's Labyrinth. The week Labyrinth. after that... Whatever, dude, you just talk shit on me like before the show. All right. and then, <laughs> and then the week after that, we have Descent. Uh, the September first, we have the Return. September eighth, we have the Covenant. Uh, and then October sixth, we have Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The beginning. The week after that, we have the new Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, the week after that, we have the Grudge Two. No, we don't. October 13th, it says new Friday the 13th, so it didn't come it out. It didn't come out until 2009. Yeah. <clears throat> Three years later. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Must have so, done a bunch of reshoots that still suck. So even in May, they didn't know <laughs> when it was going to come out, which is funny. 
And then after October 13th, so Friday the 13th, uh, October 20th, The Grudge 2, October 27th, Saw 3, and then to end up the year on December 1st, we had Grindhouse and Skinwalkers. Dude, they fucked up with Grindhouse releasing it in December. No That's shit. why I really bombed. No, it's also nobody wanted to sit for three fucking hours. And also, Bunch the target audience was fucking not. It was mainstream. two movies. It was no, two movies. I liked it a lot. I Me love too, it. I, I think it's great. I think uh, Death Proof is fantastic. Oh, I still watch um, it like all the time, man. Yeah, all the fake trailers are fun and stuff. But the fake trailers are great. I think that, man, dude, like we're spoiled now. Like that lineup sucked. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It was garbage. And these are all wow. the films that were like really looking forward films. to the top ten in two thousand five. Now, ooh, yeah, and Good these are like stuff. all the films that were in production, but they were undated at the time. Altered, The Addict, Beowulf, and Gretel, Black Christmas remake, Blood and Chocolate, Borderland, The Breed, Catacombs, Cell, Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things remake, The Crazies remake, Never came Dark out. Ride, Driftwood, Feast. Feed, Fido, fourteen oh eight, The Gathering, The Grave Dancers, Hatchet, The Hitcher Remake, The Invisible, Isolation, The Last Winter, The Legend of Lucy Keys, Live Feed, Neighborhood Watch, <laughs> Perfect Creature, Perfume, The Plague, Premonition, Prom Night Remake, uh, Satan's Playground, Shivers, The Sisters Remake. Did they make a remake of Sisters? Nope. Well, that never happened. Um, Trapped Ashes. Didn't they? The the Tripper. The Visiting. The Waiting. White Noise 2. The Wicker Man remake. The Woods and Young Hannibal. Man, that's another one that flip-flopped. became Hannibal Rising. Like the original Wicker uh, Wicker Man to the fucking remake? Oh, that's a fucking world of difference. Go ahead, Dave. No, it's not important. I was going to say, so those are all the horror movies that were in production during this time. It's like, holy smokes. Yikes. Hmm. A lot of those came out on like today. You hear all the production movies now, none of them fucking come out. Yeah, they didn't have COVID back in those days. <laughs> no, but it's just a lot of indie movies announce everything and then they just don't make Oh, it. no, I'm, I'm just joking, man. But yeah, the children shouldn't play with dead things thing, that's... It's crazy. Yeah, I wonder whatever if it was actually did they. I wonder if they actually started shooting and they just. He died in a car accident when they were working on it. Oh, that's right. Bob Clark was. I finally finished Grizzly too. Eh? I forgot that Bob yeah, Clark was actually involved with that remake. I was thinking. I, I obviously I knew Bob Clark and his son died in the in the car accident, but uh, I didn't. I forgot that he was involved with that. Did he die in Canada? Probably. Um, what do you mean? Probably. What the hell is that? What? Mean? He's a good old American. He shouldn't never been up there in the first place. Bob the Clark Canadians Clark. had to kill him, didn't you? No, Bob Clark is Canadian. No, he's not. Yes, he was. No, he's not. Yes, he, he was. is. I'm gonna look it up right now. He was Canadian. Let's play the Jeopardy theme. He's born in America. Was he was he really. He, he just moved to Canada. He was. To, he has Canadian citizenship. He was a Canadian citizen. Born August 5th, 1939, New Orleans, Louisiana, USA. Died April 4th, 2007, love, uh, California. Don't yeah, you love California. New Orleans yeah. in, in film? We'll yeah, I think he that. spent the majority yeah, yeah, of his whole great. life in Canada. Just watched We're Having Angel Heart, just had New Orleans. Right. That's why I said that. But I also that's, just like it. 
He attended college in Michigan. He sounds honestly like he was pretty American. <laughs> Dude, my wife oh, went well, to college in the states. Why can't you let good, Pat Moods have one thing? One good Canadian horror director or two? Two. No, he grew up. He, he actually lived it, his life in from, Canada. But yeah, I think he probably had dual citizenship. Yeah, he did. Which he actually grew up Romero in Canada. In but Canada. But, I mean, going yeah, to state, going to college in the states is nothing new. I mean, even my wife did. So I mean, he I, was born in America, went to college in America, died in America. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Born in the USA. Fucking drive down there. Seriously, learn how to fucking drive. I've drove in California before. That shit's a fucking hot mess, man. Ugh. Uh, Anyways. Pittsburgh. It's like the worst. I drove through Pittsburgh. I drove through there a few years back, actually. Who drove through Chicago and survived, so. Actually, that was some of the most tamer traffic I've ever drove through. That was pretty, it was busy, but. Cali yeah, yeah, You've never seen traffic until like, you drove on Cali, man. Oh my god! Stupid Pittsburgh's roads are fucking stupid designed. Stand still on that bridge at Pittsburgh. Stand still. Yeah. Is that it for yep. dead mail? That's it. All right. That's dead mail. Hey yo, it's about that time for the twenty-two shots crew to get buck wild and do what we do. You got that fatty in hands, so throw us a few. And we gon' hit your ass up with a bonus review. Yeah! Alrighty, so moving along here into the bonus reviews. Alright, so for the first one tonight is a Patreon pick coming from... Uh, who is it again? Uh, David Scott. And it is 1987's Angel Heart. Uh, this one right here is uh, starring Mickey Rourke, Robert De Niro, Lisa Bonet. It's got pretty pretty good cast in it. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the chick, the chick is married to Jason Momoa. Do you know that? She's also in the Cosby Show, right? Yeah, yeah. she was uh, yeah. one of the Huxtables. Yeah, there's she's a, married, married to Lenny Kravitz, right? Before. Yeah, she was married to Lenny Kravitz first, and now she's married to Jason Momoa, who's like probably like ten years younger than her. Upgrade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird, weird seeing her titties, that's for sure. Thinking about the Cosby kid. Right, right. That's yeah, right. 87, and yeah, that's kind of interesting. All right, quick little synopsis here. And it was weird. She was only 17, and he was fucking her brains out. I was like, that's a little weird, too. There's a lot of weird things well, going on about like, that. Fuck. Well, it's even more She's weirder by the end of the movie. She was 18 when they. Are we spoiling I this? know she was 18, but I'm just saying it in the Probably. film, she was 17. And she was he actually was still... 20. Was she? 20? I think the age at, the, at that point. Up. By the end of the film is actually a little bit irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. He's worried about the age. And yeah. we're just like he's committing a fucking major sin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. dude. Synopsis: <laughs> A private investigator is hired by a man who calls himself Louis Safer. <laughs> fucking dumbest thing in the movie, dude. <laughs> track I'll down be a... honest. I didn't know. I you didn't, didn't know. It. I you knew. Right when you see, know. right when you see Rob Deniro's no, character. Fingernails, His fingernails like, are all like you're not paying attention, you motherfucker. Listen to me. I <laughs> because of that, I didn't put the name together. Oh, I see. Okay, <laughs> I, just, I just didn't think. I was like, I don't know. But okay. normally, I pick up on that. But the pentagram and the nails was kind of a dead giveaway. Right, right. Uh, the they call himself never... Louis Saphir to track down a singer named Johnny Favorite. But the investigation takes an unexpected and somber turn. So, yeah, <laughs> is this first time watch for just me and Dave? What's that? Oh, that's a first first time watch for me. First time watch for right, Yep. No, I've seen this movie like a couple times before. 
Okay. Yeah. The so yeah, this, this is movie. the first time for us three. First time I watched yeah. them, I had actually just bought the Blu-ray to get. I had the old DVD of it, but um, I got to pick up the 4K. It's on 4K. It's on 4K in the UK. Yeah. yeah. Oh, All right. Not. So the movie. Um, this one's set in about 1955, so it has this kind of like old backdrop New York look, and then it kind of shifts over to um, New Orleans, Louisiana, and stuff. Um, Harry New Orleans. Angel. New Orleans. Uh, <laughs> New Orleans. You gotta say it like an asshole. I know. I can never. I can't say it like that. It's weird. Um, you have but, to say it like there's no space. New Orleans. Yeah, it's weird. Um, so Harry Angel, our main character here, is played by Mickey Rourke. Which you know, when you watch Mickey Rourke's, um, you know, his performance in the film, it's like I feel like I'm watching Bruce Willis. Or dude, <laughs> yeah, like Bruce yeah, Willis. yeah. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis when he was the shit, right? Right. It's like, like when he's like walking down the street and he has like that long wow. coat and that top hat on. You're like, hey, it's, motherfuckers. It's the way he's delivering his lines, the way he'd yeah. like look away and come back and say something all slick and shit. And it's just like I'm like, this is fucking Bruce Willis this to a T. It's crazy. Yeah, tougher, he's definitely tougher than Bruce Willis, and he's got a good voice to him and everything yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always cr- think I was. I always forget like Mickey Rourke looked like that, you know, cause I'm so used to see him in like his later films. Oh man. Mickey Rourke aged so bad. Like within 10 well, years, he looked like he's like surgery too though. Well, yeah, but like he's a boxing. Yeah, man. Oh man. He just, Oh, don't look at that good man. Uh, Rob De Niro, of course plays Louis Saphir. <laughs> I love him in this movie. He's so fucking good in this movie. His like his line delivery and his oh, facial expressions. This whole movie is this is a awesome. This and, is a great uh, fucking we got amazing. Lisa Bonet in this, which is kind of a cool thing to see her in this film because I think she was probably on the Cosby Show around the time. I don't know. It must have been about probably the time. not after that. For like it, <laughs> it was about the time, anyways. But anyways, people probably know her from the Cosby Show. Michael only Hagen's. Bill Cosby does the fucking around here get off the show <laughs> right right <laughs> so basically yeah, um, our main character harry angel is a private investigator and he gets a call one day from this uh this big time I, what is lucifer he's supposed to be a big he's lawyer private oh no he's like a big yeah, he's famous, a lawyer he's a, like a big time famous like rich lawyer kind of thing but anyway i don't know if he's a lawyer i don't know if he's a lawyer i think attorney. the person representing him is a lawyer he's an attorney though right yeah, and Turing, okay. okay. He does legal stuff. Anyways, that's supposed to be what he's doing and shit like that. But I think it's you all kind of... You get the sense a- that he's, like, in the crime business, too. Like, while you're yeah. watching, you know what I mean? I mean, but, I think it's kind of a front, though, too. It just seems like he's, it is. He's located above the church, too. That yeah. church? Right. Yeah. And, uh, I just loved it that you see them cleaning off the blood in the in on the wall, and then it connects back later on in the story. I found that pretty cool. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. thought this whole movie was cool as shit. Dude, this movie—it's re- it's great. It's like right yeah. from that opening scene, man, when he meets uh, meets up with uh, Rob De Niro and stuff, and he, you know, he's telling me, you know, I need to find this Johnny Favorite guy. And, and the backstory with Johnny Favorite is that he was like this famous musician and stuff, and and uh, you know, he basically you know, something happened to him. He kind of disappeared and shit like that. And, you know, he wants to locate him because he owes him, um, something. he, 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 he owes a debt. He owns a debt. He hates, and, no, he says, I hate loose ends. Yeah. He hates messy yeah. accounts. Messy accounts is the word. He uses. Yeah. So ba- basically he had a debt to, to pay off or whatever that, and you needs to find him. And she's, there's, there's some loose ends and stuff like that there. So, I mean, if you're paying attention right from the beginning of this film, you might be able to catch on and stuff, but if you're taking it for what it is, it doesn't matter though. Right? It's actually like, pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. Like, the, where this thing goes and the twist in the end and shit is actually really damn cool. But the yeah, I thought point, it was awesome. You know, the halfway point, you know the twist. Oh, the for sure. Point, like, for oh, sure. shit. Yeah. So, maybe sooner, maybe sooner. But you're like, but there's okay. still some stuff in there that you don't expect in the end. You but know, no, there's some unfolding. Oh, 100%. So this is all happening in New York, right? So, you know, he starts to investigate. Harry starts to investigate, you know, trying to find this Johnny. He's, 
you know, he's talking to a bunch of people and stuff. And then his investigations take him down to, uh, to New Orleans. And, um, that's where shit starts to go really fucking crazy and kind of yeah. out of control well, and gets, stuff. He gets three leads and they're all, he goes and finds all of them. It's a, this movie's a lot like Chinatown. Mm. It's a film noir. It really is. It, that's, well, the, yeah. that's the cool yeah. thing about this movie it's is like right from the noir. beginning yeah, of this movie, definitely. it just feels like it has this sense of placement, this whole film noir aspect of it is just done to a T, man. It's great. I think the private eye, the gum, oh, everything. The Mickey Rourke character mm-hmm. just screams that cliche in a good way. He, even how he's like private writing dick. cigarettes all um, the time, and he just has a swag to him, dude. That like well, he's is got so the great engaging. dialogue too. The witty yeah. dialogue back and forth. Dialogue. And really the good dialogue, man. But this movie's set up, man. Like right from the fucking amazing music, like the music in New York, and it switches down to the southern music and shit. But just the atmosphere of this film is dude. just incredible. It has that noir feel to a fucking and team Alan man parker uses music perfect as you guys know alan parker directed um more uh, he did midnight express but more importantly when we come to music he did evita and the pink floyd's the wall so that's why when the music yeah. scenes are really handled really well too yeah and mm-hmm. I, like i said that movie i was trying to think of the robert altman movie with the music too with the jazz and blues and stuff it reminds me of that too so it's kind of mm-hmm. like those scenes where like you could tell directors are interested in music and you go into a bar and you hear all the music and everything like oh, that you can so tell. i think that was he, he, he handled his music very well. It's kind of like that whole Tarantino thing, right? Like Tarantino captures like the most beautiful soundtracks, man. And just captures those mm-hmm. times so but well. But this is different because the music is in within the movie. It just feels different. You oh, know what I mean? Of course. But I mean, that makes sense yeah. when you're going to do that with down in New Orleans and stuff, the whole jazz aspect yeah. and shit like that. I mean, that's what they do, do down it. in the clubs. That's what it is. You know, jazz and blues mm-hmm. and shit like that. And it's the just, voodoo shit and yeah, stuff. And the voodoos, in. all that stuff. Yeah, all right. that stuff right. makes sense. But like, Very I tell much you, like Serpent in the Rainbow, a little bit. Right, yeah. right, right. And I believe that, um, like, you know, just the settings, like the, the way they captured New York, you know, for the yeah, period, even, like even 1955 when he's like through the back alleys in New York and stuff like that is great. It's, it's cold, foggy, it, and dirty. It looks and, so you know? good. And then New Orleans, and the everything, snow, even like the snow, because you transition from the snow to the heat. It's like really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was just and cold. all the characters are perfect. All the yeah, little characters the he bumps into. When he's at Coney Island and it's all run down and those, those people like, he meets at Coney Island, he gives yeah. him a little nose protector. Dude, yeah. my favorite like, part the in the movie part is when he's trying to talk to the woman and the tide keeps she won't coming. get out of the water. <laughs> no, I like that. Like when he says to the guy, he's like, he's like, what are you doing? The what are you doing in the Coney Island around the summertime? And he's like, bite the heads off of rats. Off rats. He's like, what are you doing in the wintertime? He goes, bite the head off of rats. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, she's getting a little fat. She's soaking her ankles or something. <laughs> no, she has, she's she scared of the varicose veins. veins. Yeah, she has the veins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was fucking oh, that was man. And, um, That's I great. laughed out loud like three or four times at the dialogue when um, uh, Toots was like, you have a couple of them nine sixers or whatever those drinks are called. Just write whatever the hell you want. Isn't that what you newspaper guys normally do? I laughed out loud for like three minutes. <laughs> Can a guy take a piss? <laughs> she was great, too. That guy was great. Yeah. Oh man. And it, like, even when he's like talking to Epiphany, with the fucking chickens She's are there. Just like the little, the little awkward stuff with him is great. He has so much charisma in this film. And then when he's don't running, like chickens, he's running away chickens. from. I gotta from think about cops. chickens. He runs away from the cops, and he goes into the barn, and he opens the door, and is filled with chickens, and he's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> you know what? I watched this and I liked it, and then I listened to a podcast, and they broke it down, and they were they were really good. I mean, I I wish I knew the podcast because they deserve props. They broke this yeah. down really well, and it, I I was like, and I kept thinking about it after that, and I was like. This was really good, but it went from really good to great. Like I keep thinking about it, it's better 
when you think about it. Oh man. Yeah, I kept thinking about it too. And mm-hmm. I think that this movie is, you know, obviously we're not going to spend a whole episode on it, but this is definitely a featured review worthy title. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? So, uh yeah, mm-hmm. dude, I I was kind of blown away. I told you guys last night I got home at like midnight and then or actually I was late cuz I got stuck at work doing some bullshit. Uh, but I, I was home at like one and I popped in purple people neon shaving purple neon dreaming yeah. purple neon. It's really and not that fucking that hard thing. <laughs> it's it's hard better than purple little monsters. Like I called it. Or uh, and then a couple I, people I, here anyways, guys. Sorry. I popped JP. this in and I was like, man, what a goddamn con. Now this is cinema. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? Well, it's yeah, two different it's fucking worlds of cinema, I man. But to watch fucking the, the other three movies, they're not like Angel Heart, okay? No. Like you put those four in there, and you ask a questionnaire that says one is not the same. It's definitely Angel yeah. Heart. This is this is a pretty bizarre foursome of movies, actually. To be honest, right? This yeah, I think this is definitely the best one of the week. Oh, no, the best hands, one. Of the hands down, <laughs> hands down, man, hands down. Um, oh. actually, one of my favorite parts in the film is actually when the uh, the the New Orleans cops are. At uh, Harry's hotel room, there. Did you guys notice who the skinnier one was, with the stigmatism in his eye? That's uh, Prout Taylor Vince. I couldn't from figure Identity out... and Constantine and I... Natural Born Killers. Okay, I I, I didn't I Jacob's ladder I recognized him, but I was like, I don't know who he was. Pretty sure you know that... fucking everybody, Dave. Dude, no, that guy with the stigmatism in his eye. He's the yeah, only yeah. actor with the stigmatism. In I'm his so eye. bad like, with people's names, stigmatism? though. I'm like, I know it's where you, I know eye shakes. Guy. Yeah. He's in Jacob's letter. He's the guy in uh, Natural Born Killers when uh, Woody Harrelson's like, ah, he's like, you're the law and I'm the lawbreaker. And he breaks his, oh, my fucking finger. So, yeah. So when he's in the hotel room and he's like, he's like, you ever watch the Mickey Mouse Club? Guy kind of pauses. He kind of looks at me. He's like, it's Wednesday. And he pauses again. He's like, anything can happen day. (laughs) 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 I'm not even sure what that means. I'm like, what the fuck? It's such a weird, only he knew it was such a weird thing to say and i was just like oh my god that was so memorable but so have you seen chinatown have you seen chinatown yeah of course yeah it's it's super similar to this like even the plot breakdown and it's when he goes and meets everybody, it's almost the same fucking movie yeah. even down to the incest well this movie gets an extra bump from jp just because of that part yeah no shit yeah yeah yeah, and not one that's it about the movie it was though. hot and steamy incest nonetheless so you bloody too it's um yeah, that was a, that was a pretty, uh, you know, graphic uh, sex scene there. Yeah, oh, it's really hot and bloody. Hot right? and bloody. No, but there's one stupid thing about the movie. What? The glowing eyes. I laughed out loud on yeah, both accounts. It looks, Especially uh, the second one was so dated. bad. It's so bad, though, because the head was moving. Yeah, yeah. Fucking... Jeremy walked in and he was like, they couldn't keep that kid still. That's why its head's moving like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I do. They did like an overlay. Yeah, because you know that kid was fidgeting as fuck. Right. Um, Man, I don't know what was. I think for me, just the engagement of the story, where I kept wanting to see where it was going and how it was going to get there. Even though if I kind of had an idea of where it was going, just trying to watch it unfold was so engaging to me. I mean, essentially, yeah, if you're the watching the film, yeah, if you're if you're watching the film closely, it's like every time he goes and, you know, every time he has a new lead and goes and talk to somebody, they end up dead kind of yeah. thing. You're just like, oh, OK, you know, at one but, point he even wipes down all the prints and you're like, oh, I would do that, too. And then you come well, that back was to only... think of it after the twist and you're like, oh, shit, he's wiping down the fucking. That's crazy. They're showing you. They're fucking showing you. And well, he only did on. that. He only did that for the doctor. No, he well, also erased really? his name. He also erased his name from the book. Right, he went and got the piece he of paper. He covered his tracks on everything except <laughs> on Toots because he didn't know about Toots yet. 
Yeah, that's yeah. right. And Tootstats was nasty too, man. That was yeah, brutal. Yeah, shut his dick in his mouth. Cut off his yeah. dick and <laughs> choked him with his cock. I'm like, holy fuck, man. Hey, we're in a church. <laughs> he says, what? But you know, well, surprisingly, of- this movie actually has some pretty decent blood and gore in it. I was like, damn. Yeah. It's got some nasty there- parts, like the scene where they let the dog f- attack him and shit, and he's getting attacked, and he falls into the uh, the crate of crabs. I'm like, what's worse, the dog attacking my leg or Either, being uh, fucking attacked it's a by like crawfish or a little crawfish too, isn't it? It's humiliating as fuck to fall in the fucking. But like his biggest fear is chickens, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> so, so deal with the chickens over the crawdads. Who the hell, like, horror or not? A chicken, like this is a horror movie. Oh, but yeah. it's a film noir, noir too. It's a voodoo. It, it, it's I a mean, cool genre, man. It's like film noir horror film, right? Right. Yeah, I would go film noir than horror. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's cool to see like screams noir. These type yeah. of actors in something a little darker. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I always appreciate that when you get that because it's like you don't usually get this high quality. <laughs> I was, heroes I was actually you don't get high quality it. horror movies like this every day. I was yeah. reading well, the this movie. Thing. The movie tanked at the box office. Is really hardcore, but it's it's since become a cult classic luckily so it's kind of good i read that it took a long time to get rob de niro on board for this like you know there like parker was talking to him and he's like here's the script and shit and then de niro kept asking him like a million questions and shit. he said took him like six months to get him on board just to shoot his scenes i'm like what the fuck they, they, like, they were gonna get jack nicholson instead yeah jack no, they nicholson. wanted jack nicholson for the main for, guy for the angel oh, part. was it the main for the, guy for angel it was rob de Niro's yeah. Part. yeah but no, I heard the story on that podcast. They told it. I don't want to do it verbatim, but they basically said that they had uh, Alan Parker and his DP had this shorthand where every time an actor overacted, they said, take it back, Jim, to themselves. And it was an inside joke. And De Niro was like, what was that? What were we saying? What, come here. What, what's that mean? And he called on. They're like, oh, and he's like, you got a problem with my acting. You come to me. <laughs> he was Shut up. He's like, come over here. What, what were you doing? <clears throat> and then I guess that's why Mickey Rourke doesn't like De Niro because he said he's a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's what they told. But they even to say that, that De Niro's overacting in that really. role would be was kind of crazy. Like, I mean, how much was he hamming it up then? He you was know? perfect, though, man. I he thought was he was perfect. great. He was very menacing. Like, he's just he delivers better, everything with such ease. Way better devil than Al Pacino. Yeah, I, I love the religious aspects of the film too. You know, where that he just asks him, "Are you religious?" and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You're an atheist. Yeah, super neat. Even the fucking egg scene. <laughs> Because it, it goes back to chickens again, where he's just cracking the egg and stuff. He hates it. Yeah. yeah. There's one point here that confused me. Because, yeah, that's good you know, symbolism the, the, right there, the, actually, with the egg. The father, yeah. the father, at the end, he's like, and we took Harry and we killed him. We took his soul. But then before he could change over, he went to war and got hurt. And it's like, yes, but why would he look like Harry if before he could change over, he went to war? You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. That confused me. Because he should still look like Johnny Favor. just confused right? me. Because at the end, he says that whole big elaborate story that they picked up a spoilers, guys. They picked up a soldier off the street to perform the the ritual, and they they did all these things and cut up his body and took out his heart. But then I thought he was supposed to – so basically they killed Harold Harry Angel, and and then Johnny Favorite got drafted to war. Now, at that point, am I to understand that Johnny Favorite already had looked like Harry Angel, or was it vice versa? Because Harry Angel had already gone to war too. I'm not – you know what I mean? Because they said he was a soldier. Yeah. Unless yeah. Johnny, unless he was referring to Johnny Favorite as Harold Angel getting drafted to war, but he got, you know what I mean? It was confusing how they put that. So it doesn't really mm-hmm. make any sense how fucking Johnny Favorite looked like Harold Angel, Harry Angel, unless he had looked like Harry Angel when he was drafted again. Because he, I don't know. You see what I mean? No. I mean, there was that whole angle. <laughs> you have that to they, listen to how we explained it. Yeah, see, I, the way you're doing is a little bit more. Ex- it. It's a little bit more confusing, but I mean, it comes down to the whole plastic surgery thing. So I'm, I now I'm. You got me confused. 
So like I completely. guess Johnny Favor got drafted, but it's, his soul was he was hidden somewhere. But he still would look like Johnny. It didn't make any sense because they took Harry Angel, which was Mickey Rourke, and killed him, so they could get his body so he could hide his soul from the devil. Yeah, but then yeah. they said he yeah. got drafted to war. Yeah, and then he gets so hurt. He, there gets fucked up, yeah. and then they has the plastic surgery. Yeah, he had the plastic surgery. Well, then. I so think it works because we don't know what Johnny Favorite looks like. Well, no. that's kind of what I was going to say. We actually don't know what he looked like. So but Johnny it kind of couldn't have looked anything like Harry <clears throat> Angel because no, they prob- were recognized him right away. Probably yeah, he's not. White, he's black, probably. Why? They, well, maybe no, not. They hit the Johnny look, Favorite. I guess, with the with the surgery and shit. So yeah, I mean, they paid big money to cover it up, Johnny right? Favorite black. He looks white. I think. Well, Ooh. you would assume he's white because. The, the daughters show. like mix sort of. Yeah, oh, daughters so. definitely. All right. Okay. <laughs> no, but that doesn't make any like. Well, no, it, because it, her mom. The her way mom, he says her mom was black. Sense. Her mom was black. Yeah. Johnny was white. So she's right. supposed. So she's supposed to be mixed. Yeah, right? mixed. She, she yeah. just. She just basically took more of her mother's color. Right. Yeah, Johnny. Because I mean, Lisa, Lisa, Lisa Benet, I mean, she looks a little bit more black than white for sure. I mean, she's not actually mixed in real life, but I think that's kind of what they're Is she? For. I don't know. I she don't might know. be. She's pretty light skinned. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of black people that are really light skinned that aren't, you know, mixed. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. She, I thought she looked actually like she might have been mixed. The kid defi- the, like they her. definitely got it's a crazy. kid that was mixed for sure. Because her her kid looked like fucking pretty much white. It was kind of funny. But did you guys do you guys explain how do you explain that happened? How that old man explained it was just confusing and to the point where you don't know necessarily. I, where I'm confused looked. by what you're. I, I don't. I'm just confused. go back and listen to the speech that the old man gives about the story. And before he gets his face, Johnny favorite to took uh, Angel's he, he heart. Yes. Okay, but what does that mean? Does that mean he took his body? Does that mean we he don't took know? His... I don't know exactly. So that's because why because he had to hide his soul somewhere. Right. But then they said he got drafted before he could make it work. You what see what that? I mean? What is that work? means he got drafted to war and he got yeah. But what is work before it worked? It did work. That's what all the hell they talked no, about. He said before he could figure everything out. That's all he said. Yeah, probably before figure out work out the details. Keep your fucking head. No, before he got out of it is what he basically said. But see, I can't – I don't know what he meant by it. And here's where I lose the I think details he's mean that. on Johnny Favorite, what he looked like when he went to war because he did get plastic surgery at the time. I just need to know what body – did Johnny Favorite go into Harry Angel's body or no? No, I And think it's all it his takes soul. was a heart ritual to take his soul into his mm-hmm. body. So it was two souls in the body. Yeah. So he could hide from the devil that way, but that doesn't make any sense. You're I don't think he, hide did from he the really devil. hide from the devil though. He lost his soul. He sold no, he his soul had to the devil. Well, no, he sold his soul to the devil. So he wanted a hairy angel's soul. That's what it was. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. Okay, That's okay. what he wants. Yes. Okay. Right. Because My he. Bad. I was mistaken. I was thinking he was stealing his body to hide from the devil. No. No. Not at all. No. He, he, wanted, to, no, he, wants, he wanted to sell his soul for the stardom, but then he didn't actually yeah. really want to lose his soul. So that's what he wanted yeah, to retain. Do, right. Like I mean, so he actually I, stole Harry Angel's devil. Yes. I want to at yeah. the time, but then afterwards, when it comes, yeah, time you were to confusing camp, the like, shit out of me when you were explaining. I'm like, no, that's. But that's still weird because Harry Angel and Johnny Favorite are both still in there, but he Johnny Favorite's soul. But that's why he wants to. That's why he wants his. He wants his collection, you know. But he should have 
Johnny Favorite's soul. So why is he looking for Johnny Favorite's soul? See what I mean? It's weird. It does. It still doesn't make any obviously logical sense. sense. So explain to me exactly what happened then. I just. What do you mean? Explain it. <laughs> he Tell he me if- he he took jo- Johnny Favorite took dude's soul, Angel's soul, right? The devil. The, so the devil's like, where the hell's my? Where the hell's Johnny Favorite's soul? Yeah, where was it? It's in it's in the same body as uh, Angel. Yes. Okay. He's Johnny's favorite. Yeah. He just doesn't he, know it at the time. Yeah. No, and what they mean what they mean by he's Johnny Dave Johnny Dangerous is that he got a head injury in the war. Ex- exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. he got a head injury, so he doesn't remember that he's Johnny. Then they favorite. got the facial reconstruction. Right. That's which right. Which is also what happened at Johnny Handsome, which also stars Mickey Rourke, which is weird. <laughs> but no that's just it, it's just strange there I it, was it is like the they explain it really fast and you're like what <laughs> he's like going like because i was like you're well it, may, it makes perfect sense when you watch it like here. but yeah but yeah it is strange that uh, it's it's got to be so weird that he was must have been wandering through the streets at one point not knowing who the fuck he was because mickey works says his life is very vague too mm-hmm. yeah but don't do you don't you think that the devil knows that it's he does. He, he does it the whole time. He basically uses him to kill a bunch of people so he can get more souls, I think. That's exactly right. what he, he's doing, man. He's he using the physicality to, of him to he's fucking... manipulating them all. To, to great, because otherwise, I mean, we don't have a movie. I mean, he, if he calls him there, the devil just takes it back right there. Right? So he's obviously right. manipulating him into doing but something. Has to know. The, the devil's a fucker, too. He wants to play this long game. But he also like, wants to know. He wants him to know. He right. wants him to know and learn and he, discover what he is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He wants him to go through the misery of it and find out yeah, the hard way. He wants him to discover who he is. He has to find his exactly. soul within him body before the devil can take it. Exactly. Regardless. Or maybe. Maybe. That's that's a little common. Yeah, movie's great. I, I think so. I mean, why else would he have him go through the journey? He has to have him discover himself I think, and find that evil within him. So that's why he's always looking in the mirror. He hates himself. Deep down inside, he knows Johnny Favorite's inside of him, too. I think he's basically kind of torturing him because of what he's kind of put him through. You know, or yeah, just for kind of fucking him over in the first place. It's like, hey man, you didn't pay your debt right away. I'm gonna make you go through a living hell, and I'm gonna I'm gonna retain a bunch of these souls and all these people, and should gain the power off that. And then you're gonna find out the hard way, which essentially well, does. What What's the worst hell is finding out that you're a piece of shit and you didn't even know it. Exactly. But so you find out what's inside <laughs> right? of you, what you're capable of. Have you ever done something so horrible? Like I can't believe I just did that. This is times. A it's million. so anticlimactic you that you're a monster. You're actually a killer. Yeah, it's so anticlimactic if you just call him to the you know your workplace yeah. and being like, "Hey, man, this is who you are." Yeah. You're Plus, right? we know that ain't how set him through a worked. journey. Set him through a journey. Kill all these people. Like Toots, it kind of sucks. Toots was cool, man. You know that was nah, kind of really shit. fuck Toots. Toots, he helped them kill that guy. He helped them kill Harry Angel. They all deserve to die. No, I mean just the, his plan and shit. I like those old fucking jazz guys. No, shit. he was a great actor character, but yeah. Toots also had to go. Oh, for sure, yeah, for sure. No, he was a piece of shit, for sure. But yeah, except I like, I like how it was this big, like backstory. I, I just like how they were all connected and stuff like that, and they all moved on and tried to do something yeah. different. But it always c- catches back up with you. Oh yeah, the way the story is told, it's great. 
It's fantastic. Yeah. Man. Really, really good. Anybody stuff. related had to go out. They had to race the trail. The devil had yeah, to race like the final trail. destination. Dude, the one part in the film that actually made me laugh out loud was the scene where they're in the, the horse stable and the dudes come flying in and he shoots that fucking horse and it falls on Harry. I was like, dude, if a fucking horse fell on you like that, man, you would not be getting out of that. Break <laughs> like, your leg. It, it just fucking lands right on his lower half of the body. And I was like, no way. No way. Your legs yeah. are fucking done, dude. The fucking dog gets booted, too. That was oh, great. That, that's hilarious. You don't even get to see. You just hear the fucking. Oh, you see it. <laughs> oh, you do, see you, it fly. do you actually yeah. do? Yeah, you see a fly grow. Oh, shit. Maybe I just kind of missed that. But yeah, the, the horse goes or the dog goes around and gets fucking booted. Uh, I hilarious. hate it. At that point, I hated that dog. Well, fuck, man. Jesus little vicious little motherfucker for sure this is a great movie yeah great. great and mickey rourke's probably one of his best it's his best performance i've ever seen that's exactly what i have written down i literally have that written down i'm like this is probably the best performance i've ever seen mickey rourke do it's really what good. about didn't you do that one movie the wrestler or something yeah, yeah. they love that the wrestler's good, good yeah. in sin city too i've never yeah. seen sin city man yep damn now you might have missed your point in, in time on that one yeah. i don't know i've never seen the sequel actually it's not great. Sequel's not no. great. Yeah. A dame to kill for. It's too yep. cheap looking in comparison. Mm-hmm. Feels forced. Feels like a fucking direct-to-video movie. Yeah. Like Machete It Kills. is. Isn't it? But the sequel? It sure felt like it. Yeah. Okay. I feel so... like all of Rodriguez's sequels feel like that. I feel like Rodriguez has turned into a direct-to-video director. What do you mean? Spy Kids 3 was fucking well, awesome, he did, dude. Uh, what did he do? Um, Alita. That did Alita. horrible. Alita? Alita did awesome. It did awesome? I thought Alita it did, Battle I thought it Angel? Bombed. Yeah, no didn't way. it bomb? No, it made like $400 million. That's good on him. He needed that. He made all his loot from the Spy Kid movies, though. Hey. Alita Bad, Battle Angel made $404 million. Yeah. Money all spends the same moves. It was a $200 million budget, though. Yeah, right. So, what, 400 on advertising? <laughs> See, uh, last week Jeremy would have said that was a huge flop that didn't perform as well as it should have. Yeah, you're now inconsistent. Now it's a hit. That one, <laughs> I'm just, I, that I'm one, that one achieved better than I thought it would. Yeah. Anyways, I think this movie's great. And the what more you think about it, you know what kind of sums up the whole fucking Harry Angel character, man, is when he gets on the bus. I think it's, I think it's in New York when he gets on the bus. And he, he sits in the section that's just for the colored people. He no, that's right. New Orleans. Oh, is it New Orleans? That's, okay. It's a tro- trolley thing. I didn't even notice that part when he does that. Yeah, I'm just like, that kind of sums up his character yeah. in a nutshell it right says, there. says, uh, for colored patrons only. Yeah. I, oh, yeah, you're right. It is in New Orleans. That's right. Okay. Yeah, because he's following uh, that's right. yeah, my favorite's chick. I remember the part now. Yeah. But I thought that was kind of interesting. Ratings? Jeremy, go first. Uh, nine out of ten. Dave, I was gonna give it eight and a half, but I could probably give it a nine too. JP loved it. Uh, it was fantastic. Um, don't really have many issues with it at all. Uh, I see on a rewatch, I could even go higher, but uh, I was actually at a nine as well. That's actually what I'm at too. Nine, just so many great elements in this man. Great acting. Love the noir, the whole the whole feel. Nope. It no, it's not Hall of Fame, JP. It's twenty. I know. It's twenty-seven. Then why'd you say it? <clears throat> because I always think twenty-seven's Hall of Fame. Yeah. So then, why when I said no, are you like I know? Why? why because of it's such a joke. It's a running joke that I always think twenty-seven's a Hall of Fame. But it's not planet. a joke if nobody laughs. Of course, you would still think that. We've only been doing the show for seven and a half years. Yeah. Just like just like when we do the drawing, he's like, "Man, I hope we don't get 97. 
good one. <laughs> Coming in at a nine point five. Man, that one just missed. The, that's crazy. <clears throat> I thought maybe I was going to be the highest on that, but nines all around. All right, so that is Angel Heart from 1987. Think you've seen it all? Think again. There's a new drug on the streets turning average people into savage monsters. All right, so moving along into the second bonus review, this is another Patreon pick coming from our homeboy, Ratchet Command. Uh, it is a film from 2016 directed by our good friend Todd Sheets, and it is called Dreaming Purple Neon. Quick little synopsis. A drug called Purple Neon. Okay. A drug called Purple Neon. Oh, when people abuse it becomes susceptible to a demon queen's demands. Good concept. Actually, the concept uh, is actually really good. I actually really like this idea. I mean, so really, the music. The music's great, too. Yeah, the music is Whenever all. Actually, I watch indie movies, I always think to myself, why do they always have people when they're naked that you don't want to see naked in this movie? Because once you're not supposed to want to see them naked. Aaron, or I just I just about called you Aaron. That's fucking hilarious. Jeremy. Yeah, it's it's some chick part of a cult kind of thing. And like, like, did you want to see really the people matter. at the end of Hereditary naked or, or Midsommar? Dude, it's not like I wanted to see those naked dudes with penises. <laughs> I, just, well, I mean, it, I mean the, the main demon chick is fine looking. And, and anyways, whole, like, yeah, yeah. a lot of people are just normal people. That's and that whole thing. scene, I just think, like, they went down to a local haunted house, and they're like, can we shoot here? And they're like, sure, because it feels like <clears> it's, like, all the things that you see. Is. It's all the things that you would see in a haunted house, like somebody locked behind a cage and somebody eating somebody's organs and all this <clears> other <throat> shit that you would normally see at a haunted house. This whole movie's fucking – it's better than Clownado. I'll give it credit. But <laughs> Well, you know what, man? I think this movie actually has a pretty good idea. I mean this – again. Like I man, said, the concept's good. The concept is actually really good, man. But the execution is just very typical Todd Sheets as of late. And Jeremy brought up Clownado, which was the biggest problem I had with that film. I actually kind of enjoyed it. It's a retarded movie, but it's it's too long. This movie needs a great edit. I mean, it runs about a hundred minutes. Cut it out. runs about 107 minutes uh, before the credits <laughs> start is about a hundred minutes, but this movie should be 75 to 80 minutes long. It's 150. It's, it's, it's almost two hours long. Yeah. 50. Yeah. 107. It's whatever. 148. Yeah. So 108 it's minutes, 108. Mine was 150. Mine was 148. Weird. I do have the physical D, uh, DVD anyways, but I have the Blu-ray. So, um yeah that's weird that's weird because i think it's the same cut but anyways yeah but that's the thing with this movie man it's like it takes a little bit to get going there's a couple scenes in the middle of the film that just go on and on and on but you know as much as i love splatter films and gore films and shit this one like you know a lot of the running time is just crazy fucking splatter and gore and shit like that and over over you know over almost a two-hour span it gets a little bit old and stuff i mean you can get to the point a lot faster in this but um you know again it's an indie film. I'm not going to talk about the acting because we all know in these indie type films, the acting is very hit and miss. And honestly, I don't think hit the acting. Hit or miss. It's all, it's all miss. I don't know. Nah, there's well, some, there's the, some the, the black I honestly really don't think. Funny. Yeah, the black guys are all right. I honestly don't think. Actually, the, um, Tyrone in this film, he reminds me of Bunk from The Wire completely. The he tall looks, guy or the shorter one? The shorter guy. Okay, he was, yeah. Tyrone was the guy. Yeah, not the not the taller guy, but Tyrone kind of reminds me of Bunk from The Wire, man. His fucking he just sounds and looks just like him. He just kind of comes off as Bunk, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely the typical indie issues in this movie. But overall, I mean, I actually really enjoy this, man. I just wish it had a fucking better edit, dude. It's so frustrating. The movie opens up, you know, with this you know really great music um, from Dance the, of the, the Dead. Guy did the music used to do um, 
Tim Ritter stuff too. The Asian guy that. Oh yeah, I think he did some Tim Ritter shit too. Yeah, there's a bunch of really good artists and stuff that worked on this, but uh, yeah, Dance of the Dead opens up. That's just the opening credits. Actually, that song I even own that song that's that's playing, but it doesn't actually fully kick in before the credits end. Uh, but the score's uh, a lot like Fabio Frizzi stuff. The room, for and sure. I think Fabio Frizzi actually worked on one of Todd Sheets' movies. I don't think it was this one though. No, it's, his it, previous it, effort, House of Forbidden Secrets, I think is a lot better. Oh yeah, that movie actually is a lot better than that one. It, it's I think that's I his best. I don't think it, is it too long like this one. No, I don't think it is actually. I think it, it might be a little bit longer, but it doesn't overstate. Well longer than this? No, longer no, than not. average. Yeah, it's oh, it's it's not as long as this one. Just put it that way. But all right. Um, so basically, what we have in this film, we've got our our character Cat. She's you know working for these essentially these drug dealers and shit. Finishes work one night, decides to steal his purple neon and pick up her friend at this dentist office. And of course, that was dumb. And, and that was and so too, stupid. She and said she was going to take it to the police, but she got scared. Yeah, so she got scared. She goes so she to the dentist's office. Of course, why can't Tyrone, you just tell the police where it is? Yeah, I, I gotta take it because they have to have a search warrant, probably. Because honestly, you can't call cops and just say they, you this can, guy if has you say drugs somebody in his house. Killed, somebody killed somebody in a room. Then you could, I wouldn't then do you that, could, man. For sure. Yeah. So, of course, Tyrone and Ray Ray um, partners they find <laughs> out where she's going, or that she's obviously taking the drugs and uh, where where she's going and stuff. Because she had told that she was going to pick up her friend Denise at this dentist's office. They track him down, and you know they some shit happens in there. They end up in the basement of this building, which I think is just still the most bizarre part of the whole, the, the whole narrative that this whole cult and all this shit's happening down in this apparently labyrinth of a fucking basement because nobody yeah, can like find their way house. out of here. It's just absolutely insane that this basement this is that much of a labyrinth. Hell open. It was a gate of hell opening up there. They were trapped. They said the basement was, no longer looked sick. like it did. Yeah. But I mean, he, it doesn't look like it used to. So yeah, I know, but like, come on, man. I mean, there's still, yeah, would have been, you know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah. uh, anyways, they end up down in this basement, and of course, how, how you know, do you find? How they find him at the dentist? Because they, she had mentioned they that she was going to pick her. up her friend Denise yeah, yeah, after yeah. work, and and, and right. Tyrone and Ray Ray were like, "Well, obviously she's going to pick up her friend Denise. We'll find her there," kind of thing. They do mention it in the dialogue, but like they would they think do. she's still going to the dentist after. Yeah, she's still right. Going that's fucking yeah, stupid that's too. Yeah. Um, also, the horrible scene. Sorry, well, you finished the plot first. So, anyways, the, basically, what's happening downstairs is. Uh, um, they actually the, the, the purple neon is actually kind of cool so the purple neon drug that they're selling on the streets actually comes from the veins of demons and that what they're sweet. and what they're using it for um probably the most they're, creative they're, aspect of the movie yeah they're selling it on the streets so so basically everybody that's used this drug has become a vessel for this queen demon that's about to be reborn so when she's reborn and gains a bunch of power by gaining souls and stuff she get, when she gains her full strength she can control these people out in the real world and use them to basically ravage the whole world and shit like that so the core narrative is actually really creative um and then it just basically turns into an entire splatter film there's so much blood and gore in this it's actually kind of nauseating after a while especially when you see guys getting their intestines ripped out of their fucking assholes and shit and (laughs) and girls basically puking out their pussies and giving birth and it gets real nasty and shit man but if you've ever seen a todd sheets movie you know pretty much what you're getting yourself into but well as i've stated before these movies aren't really for me per se you know, I I respect yeah. the the low budget amateur filmmakers. I respect what they do, but I'm all about you know the the more sophisticated filming styles than what are in these movies. So, right away watching it, you automatically know that I'm probably not going to enjoy it too much because I just don't like these kind of movies. And once again, it was true. 
I mean, I I think you'll be surprised when I what rating I give it. I think it's like I said, better than Clownado and Dick Shark and some of these other shitty movies that Todd Cheese can't watch. be well, compared to Well, no, Todd Cheese is actually a legitimate filmmaker. But I mean, you got to look at Ray ambition, be- and he tries, and he has a lot of love for the genre. There's a lot of guys that you, don't. So you can like, always I'll rate Todd Cheese higher because I can tell he cares. Oh, and you know he's been doing it so long; he's been around the whole yeah. way and stuff. But you can tell a filmmaker when he has actually ambition for a project when they have a really yeah. great opening, you know, establishing shot. Like this is a great, really, uh, really great moving shot in the beginning of the film and stuff. And I'm like, right there. You all, you obviously know this guy's fucking trying because anybody, you're never going to see an establishing shot like that in a Bill Sabub movie ever. No. It's just not going to fucking happen. Detriment the- to this movie. The biggest yeah. detriment to this movie is Todd Sheets is about the nicest guy you'd ever meet. No, yeah. I met him a couple before. He's super nice. But the thing is, he has a lot of extras and non-actors in his movies. Yeah. So, yeah. like, their cameo scene, they're in the movie for two seconds, and they'll be in the background, but he'll give them a 30-second scene for no fucking reason where they'll be like, I'll see you guys later, and it just stop. The camera stops on them. If you were to cut out all 30 of those 30-second yeah. scenes, you just save yourself 15 fucking minutes, and he does it every time. Like, the scene where the guy comes in and buys the horror movies. Cut it. It's gone. Uh, That's it. because it's I can gone. see Todd Sheets the way he... He just wants to give them t- screen time because yeah. they yeah. did him a favor. Exactly. I can totally see how that conversation goes. It's like, hey, man, you know, if you come do me this favor and stuff, I'll put you on screen for a little bit and blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, you're still making a film here. I think one of the most nauseating scenes in the film that runs like way too fucking long is the scene where um, I guess it's Ray Ray. Yeah, because Tyrone at this at this moment's already had a huge drill up his pooper and his balls or whatever the fuck <laughs> happened to Tyrone. But anyways, Ray Ray is all pissed off and he's confronting the group of people that have kind of gotten away cat and all the friends and stuff. And they're like, why didn't you save Tyrone? And they're like, that's uh, my favorite scene of the movie. Dude, that thing goes on for like, I think I counted so like nine, though, nine minutes like, of them trying really to that nice of a guy. And he's like, yeah, but he would have killed you if he if he really wanted to. And he's like, so still, we're not going to save him, though. But it goes on <laughs> just, and on. They should have like, just told him he was already dead. He was so that, fucked that, up. He wasn't that, going. That's nowhere. the whole point of the scene. It's like they could have just been like, "No, nah, man, uh, Tyrone was really fucked up. He has no balls and dick anymore, and he had a you know a huge drill up his asshole. <laughs> so he's not coming in with us anymore." But it just keeps going back and forth, back and forth. Like, why didn't I you save it. him? It's like, that's oh my god, dude. no, that scene is not. It's, 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 so, it's the funniest. It's, it's the so only frustrating. Part I laughed at. It's so frustrating to watch because it's it's like going into the third act and everything's kind of getting crazy, and you're like, "What the fuck? Like, move this along here, man. This is crazy." I, that part is so annoying. Oh, dude, I I thought it was just really funny. I thought that was like the best acting in the movie. <laughs> oh, for for people that get mad when there's like regular people nude in a movie, do they like take all their mirrors out of their house so they don't have to see themselves naked when they get out of the shower? <laughs> I'm Pro- just curious. I'm just possibly. No, like I'm just saying. Like a lot of people are like, oh, it's so gross. It's like, yes, like, JP, we get it. I'm ugly and I don't like to look myself know. naked in the mirror. We get it, JP. Well, honestly, you've only you've only said ugly and hideous about eight times in this episode. We understand. When? When? What other time? I don't know how you look naked, Jeremy. I was just saying that there's a lot of people that go out there, like 400, 500 pound guys, and they're like, these women are ugly. It's like, dude. Shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. I, I'm, I mean, you, Dave, have talked about that. I can't I don't like stand it. Man. I don't like it. When, when Honestly, I see these dudes who are hideous and 300 pounds, like talking shit on like you know a, a woman that's, uh, let's be honest, you would have sex with like nine times out of like <laughs> ten times out of ten. Dude, like, it takes get the fuck out of here, dude, like that. And a lot of them were wearing masks because you know they didn't want their face on there. They're doing dude a favor. They didn't want to fucking be standing there naked. It's awkward as fuck to stand there naked mm-hmm. with eighteen you other dudes. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're fucking not. Actually, like, Dave would know per- firsthand like, oh, how man. awkward it is to stand there naked because man, you've right. been naked in a bunch of movies. But I don't care now because I've done it a bunch of times. But it can be awkward, especially the right. first time. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I, in general, that's one thing that I never really critique is, is I think, people's I, that's physical pro- appearances. That's probably why they had the masks on them in the – maybe they, someone mentioned something like, hey, I'm not really too – I fucking- think the one big dude was actually – the tall guy was actually the one actor with the fro. But that's why he was covering his junk. I, I almost actually give been. people more credit for using regular people that's not supposed to be sexually attract. Like you're not like that scene. You're not supposed to be checking. Some the people might, but that's like how most that. people would be in a cult. They would just be average Joes. These guys were that, like addicted. That's to exactly a drug. why I have no problem with that because exactly what I was, what I have written. Down, it's like They're it's literally real sizes. people. Yeah. I mean, if you had Doesn't fucking want to see him naked. nine fucking Doesn't Playboy matter. bunnies standing there, I'm like, there's no fucking way that you got nine Playboy bunnies to go and join that cult. That's bullshit. That's not realistic, man. <laughs> I mean, you also don't yeah. got to jerk off to it, Jeremy. Yeah, like some people might jerk off to it. You don't got to jerk off to what, it. What is? What, why don't you like? What like? What is it about it that it like makes you see, Jeremy? Like, I don't even understand <laughs> where you're coming from here. Is because like, do you even know what you like? Like you talk about her pot belly and shit. I mean, a lot. Of, some people find that pot belly a little bit attractive on girls and shit. It doesn't mean they're fat and fucking disgusting and shit like that. Pot bellies mm-hmm. are kind of cool and stuff. I mean, I mean, honestly, dude, you haven't had that much experience with women, so do you know what exactly what you like? <laughs> you I mean, go. I can just picture you going, "Oh man, I'm, that girl's I'm not got a pot to belly." Jeremy on that. I'm not. I, I just mean like a lot of people say that, and I understand like. But this one wasn't even sexualized. A lot of them, and I mean, also the it wasn't at all. The main demon lady in this movie, I think she's like a dancer and she's popular and stuff. So it's just like she obviously is attractive to a lot of people. I didn't find her dis- unattractive. I'm just saying it's it just it's really when, kind when of a, say, a, kind of a, a sour you, point to rate a judge a movie on people's attractiveness. And I'm not. I just said I don't want to see him naked. Is okay, all. but like, what is, movie. what's the reason that like you don't want to see them naked or like that you care to, um, enough to not want to see them naked or care enough to mention it? Because I didn't find them attractive. So you think that the only purpose of seeing someone naked is is physical attraction? Then I mean, hereditary is not that. <laughs> Nor is Lord no. of Salem. They're yeah, just everybody's I, naked. I'm not all like I I get what you're saying because that is in horror a lot of times you know you see people naked because it's like you know boobs and ass like that's the thing slasher films especially but. Um, I don't think it's all about that. It doesn't matter. Like, I, I, it, it, it's not a big deal to see someone naked to me. You know what I mean? It's Either. like, I don't care. It's just like, that's no, just... especially in that sit in that setting or situation, right? These are, it's not sexualized at all. They're naked in cults. And that's just what a lot of cults seem to do. They seem to be naked with masks and shit. I mean, it seemed, I mean, realistic quoting quote, I'm doing the finger thing right now, but I mean, it seemed natural to me, you know, again, I, it, I have it no problem. Be different. If it was a movie that was just constantly like fetishizing or like somebody that you were not, not attracted to and it was like almost like a softcore movie and it was mm-hmm. there you know what's to a great example. stimulate you sexually and you're just like, I'm not interested in this. You know what I mean? That's like, that's how I feel. I've seen a few indie films like that where the I, women are like, you know, 40 I, and I, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, just not. I and, have and an issue. supposed to be sexually like. Scenes. I don't mind it. Honestly, I, I, I give either. props to anybody. It doesn't bother me. But I mean, I can understand why someone would be like, if they're watching a porno, you don't go to a porn and watch a porno for somebody you're not attracted to, usually. I and if you're watching a movie for that reason, then. With a lot of the sleazebox movies, sleazebox movies, because, the, you know, they are sexualizing some of these women and they're so ugly. I'm not going to lie. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Some, come of them, on some of them aren't ugly. Dudes, but some of them are and they're being sexualized. And it's like, oh, my God, dude, I'm just like, but that's just my preference, though, too. I'm just not attracted uh, I, yeah. to some of I know, that, too. I know those people, but some of those movies are more like, I would say they're almost softcore. Oh, movies. for sure, for sure. I'm just, so, I, was, I, was, I was just thinking So I guess myself. the point, if you're watching a softcore movie, you're watching it a lot of times for the nudity. 
So yeah. therefore, if the person is not attractive, it's not your thing. Because if not, you know so what I mean? That Jer- makes a little bit more sense. Jeremy too, probably. I, yeah, I just never. Jeremy I don't honestly bring it up. probably wouldn't be loving the new uh, Dustin Mills film then. <laughs> I don't. I know all those people personally, so like, it's weird for me when like people start judging people's body. I just don't like it. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm with. I'm 100 with you. I, I've never been a fan myself. Yeah. I, just I don't care it's... if people make fun of me if they're like, "Oh, your dick looks weird," or "You fucking are flabby right there." I'm like, I don't give a fuck, man. You know, I no, got no, I'm dick. just saying. I don't know what based on what Jeremy I doesn't. I don't care when people make fun of me. You know what I mean? It doesn't bother me. I just don't like when people make fun of. It just. I don't know. It's, it's it also, I'm not making fun of them. I just said I don't want to see them naked. Is I'm not making fun of them. Yeah, and I was just saying like based that. on what his preference is, I was just saying some of the girls in that is like, you know, whatever. Actually, I found a lot of those girls actually pretty attractive, to be honest. It's a fun thing. I know what you mean. I know. It's just this, it's a thing that people always bring up. But like, I, I know people like, don't be an actor if you're sensitive. And I, I like I said, I don't really get bothered by anything anybody says because I don't really give a fuck what people think of me for oh, the most like part. Me unless too, you're my friend, unless you're my friend. But... Like a lot of people, man, that will fucking put people put them down, man. They won't want to do nothing ever again. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, only you know. Do you know what I love about indie films is like, you know, when you have a dentist that kind of looks like the guitar player from Bad Religion. You know, this guy's got like <laughs> sleeves of fucking <laughs> tattoos. tattoos. It's so like weird to me. I would love to go to the My dentist's office. My favorite part is that they didn't take off the real dentist's office that they were using in the background. Like they left his name on the fucking door, and you see it like eight oh, times. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I didn't know No, it's not the dentist's name. It's like the real guy who owns that. <laughs> oh, I would have just named my character that dentist's name. Right? Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking yeah, hilarious. It's <laughs> fucking He's hilarious, man. I didn't. Yeah, I had all the tattoos, but he talked really soft, like a school teacher at the same. I think that was the joke, kind of. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, anything else? Any anybody no. talk about the <laughs> anything you guys liked or everyone no. just hated the movie a lot? I no, I, I didn't hate it. Like I said, there's a lot of ambition. There's a lot of like fighting stuff, and I kind of like the main cult bad guy. He kind of he's fun. Yeah, and it has he, good gore. His delivery is awesome horrible. in it, man. I, I would say that the gore isn't good. I, I would say I that think it's... the gore is great either. There was somebody online that said. uh Usually his gore is better, I think. Yeah, but no. they said there's two different types of gore: gore that shows like just the after effect, and gore that actually shows the penetration, like the knife going in the eye or something. There's none of that. It's all like post effect and guts falling. Yeah, out it's of just gore. people holding bloody um, stuff. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of it. Though. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's gross. I, I don't really take it all that serious and shit. I mean, I mean, when you watch a dude get his fucking intestines ripped out of his asshole and shit, I'm just like, ah, it's fucking amazing, you know. It's, it's nasty, fun, but yeah. It's it, gory, and but it's not like top tier effects. But it's no, a lot. there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. It does get it. Like I said before, though, it, it almost overstays its welcome too, because there's so much blood and goriness, and just like by the end of the film, we're like, oh my god, finally, it's finally over. Jesus, like I love my my gory films, my splatter films and shit. If they're a little bit shorter, you know, this one again, yeah. eighty minutes would have been great. 75, 80 minutes, you know, but. Not yeah, but you know, the, for me, one of the biggest things for myself, man, when I watch these movies is like the first thing I notice is music, right? And the music throughout the whole thing is just so good. It really just kind of keeps me got in the all whole those film, stingers so. from like the beyond, like boom. Yeah, man, it's got lots of good shit like that. Kind of makes or breaks a lot of movies for me, man. Like sometimes when you hear movie, actually, we'll talk about this when we get to our next movie. What we're talking about, um, that's actually a great example of shit that's completely irritating, nauseating, and fucking bullshit that ruins <laughs> shit more than every. Oh my god, it's so bad. Yeah, but I this mean, I hate stock music too. Unless it's oh, really dude, well, you know well, what I mean, man. Like Romero uses it really well, but some people don't. 
Exactly. You got to find the right type of shit. But this is great because this is, you know, some, you know, stuff that was done for it. And you got bigger groups like Dance of the Dead and shit, which is an amazing synth group. Soundtrack's Um, the best part of the movie, the score and the soundtrack. Yeah. Well, the actual concept of the movie is pretty cool. Yeah, the concept. It's a lot like Ozone where they sell the drugs. Reminded me of John dies at the end a little bit with the drug thing. Mm -hmm. And also reminded me of the um, what's the one one that came out? The Void, kind of. With the cult, but obviously not on that level. Yeah, no, the Void well, was great. None of man. the movies we mentioned are, is its own that level. Well, Angel Heart's better than the Void by a lot, I'd say. Yes, I would agree. <laughs> I love the Void. Actually, I've watched fucking Void a few times now. I love that shit, man. Void's effects are some of the best I've seen in a long time. I like oh. the style and atmosphere. Characters are weird. They don't make any sense, but hey, it's still good. Ratings. Uh, Dave, you're first. Uh, five point five out of ten. Um, I don't know, man. The, the, Just give it your I, three I, and move on. It, it, what? Just give it your three and move on. Just be honest. Be honest, JP. Yeah, no, I'm being honest. Uh, but for me, it, it really does come down to the length. I mean, it's just, it's mean. It's mean to make your movie that's not that good this long. I just, I know Stop that. Stop being you disrespectful about, with your blanks. Uh, Todd, you know, Todd Sheets it makes sense you know you want to put everybody in your movie and stuff but keep in mind you know other people got to watch this thing so for me it's if i I almost feel like i don't know i i I just think that it fucking sucks when they do that it i don't like it and uh i think if this movie was 70 minutes i probably would have enjoyed it a lot more because like i said there were parts that i did like especially the scene that moods hated that went on so long that was my favorite scene in the movie i don't understand what's uh, to like about that it's just nauseous it's funny, it's, it's, it's funny that it, here that what they're saying to each other is actually funny it's, it's, it's not funny, funny. that's it, actually the point of it it's not no, funny at all because they're like having this discuss this disgraceful argument debate on like why he didn't save this drug dealer's yeah, life they could have just said yo this. he's fucked up let's go or else we're gonna die let's move this yeah, along but that takes away from the funny because it's funny because they're in this serious situation they spend all this time talking about this thing it's supposed to be funny but it wasn't uh, it funny. was written That's as the fucking a, point. it was written as comedy and I think, uh, I think JP may be right and just didn't no, no, no. I, I know that it was supposed to be a comic relief in there, but it's not fucking funny. It's nauseating. <laughs> I thought it was really funny because it, it's like, it's like, why would they save him? No, and I get like, completely what they're doing. Boy, so he's trying to be like, because man, he could have killed you if you wanted. And he's like, yeah, but that still doesn't matter. He waved guns at us. Like, we're not going to say it. I, I just thought it was a, a funny part in the movie. It was nine minutes. Um, I'll never get back. But <laughs> moods was right though. Um, I'm giving it a three. What the? F- are you serious? Okay, that's crazy. Yeah, it's su- it's not a good. It sucks. It's a sucky movie. It has some fun stuff in it, but overall, it's way oh, too I, fucking I, long. I have it's I, way. I really, I really enjoy it, man. I'm coming in at six and a half. I think it's fun indie shit, man. At least it has a really good core idea with fucking some great music and shit. Yeah, there's a lot of issues with this movie. Some parts that are definitely not fucking funny. And, uh, <laughs> but you know, I mean, if it didn't have that core, I mean, the whole neon demon thing, neon demon thing, the fucking purple <laughs> neon shit is fucking cool, man. It's pretty cool shit. Yeah, but. it's a cool idea, but they didn't really execute it very well. Well, they kind of do, man. I mean, it, it goes places and shit. Actually, I forgot to mention, you know, the opening scene where, um, the two drug dealers have beaten that fucking white dude in the office. I kept thinking that guy looked like Mikey Fisher. He's got this long hair and he's getting fucking. <laughs> yeah, too bad he can't act worth a shit. 
Who, Mikey, Mikey Fisher, Fisher is better than that guy. That guy's well, that probably the worst actor in the whole movie. He doesn't mean Mikey. He means that guy. He said it to me earlier. That's, that that's why they were beating guy. his ass like that because he sucked. You know, <laughs> it only made sense. But yeah, right, I, right away when the plot is like, I'm gonna steal these drugs because something stupid. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. I can't get it. It just it annoyed me. What the fuck are you talking about? Whatever. Come on, dude. There's no reason that that character should take those drugs. It's well, just she said stupid. she was gonna go to the cops. That's stupid. Nobody would do that. No but human would do that. No, I just would quit. No, there's people that would do that shit, man, for sure. And the drug dealers wouldn't ask her to clean up a murder either. No, that's they stupid. That it's is, stupid. There's a lot of dumb shit, but hey. You never know. Who said drug dealers were that fucking smart, man? Maybe they trusted her. Who knows? We don't know the backstory. Dialogue is, people dialogue are dumb. Is too heavy for these people well, too. <laughs> People they are can't dumb. handle the dialogue. And actually, and that's the other thing that I think Dave might have brought up once before, too, um, that uh, Sheets actually does write some pretty decent dialogue. If he had good actors no, and stuff, it would, it would They just change. can't handle it. They just yeah. can't handle it. Yeah. It's heavy. It's like mild Tarantino with, like, people from, like, college. Has anybody like, told him his people. films are too long? Like, has anybody actually His old movies weren't that long. long. No, they're Bro, not. you got to cut this shit out, man. I'm this telling you, man. too much. Because I had the same issue with Clown Nato. I liked that one too, up until the fucking point that it was too long. I know. Yeah. I know. He's definitely outstayed his welcome a little bit with his later films and stuff. But if you watch some of his older stuff, like Zombie Bloodbath and and Zombie Rampage it. and shit like that, like you they're not blood, Zombie Bloodbath Two: Rage of the Undead. No, I seen yeah, they're uh, not long. Rampage One and Two. You ain't seen Zombie Bloodbath Two. You <laughs> <laughs> what? You haven't seen Part Three? You fucking newbie. <laughs> Get the oh, fuck I out of here. Actually, he left a comment on my review of Zombie Rampage. Actually, he actually commented on Bone Hill Road. Uh, I like Bone better. Hill Road. Bone Hill Road was definitely a little better than the last sure. two. Bone, Bone Hill Road had a lot of good stuff in it too. I just didn't really care for the whole torture scenes. I think that was some of that was a little bit elongated too. But at least the running time wasn't two fucking hours though. No, Joe D. Winecoop had a cameo at the end of this too. He he's always fun. I like him. Dude, the whole Gene Simmons thing at the end is so bizarre because he's the demon. Uh, it was weird. That it was, was weird. well, it's the joke, right? Because he plays the demon in Kiss. So, yeah. Anyways, what you got, Jeremy? What you got on it? Uh, four and a half. That really? was at five. I dropped four and a half. How did you drop? How did you be that high when you're fucking hating? Oh, Jeremy or JP, stop fucking hating, hating motherfucker. I'm it's saying fine. He it's a cool idea. Hates everything. It's a cool idea. The gore. I, I didn't find it that bad. It's uh, the, act, the acting is shitty, but at least I had a good idea. So it's already better than Clownado just on that. So yeah, I, I, I can't telling me clowns in a tornado is not a good idea. I can't no. really, I can't really oh. get on board with the hate not acting in in indie films because I mean, dude. They don't have any money. They don't have. It doesn't bother me because I know that these. You need money to get good actors. Just face it. You're not. Well, no. Decent actors, like decent actors. These are just his friends. A lot of them, and then there's a couple that are actual actors, like the main actress at the end. Yeah, I understand. I understand guys like you know Dustin Mills and stuff. He he has he has a good crowd of people. Like he's got you and he's got Aaron Orion and he's got um, Brandon. He does pay us though sometimes. But I'm just saying, like Brandon is a good actor. You're a good Brandon's actor. Great. Dustin, Aaron's I wish would good. appear in more movies. Cause he's a fantastic actor. Aaron's a great he has actress. To do everything himself. Um, Haley's fucking fun. She's yeah, fucking, I mean, she's cute and fun. And like, she, he just got a lot of reoccurring actors and actresses in his films that always seem to work. 
you know, it might and, be also the fact that maybe you start to like the people you see a lot more. So but I also think a lot of it is, I think I don't really know Dustin like you do. Obviously I've never really, I only met him the one time very quickly, but um, he seems like he would be a decent director. Does he actually, you know, direct and, you know, okay, this is what I want. Yeah, or does he let you he a lot of freedom characters. in the characters? Yeah. He writes characters. Like he knows that you can play. Okay. He doesn't write fucking four fucking siloquies, fucking Quentin Tarantino fucking yeah. paragraphs for some <laughs> the, guy does that he ever... just got out of high school that's like, I was walking down the street and I saw your ass and I was like, hey, punk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you doing over there? Does he ever, does he ever like, you know, do a shot or whatever and be like, no, that's fucking, that was terrible. Like, we need to do it this way kind of thing. Or just kind of give advice like, hey, I want it done like this. Or does he give a uh, lot it, of... Does he give a lot to you guys? Like, okay, here's the character. Example, Work with it. Um, yeah. Well, I, I usually determine my character. I'll talk to him if I have questions. But yeah. look, one one role in that paying up, I was playing this part where he this guy was cutting this guy's spinal cord, and I was like upset because he was kind of my friend. And he said, "No, don't play it like you're sad, like you're like frantic for him. Play it like you're angry." And I was like, "Oh, I got this guy right now. I know who he is. He's mad because he doesn't have control. It's not. He's not sad that his friend's getting. He's just mad." Because he doesn't have control and he hates being bitched out. So I was like, I got it. Just just small little changes yeah. here and there. So you think it doesn't actually does help out with? I mean, the actors are yeah. trained yeah, and they're yeah. good and stuff, but he does give a little bit of input and be like, hey, this is yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. That's what a director's supposed to do. He's of course, to but, the, but there is the but there is some directors out there that never really yeah. do that. You know, they just kind of here's Albrecht, the script. You better you better Adam Albright had me do the fucking scene, the one scene in Hunters like thirty fucking times with no direction. <laughs> you know what? And it's because Adam has. Fred Vogel gave me a bunch of direction. He came over and started moving my posture and shit. So, yeah, because Adam has the worst ADHD I've ever seen in my life, man. That guy's just. I can see, like, as a direct, like, I, Adam's a great guy, but oh my God. No, he man. was focused as fuck. He just didn't give me any direction. Yeah, I see. I see. That was a long time ago. That's but. cool, man. That's really cool. It's cool to hear stories like that and shit because, you know, I've always been a big supporter of Dustin and, you know, actually all those guys, Fred and, you know, Adam and yeah. stuff. And yeah, really, really nice I, guys. I never had the the one roles with adam and fred but fred fred directs his actors for sure oh i can see him being very precise and shit i can't wait yeah. to see his new movie hopefully i we'll you know get a chance to see it this year? yeah yeah i see him all the time and i never talk to him say what's up he's a nice guy yeah, he's a nice yeah. guy i just i don't you know it's just weird i see him when we're watching movies it's, it's stuff in, in the pittsburgh area so yeah. i just saw him not too long ago mm-hmm He's a big dude. Him and his wife. Super nice Shelby. guy, man. Yeah, Shelby. She's, they're both nice. Yeah, yeah they're, they're really, cool. Really they, they seem cool, but I'm yeah, just, they're, they're I'm really just one of those guys. I don't know. I just... I, don't I, want I, to bother them? If they're at a convention, sure, but like just at it out and about, you know? I don't yeah. blame you. I, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. He's Especially a cool guy, man. Shit. He's a cool guy because, you know, Wasteland and shit, like he doesn't, he doesn't charge for autographs and pictures and he shit. Does now, you. He does now autographs, I think. Oh, he does really crazy. Yeah. Well, well, you know, a lot of times it's not even your choice. Like, um, Adam Green talked about that. Like, where they what, at what Wasteland, they, though, I think it's their choice. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, it's also Wasteland, regulated there too. Some right? conventions cool. you have to charge because then the other people get like upset that that you're not charging. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't charge. I see. If I was, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't even go mm-hmm. though. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I couldn't be a dude. I, if I, if killer. you were ever at a convention doing autographs, I would totally screenshot a, one of the scenes with your penis and get you to sign the penis in the picture. Man, that would be amazing. Uh, I would never do. I would get you to sign my penis, and I'd hang it on my wall, and people would be like, "Which penis? you have a signed penis picture?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's my buddy Dave." <laughs> 
I wouldn't do that. So though. fucking like, weird. I would be embarrassed. Like, if you were ever famous enough to go to a convention, I'd be like, man, I don't want to do this. Dude, <laughs> you would do it for me, man. You would do it for me. We could actually no, do that. No, I mean, I wouldn't want to go to the convention and sit at a table if I was ever famous. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm kind of like that, too. But you're famous. Not, you're famous to us, so whatever. Yeah. Yep. All you're right, a legend. You guys are both famous to us. No, I'm not famous <laughs> at all. But actually, I felt like I was either. actually when I walked in there. People were like, "That's Moods," and they're all whispering and shit. I'm like, "What the fuck? This is weird." More people know who Moods is than I than me. That, that was the thing. Maybe I was now. like, "No, Dave's over oh, here." No. I'm like, "I'm now, like, period." I even said to the one girl, "She's like, she's like, your Moods from from YouTube," and I'm like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Yeah," but uh, um, Tom the horseball is over there, so you might want to go talk to him. <laughs> Yeah, but you see Cool kind of Dooders right there. See? He's right over there. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> did, did you guys watch that video of Cool Dooder and uh, Mikey Fish hanging out? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Mikey Funny. Fish was hanging out with Cool Dooder. That's cool, though. Yeah, they yeah, went hunting. They shot a movie together. Hey, they, they went cool Dooder is not a bad guy, Jeremy. Quit I, I think Jeremy's hate on Cool Dooder is completely unnecessary. It's, it's completely actually, ridiculous. I think it's legit hate, too, man. Like It won't stop. I think it started out as a joke, but I think Jeremy he actually made a video. Him. When Jeremy first started making videos, he would always reference Cold Dooder, so he's a huge fan. And then something happened that broke he his heart. He became a phony bitch. <laughs> he was always cool. He was funny with him and MJ. He would swear and be dirty and things like that. And then he went to LA and he became a little pussy. And he was like, "I work. I don't want to swear anymore. He I'm gonna be. Maybe I'm he just be, grew up, dude. You should I'm try." <laughs> yeah, and then he's going to review Grumpy Cat's fucking Christmas and give it a raving review. Yeah, fucking grown up my It showed ass. up in the mail. He had no choice. It was in the stack of oh other Oh my god, shit. that was actually funny, maybe JP. He, maybe since he works in shitty movies, he just doesn't want to say anything bad about people in shitty movies. Could be. He's, well, he's a fucking paid. phony, then. He's got to get paid. You, you, there's well, a it's not necessarily being, being a phony. Being You're just being respectful too. You know, there's a there's a fine line between being a phony and, and just being respectful. And too. you can I mean, never do that. It's because of a movie sucks. Even if you're trying to be in other movies, you would tell that person that movie sucks. I know because I'm not respectful. I'm not respectful at all. When it comes I think Sean. But I mean, like I'm always been like that. I, I just wish. I do hope that people just tell me the truth. You know, it's like or tell just tell the truth about shit, man. It's like why even fucking front on yeah, shit. You don't have to be I rude. I didn't like that thing. That's the thing you don't have to be completely rude about i mean i don't i don't necessarily be like oh you're a goddamn shitty ass human being for making this fucking long ass movie todd sheets like i wouldn't talk like that i just respectfully said hey man your shit can use a fucking edit yeah how you will if you're not into taking constructive uh, criticism then fuck off right because if you're in this industry and shit yeah, like that, saying you you're should... fat and ugly in a scene is not constructive criticism there's that's a difference i didn't say that's actually fat and ugly. all i said is i didn't want to see him naked that's all i said that's I didn't call all you... first of all that's not all you said but man. i didn't call him fat i wasn't shaming them for being fat okay we should uh let's um let's move this I along fucking here hate you, jp you bitch dude you were fucking with me all day i don't want to hear it you know what that is uh, Dreamin' Purple Neon from 2016. <laughs> and now, our feature presentation.
Yo, who this? Yo, Moods, it's your boy, the ill-mented funky child, calling you to remind you that the featured reviews on this episode contain spoilers. Aw, oh, yeah, man, that's right, brother. Thanks for the heads up, player. Now go back to being an unproductive asshole. Fuck you. I tell your listeners to stop being so dumb, silly, sensitive. Yeah. All right, so moving into the featured reviews here, and these are, of course, another Patreon pick coming from our homeboy, Dragon King. And he, of course, has picked a OG verse remake show, and it is The Wizard of Gore. Ratings? <laughs> More like The Wizard of Boar. <laughs> More like The Wizard of Snore. <laughs> All right, so... Your turn. We're going to get into this first one here, of course, from 1970, directed by the Godfather of Gore, which I completely don't disagree with. That. I'm it's just saying that's what the documentary is called, so fuck yep. off. Anyways, Herschel Gordon Lewis uh, from 1970. This was actually one of the kind of like the last movies he did before he took like a 27 year hiatus or some shit like that. But then he made the, the No No Show, whatever the fuck it's called. The Oh No Show. That movie is funny as fuck, man. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, oh, so, okay. Synopsis: A TV shot, a TV talk show hostess and her boyfriend investigate a shady mag- magician who has the ability to hypnotize and control the thoughts of people in order, in order to stage gory onstage illusions using his power of mind bending. You know what's hilarious about this movie? The boyfriend's like, "Oh, do we really have to go back again?" And I feel like Herschel Gordon Lewis is like just trolling us in that sense because we have to watch the same thing over and over and over again, just like the boyfriend. Wow. That's and it's actually boring. That's actually really uh, um, notable because Herschel Gordon Lewis always said this movie was a, was a satire. It's supposed to be a comedy. So, yeah. which oh, I don't yeah. really understand where the comedic elements are in this at all and even satiring what like just magicians like how repetitive magicians are i'm not really sure what he means by satire because there's really no comic relief in this at all he's talking about the people that just went and watched all his films for the mindless violence yeah no way no way i don't know man i honestly don't know like he says this in the intro it's like what did you watch his films have they have nothing else they have a a decent concept and then mindless violence that's why i have a problem with hershel gordon 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 Gordon. and that's that's the good thing about like this movie does have a good driving movies yeah these movies aren't meant to be watched anything outside of a drive-in so that's why people like he's so good he was ahead of his time and that's it he was the first to do it it was just kids making out and like occasionally looking at the gross shit. Yeah. You know what? You know what really fucking hurts this movie? I mean, I mean, a lot of things hurt this movie, but yeah. you know what the one thing that really kills this movie, man, is the stupid fucking cop out bullshit ending. It's stupid, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Ending is the worst part. It, it's sloppy. It fuck- they just needed to wrap it up. But like, why would you go that angle, man? It's fucking dumb. Because they didn't have an ending. It's they didn't so have dumb. an ending. They didn't have an ending. I'm telling you, they didn't know how to wrap. Well, they it up, have so they they, they have this whole twist, I guess, inside the dream kind of thing. But you could have, you should have just left it like that. Why do you have to go one step further and been like, oh yeah, you're hypnotized? No, it was all a fucking dream kind of thing. I'm like, what okay. the fuck are you talking about, man? Like, here's why really? I would rate a Herschel Gordon Lewis movie lower than I would a Todd Sheets movie. Todd Sheets loves making films. He loves films. Herschel Gordon Lewis retired from the films business and went and sold fucking insurance or something or or fucking commercial stuff. I don't remember exactly what he did, but. Her- 
Herschel Gordon Lewis has stated a million fucking times. Vacuum he does not like movies. He never made this for art. He does not give a fuck. And I can tell he does not give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Every scene is meandering. Every scene lasts 10 minutes too fucking long. Yep. Every scene is zoomed yep. in. Minimal footage. Awful acting. He takes it in a wide shot. Mm-hmm. And then when they fuck up, he cuts in on a close-up shot. He does it for every fucking movie. They're all the same movie. Every once in a while, he makes something <laughs> good. This is not something that he made good. He is the most overrated hack director of all time. He was one of the first when he did it. He was very intelligent. But his there's no art in his films. He's intelligent and he had good concepts and he knew how to make money. And this is what this is. It's a piece of history. And that's all it is. Works for me is a piece of horror history. And that's all I will say about it. All right. Ratings. I agree. I actually completely agree, man. Like when you go through his filmography and you see like the type of films that he's making and shit, and you compare somebody like Herschel Gordon Lewis to like Al Adamson and shit like that, you can see Al Adamson Adamson made movies, man. He loved cinema. You hear him talk and stuff. He talks about cinema and you can tell he likes cinema because he, he dwelt, he dived into many, many different genres and stuff. Herschel Gordon Lewis was just trying to shock people and just make that quick buck. He didn't care about the art. I have 100% agree with that. 100% agree. But Al Adamson was trying to make fucking good movies for the people with the budgets he had and shit like that. Some of them turned out better than others. He got real actors in there sometimes. Like what was the guy, uh, Russ, Tamblin and fucking Long Chaney Jr. He tried. Dude, exactly. You watch it, you feel bad for Long Chaney Jr. because he was an alcoholic, but also you feel bad for the character. I don't Mm -hmm. know. It's just not the same to me. Like, and you watch other low budget guys, like, let's just say people that are starting out making Messiah of Evil. That was the first movie they directed. That's a fucking masterpiece. Like, Yeah. What's the Herschel Gordon Lewis film that was in seventy six? I just feel like these are Andy Milligan type shit where it's like, oh, every fucking every take probably his best movie. Yeah, he he does have a couple, but yeah, you know, you're definitely right, man. His movies all have the same structure. That one's his next best. That That one's actually probably one of his best. Yeah, for sure. I like Blood Feast. Not even a lie. The Ono Show is actually one of the funniest ones, and that's one of the very, very last films he ever did. Obviously, and after I, that huge. And movies. I feel bad. I feel bad but, saying it, but it's just how I feel. I've seen fourteen of this guy's movies. Yeah, I'm sure he probably wouldn't. I've seen. With you, dude. He said it from his own lips. <laughs> I know. He was a nice guy. I met him. He was a smart dude. He knew yeah. how to make money, man. That's what he was about, and I, I understand that's part of the business. And that's, but I mean, at some the people same time, would... I, he should not be held in this high regard just because he did something first. Yeah. He got to the point where in his commentaries where he was saying, I did the blood before the wild bunch. I basically made four Sam Peckinpahs. Like, get the fuck out of here. Compare yourself to Sam Peckinpah. And then he went on to badmouth Keanu Reeves acting in there. I was like, have you seen your fucking movies? Nope. <laughs> just fucking, he, he started getting like to that delusional point. Not where he was dumb or out. It's just where everybody was coming to him. It's and funny that he would even care about ever. that. You're the best ever. You're the best ever. And then every once in a while it goes, to these guys heads like if everybody told bruno Mattei he was the best director ever he'd be like i make the greatest um, uh, ripoffs of american movies ever and you're just like come on right. man like they're fun That's and they have some cool moments i don't know what i'm doing i'm fucking <laughs> it's kind of funny that he would even care talk, about okay? keanu reeves bat or as acting and shit like that i mean because i mean he clearly didn't care about his own movies and stuff so what does it even <laughs> fucking matter i'm sorry I, I went overboard i'm being an asshole and i know like a lot of people like the guy and maybe i'm not seeing things that they see because i mean like some movies i've seen a hundred times and people say suck i'm just <clears> like you're a fucking idiot yada yada Man. yada there's this this and this that i'm not maybe there's stuff people are seeing but i was I, dreading this og verse remake because this is actually one of my least favorite herschel gordon lewis movies so i was like are you fucking kidding me i hadn't seen the remake probably <laughs> since it came out and i really didn't remember a whole lot from it i just remember that crispin glover was uh, montag and shit like that and i didn't really remember the premise i know i just remembered it was different but i remember not liking it so i was like oh my god seriously fucking og first remake of this guts. i mean it couldn't have been too i would have rather have done 2000 maniacs 2001 og oh, remake or something like too, that that would have been a lot good. better 
you know, They're both watchable, you know, and oh my God, even fucking, I haven't seen the remake of blood feast, but I think I probably would have preferred that to what, be honest. Diner? I just, or, or I fucking love blood sucking pharaohs in Pittsburgh or 90 other blood feast remakes. Blood <laughs> feast had a remake like oh, a couple blood, years ago. Right? Blood feast has had like eight Mardi Gras massacres. Another one that movie. Oh my God. But yeah, this one right here, I like the concept. I like the whole magician concept of, you know, doing these yeah. acts on stage, these gory acts and stuff, but and it's like, like a grand Ganol thing too. Yeah, like the, that the, whole, the, yeah. the narrative is so fucking, it's such bullshit the way it ends up it just fucking ruins anything that may have been decent in this man it's just such and a everything fucking... drags on too it's like 30 fucking because he doesn't have the time and he just zooms in well, on it. everybody's like the gore's so good it's like it's literally just pig guts and it, fake it, eyeball well like, that's the thing know, he actually did use the real eyeball guts. seems that's like why, bad that's why his tell. guts the real guts that's why They're his gore guts. always looked so good because it actually was real guts and shit like that so whatever man we've, we've, we've seen we've seen it a lot better in day of the dead and stuff like that and, and that shit was rotten you know yeah. and you know nasty and shit like that but it I mean, he just fucking ruins it because he has no love into these films. I mean, there's a lot of out, out of focus shots in this, but you know, something I mentioned earlier about the music and stuff he uses like stock kind of elevator music. This movie to me feels like you're literally watching this movie in an elevator. That's how fucking lame and <laughs> shitty it is. If I there was a TV to the first floor, dude, you never like, get to the first floor. I know, man. The mood, the music is so it's detrimental to your health when you watch this shit, man. It makes me angry. It's so fucking mad. Like, it just adds absolutely, it takes away from anything that could be decent in this film. It's so awful, man. There's no love into this, man. Like, I mean, I don't think, I don't think like the, 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 the reporter aspect of it's too offensive. I just think all the magician stuff is offensive. Actually, she's I don't not think a like, bad actress considering yeah, it was the only acting role she, she ever awesome had in her legs, career. Legs are awesome. I just feel like that part of the movie held my interest a lot more than all the magic stuff. So I don't, nail it too hard because at least it had something okay to it but the rest of it's fucking boring as shit. It's bad. It's it's meandering. Well, see, the thing is, though, like with I said, all the historically, reporting... I respect the guy. That's about it. But objectively and subjectively, his movies, most of them, I just nah, man. See, not the problem me. is with everything in the middle of the film, like you know, the whole investigative part with the with the girlfriend and you know, her TV show and the boyfriend and stuff. It just it all doesn't matter by the cop out ending. Nothing even fucking mm. matters. So yeah. everything that you previously time. watched, it's just it's all erased by this garbage fucking no thought ending. It's a well, terrible movie. I didn't give movie. a fuck by then, anyways. Well, of this course is the you second d- time watched because so. what Jeremy called it before, he called it a rinse and wash fucking or wash and rinse fucking show, movie or whatever. But it, it is kind of true though, man. It's literally the same thing over and over and over again. And then yeah. to have that bullshit ending, it makes it even fucking worse. You're like, I literally just wasted ninety five minutes. This one runs too long too. This is this is yeah. a great sixty five minute movie, man. <laughs> You know, like this is a, this is a good fifty five minute. This is a good five right? minute fucking. Short this film. is a fucking Masters of Horror episode, motherfucker. You know. Yeah, but, a fucking, oh fucking intro to a Masters of Horror episode. I just, you know, I honestly can't find anything worthy of being good in this movie. It's just it sucks from every technical aspect. And I will say, like the the the, the fucking the female actually isn't a bad actress and I looked her up and she only ever acted in this movie. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't hate the male reporter either, the sports guy. He's okay. Yeah, he's actually by Gordon yeah. Lewis standard, those two are good. Yeah, they're fu- like I said, I feel like that part of the movie's not as Dude, Ray Sager, though, man, bad. as Montag, like, he hams it up like a motherfucker in this. I guess that's kind of where Crispin gets well, not, his inspiration from, too, because he hams he it. He had to remember all his lines, though. That dude fucking came in. I think he wasn't the first choice for Montag. And he I think wasn't. the guy left. He was a producer that begged. Didn't he beg Herschel Gordon Lewis to get on the, to play Montag or whatever? He, like, begged him or some shit. Yeah. 
Could you imagine somebody begging Herschel Gordon Lewis to get into one of his movies? He's like, oh man, you're making historical movies. I need to play Montag right now. (laughs) It's my entire career at stake, motherfucker. I gotta be the Wizard of Gordon. This is gonna, this is gonna, this is gonna get me a part in a fucking. uh, Oh my god, dude. Wasteland. And Herschel Gordon Lewis was there, but you know who else was there? Jim Van Babber. Oh my god. So I don't even know if I actually witnessed it. I think somebody told me the story. But Herschel Gordon Lewis was table was situated next to Van Beber, and Van Beber's been drinking all day because he's fucking sitting there talking to people, he's having smokes drinking, you know. I mean that's what you do. So plus he's an alcoholic. Fucking Herschel Gordon Lewis is telling the same stories (laughs) over and over again, over and over again to the same people. And Van Beber keeps hearing him for like eight hours straight that day. And at one point I guess he's like, Shut the fuck up, you goddamn (laughs) mummy. And that's why one of the reasons why Van Beber is never welcome back to Wasteland. The other one is he freaked out in the Q&A and ran across the table because some <laughs> asshole asked him what he thought about 9-11. Dude, Van Beber's like absolutely insane, isn't he? Like that guy fucking loses his mind. He's intense, man. He's intense. Dude, I've heard He's so a great director. St- his films are awesome. I mean, he, you know, he drinks, <clears> he rowdy. <throat> whatever i wish he had been able to make more movies i wish he had been able to make better or more movies man this is best dawn and man the family are both great if you ask me but if you like that gorilla style filmmaking oh the the manson movie oh my god it's brutal Manson family's nuts it's fucking debbie the dogs fuck your noise man there's so many good lines in that movie I just don't like people, man. See, that's good low budget filmmaking right there. Yeah, that's really. guerrilla style. There's a lot of ambition and crazy shit doing your own stunts. I'm but about to die here. That's, that's his per- that's his personality because he probably hated Herschel Gordon Lewis. <clears throat> yeah. the fucking don't put nothing into his movies. Yeah, the one location shit, which I generally kind of like. I mean, I guess this one has a couple different locations, but it's pretty much the same shit over and over again. There's over. nothing to it. Nothing to it, man. No Is editing. the documentary about him any good? Uh, who Van Beber? Yeah, yeah. Diary oh. of a Deadbeat. Oh, dude, it's amazing. It's good shit, man. It actually shows how crazy Van Beber is. Like, I like the. They filmed at that wasteland. You can spot a couple people. I know in the background. I think I'm in the background for a second. I think in the Kate documentary they the actually background. don't they go into Cody's the whole there. synapse thing? Did they bring that up in there where he like fucking freaked the fuck out on synapse? You ever hear that and... voice call? That voice call is great. Yeah, dude, I He's did. Like, it's so good. It does. It's Jim Van Beber, and I just wanted to call and let you know that I heard the uh, I saw the transfer at the Deadbeat at Dawn Fuck DVD, you, and I wanted to let you know it's the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. Saying that Don to Synapse too, they, they all they always do I such good work out. too, man. That sounds oh, hilarious. Oh, it weird. That DVD looked weird, man. That was his first transfer. It looked weird. It looked yeah, off. Yeah, see, I never actually owned that. Like that one got pulled. It they pulled it or some shit because yeah, there were yeah. some issues. He with freaked that after. out. <laughs> He did. He like fucking lost his Man, mind. Man, we're gonna fuck him up. <laughs> Tom May was probably like, "I'm just gonna call the cops. Fuck this." Ratings. JP, do you have anything to say about this? I feel like yeah. I'm, I mean, I honestly didn't hate it like you guys. I thought it was all right. What the? F- uh, you didn't hate this, but you hated fucking dream, dreaming purple dinks. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. I didn't hate Dreaming Purple. purple. <laughs> you gave it a three. Days. I wouldn't say that's definitely yeah, a favorite. Yeah, because it's a bad movie. I still didn't so we're being it. very objective in $10 movies now? Okay. I mean, he gave my I'm movie a three, too, forever, and he's right? not wrong. That's I, I, basic. That's like, say, shot, Dave, that's like shot on video. You gave mine a three, too, but you're not wrong. <laughs> I, I liked yours, though. 
You'd rather I'd rather watch mine twice, dude. Than this, I just I have to. Those are, that's that's pure fucking subjective entertainment value for myself. But I like that shit. I like yeah, because you know me though too. I like terrible. Funnier. Yeah, I like terrible movies. So, but you guys know that. Yeah, um, you know, I don't know. I'm not saying it's good or anything. I just I, I was actually kind of into the little uh, detective narrative thing. But I agree with you. Like the ending completely like soured that for me because. I was like, that was just a fucking huge pointless thing. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the, whole movie, the whole movie was they like, never moved. Was like, it it made the whole movie like not be a. There's no point to it. It's exactly. Just stupid. Um. So I hated that, but like I don't know. I kind of liked you know. Okay, this person gets killed, then they're gonna die in in a real way later in the concept. same way, and then concept. these people are gonna be like, hey, yeah, it what, is a good. What the hell's going actually. on here? And I, I don't know. It was just it wasn't. It wasn't. I, it was Herschel Gordon Lewis movie to me. I don't know. I've I've seen a couple of them, and they're all about the same. I don't think any of them are are really great, but I don't think any of them are horrible either. I I I didn't mind it personally, except for the ending. I thought it was stupid. Ratings? I'm, I'm good on this. One. I'm good on this one. So. <laughs> um, actually, JP's up first. Uh, <laughs> I gave it a four and a half out of ten. Yeah. Yeah, man, I I just you know I like I said off the top of the review, I said this is one of my least favorite um, <clears throat> Herschel Gordon Lewis movies, and it's still pretty much there, man. I didn't get, in fact, this rating probably even dropped even more. And I, it's so fucking. <laughs> this was also fr- the first time watch for me. I never seen it before. Oh man, yeah, this is just not a good one, man. I I really don't understand why this show was picked. <laughs> like, what? dude, yeah, I know. I don't know why this show was picked at all. Ugh. I mean, I guess it led to a, a pretty interesting knowledge segment today. So <laughs> but that was pretty about it because otherwise <laughs> I, probably, one. I probably wouldn't even have thought of that. But uh, but yeah, Wizard of Core, yeah, man. You don't have too many pairs where both movies aren't good. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, a shitty movie being remade into even worse, maybe? I don't I know. I think Violent we'll... Shit's the king of that, though. Violent Shit's got to be the number one bad movie remade into a worse movie. You know what? <laughs> They're both horrible. They're both. I agree. Well, I agree. I've right. seen them. You might be right, man. That's crazy. Um, but I'm in at a three out of ten. I think this is just an atrocious movie, man, with a pointless ending, terrible, terrible, offensive soundtrack. Like, oh now, my god! If this shit was super long. I definitely would have came down. Uh, I, I, it or is it's long. Already, it's already long enough. It's 95 it minutes, and it, there's absolutely the worst payoff in the world. Like, it's just such a piece of garbage, man. It fucking ugh, out of focus shots, man. Like, come on, dude. Fuck, just do a reshot. Three out of ten. Uh, Am I next? Yeah. Uh, I'll give it a four. I'm at the same as Jeremy, a four. It doesn't make the Hall of Pain. I don't think it deserves a Hall of Pain, just for historical factor. The next one, on the other hand. Oh, fuck. Fuck that piece <laughs> of shit. Well, I, I mean, don't... okay. My name is Ed Bigelow, and what you are watching is the end of my life as I knew it. Baby, why do we even bother coming to this thing every year? What is wrong with you? They say all the world's a stage. What my show? Magic show? Yeah, it's worth a shot. All right, so moving along into 2007 with the remake of The Wizard of Gore, directed by Jeremy Caston. Fuck um, you, Jeremy. Jeremy Caston is not very notable for movies, but he did direct... Um, let me see here. He directed the framing segments in the Theater Bizarre Anthology... Worst wow. part of that. Which sucks. Wow. Those are the worst parts. <laughs> exactly. He directed Attic Ex- uh, Expeditions, which I... I heard that's pretty good. I've actually heard... I actually own that. I've never seen it before. And Me really, not a good. lot of shit on here that I've heard. The Thirst, I don't know if anyone's seen that, but done a lot of shorts. 
and not a lot of notable stuff. Yeah. Huh. So, okay. Let's do it. Do I need the synopsis here? Okay. Montag the Magnificent, played by Glover, is a master illusionist who performs at underground venues, select, selecting female volunteers from his rave-like audience. To their hysteria, it appears he's basically killing people on stage. Yeah. Whatever. Kip Pardue we- is the worst leading man I've ever seen, the worst <laughs> character I've ever seen. He is the bottom-of-the-barrel fucking actor. That's sunshine from Remember the Titans. I just Dude, want to say that worst this, actor I've ever seen in a movie like this. it's easily one of the worst movies I've watched in a long time. Like it's 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 worse than Repo. Like who would have yeah, thought I, something I'd could say, be worse than Repo? Repo? This is a star less than Repo. I'm sorry. Yeah. What Repo. the I fuck? No way, Repo. man. No way. You guys are tripping on Repo, for, man. I feel bad for rating Repo so low when after yeah. I watched this. You know, yeah, honestly, man. Is, okay, first of all, it is fucking horrendous. It's awful. If we're talking like technical aspects here, man, there there is aspects of this movie I do like. And I like the post-punk look to it. I like this is the I, ugliest looking movie I've seen in years. Well, it's, it's but you got to understand, man. This it's supposed to look ugly and very magnetic and dark and stuff because it's the underground kind of rave scene and shit. In which, okay, don't get me wrong here. I was never a raver and stuff, but we used to hold a lot of these type of underground parties and stuff. And you would have a lot of weirdos, and they would be dark and stuff because you had to light them yourself. Like this is actually kind of what it looks like and stuff. I kind of like the whole concept of this underground kind of venues and so shit like I. that. I think that's actually pretty cool, I can't man. See anything though? I couldn't see anything. I mean, yeah, blurry. it's Everything not. Everything was blurry. It's not, not it's not lit that well, but I'm just saying the darkness of it is supposed to be, you know, what, you know, it's that's the scene. It is a dark kind of underground it scene. It's a stylized it's that they fucked up and they, they did not render it and edit it well. Everything was clunky and foggy and there was a bunch of fragmented shit in the thing on the DVD and the HD print I saw. It was just a very poorly shot, very poorly edited as well. There was weird cuts that didn't make any sense in the middle of nowhere. I know it's supposed to be sporadic, but they were jarring and they were breaking. Yeah, like when he's like scratching his well, neck. When he's like yeah. fucking scratching his neck the whole movie and there's like a cut every time. Yeah. He and what, what world? What well, that's, world that's due get? to the fact that like, you know, honestly, man, the narrative here is is Awful. is kind of bullshit it actually doesn't even make Makes a lot no of sense. sense there's a lot of plot holes in this and shit and a lot of shit just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. um you know what i was when i was watching this movie again like i like i said i hadn't really seen it in years and stuff and i was kind of like scratching my head because recently i'd watched um uh naked lunch and i kind of was like man if you took naked lunch's concept like the whole drug aspect of it and stuff and with all the weirdness and shit and you kind of it's like the the director watched that movie and incorporated you know the original idea of wizard of core with with naked lunch and then this is how it came out kind of thing it's just Ugh. weird for the sake of being weird because that's the whole angle in this movie it's 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 a whole drug thing you know um Dude, also also in what world do you have character actors as bijou phillips joshua miller chris big lover jeffrey comes and brad dorif and you fucking <laughs> make this guy your leading guy and then you make him a womanizing <laughs> piece of shit fucking macho guy who sleeps with a bunch of women he'd never seen a guy more miscast in my life this guy i thought was I thought he was playing a gay character the entire movie. And then it was like, he's a big womanizer. And then that came in. And I was like, Oh, Oh, I guess he's, I, I dude, this is the worst. I, I fucking worst actor I've ever seen. This is the dude, worst performance I just, I've seen in years. I can't even believe how, I mean, how they get okay, Glover in this. Okay. Jeffrey Combs is like my <laughs> favorite actor. Jeffrey. Oh, no, Combs. Glover is great, dude. Glover is nah, the best. He's not very good. Jeffrey. Nah, Combs, I watched Willard the same week. Weirdo, he's fantastic man. in Willard. He's fantastic he's, in Willard. And there's nuance. He's he's, ham, he's, he's hamming whatever. it up. I think it's yeah, also, but he's, he's, that's exactly he's hamming it up. He's just like he knows what it is. Like I don't know. He, he's just funny to me. I don't know. He's hamming it up. That, a big I don't think time. it's a bad performance. Jeffrey, I think it's just what he's trying to do. I think maybe the movie's so bad that I hate everything involved in it. Jeffrey, I think Jeffrey Phillips is okay. Jeffrey Combs is Brad my favorite Dwarf actor. Is good. 
Jeffrey Combs is my favorite actor and he's unrecognizable in this movie. He's like totally miscast because why the fuck would you put an actor like Agreed. Jeffrey Combs in, cover his face? into the role of the geek? Like, I don't even understand yeah. why you would ever do this, man. Jeffrey Combs is a fantastic actor. Totally miscast in this. doesn't even make any fucking sense. Brad Dorf is actually the fucking bum from Hellraiser. He's yeah, Brad Dorf is actually not bad. Brad Dorf is awesome yeah, in the movie, Brad, to be Brad honest. Dorf. As the doctor, he's always good in shit. I thought Bijou yeah. Phillips was good, man. She's sexy, man. Bijou Phillips good. She's Joshua really sexy. Joshua Miller's okay too. He's okay. Yeah, jo- yeah, Josh Miller. Yeah, he's okay. He's fine. He's fine I'm for curious. what it is. I almost watched the making of or, or one of the feature features just because I was like, how did this come up? Like, what? What did they? Whose idea was this? <laughs> the script and the ideas are terrible. Do they also try to tackle some object of like a misogyny because he's a misogynist and he's a, he's he's in, he's like inspired by watching that guy and he's being controlled by his misogynist ex? And they're definitely making a statement on they called Hershogor Lewis misogynist because he killed women on screen. Let's kind of try to do the Dario Argento thing where we do the Tenenbrae shit, but guess what? We have no finesse and we're dumb, so we're gonna fuck <laughs> this up too. But none of it makes sense. I don't even know what they're. Yeah, I don't even know what they're trying to say. That's the thing. It doesn't. It doesn't say nothing. It doesn't make fucking sense. I mean, the only thing in the movie that makes sense is the scene where you know where uh, Montag won't shake his fucking hand. You know, the first time that because he doesn't want that shit on there. So that's the only thing that kind of makes sense. But I'm like, fuck, whatever. Why does he have everything from the 1940s in his place? Like, what a fucking yeah. weirdo. Well, because it's it's supposed to be this, like, neo-noir type thing, too. But it's not. It takes place in modern times. So why the fuck does he have yeah, all but, well, that's, but none that's, of this? That's none what of this, neo means, style, though, in modern. It's stylized. It's, none of this is, like, re- this isn't real life. You know what I mean? This is, like, a fictional kind of post-punkish type of underbelly type uh future or something yeah his apartment really didn't make sense. i mean the the it's setting stupid. of the underground uh clubs and so that 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 should all make sense but his layer didn't really make a lot of sense for how yeah. he was he looks like fucking clark kent and he lives in this fucking <laughs> he lives in this weird kind of like open studio. space pad studio type thing and like uh, give me a fucking break man it's ridiculous and i hate the way so Bij- i hate the way bijou phillips dies in the movie too it drives me fucking nuts it's so stupid man even the though it's probably so terrible yeah, yeah the gore behind like, the shit come on dude, call it the well. wizard of gore come on yeah that's Lord one thing that the original film probably did better was the gore the gore in this is fucking like terrible. when he's when he's when he's shoving the sword down the guy's throat oh my god it looks so bad mm-hmm. shit. yeah this is a piece of shit they did that they did that cg initial cg with you know the practical effects and stuff i'm like okay like how those movies markets like, oh, it's, you know, my, or the, you know, Wizard of Gore featuring the Suicide three Girls. hours of his part as the geek in the makeup chair. <laughs> I'm like, and the Suicide Girls, who the fuck are the Suicide Girls, man? Suicide Girls must They're die, models. bro. They're models. You, you don't know about Suicide, Suicide Girls? No. They're like Suicide. gothic models. Yeah, you haven't seen Suicide things. Girls must die? Yeah, that's why when you ask, like, are the Suicide Actually, I girls don't. I actually even scene? own it. Too. I've never seen it before, so that's probably why I don't know who they are. So <laughs> but I do you know what it is? What, the movie? Suicide Girls Must Die. Yeah, yeah, do you know what it is, Jeremy? Yeah. What it's is a it? movie. I just about said Suicide Girls. I just said yeah, I own the movie, the but I don't I haven't seen it. I don't know models that were like emo girls around the time. Yeah, the Suicide Girls is a pretty big like modeling agency thing. It's like yeah. like they made movies based on the Suicide Girls, not like, you know, movie the, the movies weren't creating the Suicide Girls. Yeah. No, no, no. I figured that, <laughs> but I just didn't know who the Suicide Girls were. I had no there's a ton of them though. That that, that there's like hundreds so is that all the girls that were on stage in the film 
Or yeah, what? They, yeah were they were all the suicide. Girls. Oh, okay. So the one girl, the one, chi- oh, the, I, think, I can't remember which one it was. The one with their big round titties, man. Oof, those were nice titties, though. I'll give them that. I on couldn't that. see it. It was too dark. I couldn't see anything. What? what <laughs> dude, dude I, I watched the DVD and it dark. didn't look that dark. So did I. It was horrible. That. I could I couldn't focus. It was like blurry to me, and everything <laughs> was fucking just. Uh, I hate I that. Look. I, I think actually Jeremy notice. I really do. I mean, honestly, honestly, man. I mean, this movie does have. You know, it's got a better atmosphere. It's got better setting. The music is better. Um, you know, there's there's those aspects. But, man, this movie literally fucking is just so convoluted in this whole kind of drug angle. Because that's what, you know, it's like they have this core idea. You know, okay, we're going to use this drug on the hands and all this shit. And then we're going to try and go different places with it and stuff. But at the end of the day, you're like, what the fuck? No. You would think this one would make more sense than the original. No, because they try to get too fancy with the idea <laughs> of know, this drug controlling thing and stuff, and it do doesn't work. Like I said, they can't handle anything. They don't handle anything right. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Like it's a, it's. A, I hate how it looks too. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Me and Jeremy both come at that point where we can't. I, I think it's the ugliest damn DVD I own in my fucking collection, and that I, includes I SOB. I actually kind of like the way it looked. I, I like Me that too. kind of muddy shit. You know what's actually kind of fucking odd tonight? So we've had two movies that we've re- reviewed today: Angel Heart. And this one that had a really bloody sexy scene or sex scene in it. It's fucking yeah. strange. This one has one of those kind of bloody. It's not as good as Angel yeah. Heart for sure, but it does. It's kind of relatable. The director referred to this as his love letter, love letter to downtown L.A. underground. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it, you know. I don't. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm kind of lost on the drug. Like, I, I know I don't get the you know, tetradioxin like. It, you know, they're using that name in there, but I'm thinking to myself, I kind of looked it up and it says it's like some type of weird sodium blocker that affects neurons and shit. And I'm like, how in the fuck is that doing to what they're doing? Like, I don't fucking, I couldn't put two and two together. I'm like, I don't know. Mm. I just couldn't understand how that was making them the effect that it was creating. I don't fucking get it, man. This is the most unlikable lead character I've ever seen. Dude, he sucks, man. He sucks. He's, and you know what really pisses me off about that movie is when he takes off his shoe. Because he, he's like this fucking really shitty Clark Kent, and he takes off his shirt, and he's all buffed and beautiful. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you, And he's just such man. a douchebag, and he's a junkie, and he's still all ripped, but he's a junkie and then on top of that he's a trust fund kid and he's just rude the misogynistic piece of garbage yeah, and, he and he kills fuck, his hot just girlfriend seems like a big old pussy at the same time and he kills his <laughs> hot girlfriend that did nothing fucking asshole yeah. and he kills all the people because he's being controlled but he's being controlled by the fucking guy who the tetro guy but that tetro guy is actually the guy he stole the girl from and it's just like oh shit big plot oh, I twist i don't give a fuck no no, no i, I got it so bad and you have all these dumb plot twists no one's gonna fucking follow they don't give a shit i was just confu- i was just confused about how that shit was actually working i was just like i don't fucking get this man but, but i don't know how it works that's, I, I mean, that, I why, I, that's why i was so conf- convoluted i'm like it's on your hand but it's supposed to soak in and makes you do it. i'm like this is fucking ridiculous man i'm not shaking greasy dude's hand every time i go there either i'm like get the fuck off me dude yeah yeah this fucking crazy dude trying to shake my hands i'm like nope and the first second second he opened his mouth and was like you fucking whore bitches I, <laughs> like i yo i'm out of here <clears throat> i'm like fuck this guy <laughs> Anybody would. You'd be like, what? Like, it's just is this the worst joke? performance of him in River's Edge. It's just the worst performance. Dude, he's fantastic in River's Edge. That's the one of he's the He's fantastic in most of the stuff I've ever seen him in. He's always great, except this I do not care for him in. Willard, he's great. River's Edge, he's great. I, do you think it's him, though, or just like what he's working with? I just think it's the movie. I mean, it's not his fault. <laughs> Nobody can make this movie work. I mean, Everybody, he, he kind of plays the character like the original guy did, too. It's just yeah, very I, hammy. I it's very him. much the same. 
I don't know. It's not yeah. really too much. It's not different. his fault. It sucks. It's not anyone's fault. It sucks except the writer, the director, and the fucking lead actor. <laughs> Dude, he's that bad to me. Yeah, yeah, there, there's just there's small things. Probably in the, the writer, f- probably not even his fault either. The lead actor is probably not his fault. It's how his character is written, but it, it just comes across really bad. He can't play that role either. I hate when you have these fucking kind of drug influenced movies and stuff, and then like there's there's certain elements in the narrative that are so cryptic, and you're like. Why does it have to be like that? It's just a drug trip, man. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck off. The, the screen too. Like, it's like, we're going to put the screen up. It's like, this is the worst decision ever made for a movie called wizard of gore. Like making a movie <laughs> yeah, called Decapitation. Dude, I was like, come on. I never screen, understood that man. either. What, what's with the idea with that, man? I don't must have not had the budget. So they can hide their effects. Well, they, yeah. well, they, they, you could still see the, sh- the shitty CG before, you know, the practical kicked in, but every scene started with some bad CG though. When Which I'm surprised we could actually see because it was so dark, right, Dave? <laughs> yeah. When they shoved the girl in the fucking burning thing, that was pretty intense. Yeah. yeah. Give them props for that. Yeah. yeah that was good. Yeah. That's all my positives. I like yeah. some of the character actors. Bijou Phillips was in Bully, wasn't she? I don't remember. I've seen it, but I can't remember. I think is she, she, she the girl in Bully? I can't remember. I think so. I think she is. Bully's great. Bully? Let's talk about bully. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Larry fucking, Clark's bully. The real yeah, story. Yeah, the Dude, real. Let's st- do a show on Larry Clark. I am fucking. We down. Do yeah, she is in bully. She is in bully. Ken yeah. Clark, as long as we don't do, do fucking rockers, up, we're not doing teenage caveman. Kids, I haven't seen that. Kids. Don't. About it. Let's get that so one. Kids. <clears throat> yeah. It might be his I, only horror movie. Though. I'm a ma- massive uh, Larry Clark fan. I always I remember. I always remember Bijou Phillips from Almost Famous. That movie. Uh, the way Bully ends into the big bright yellow sun. That music. I, love, I think she was in Black and White also, which is, has a really dope soundtrack. Uh, we're not. We're not going to talk about Wizard of Gore remake anymore. We're just going to talk about Larry Clark and Bijou Phillips. <laughs> and that's cool. Sorry, yeah, guy. Hostel Part Two. <laughs> uh, All right, let's. Just she's in the it. terrible It's Alive remake, which is fucking horrible. They remade that. I forgot they remade that. Dude, that was yeah, another. That, that, that's, that's another that's one that we didn't bring up today, man. Yeah. See, I like the original one, man. I don't Me think too. it's like I don't think it's great, 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 but it's fun. It's not a classic, but it's damn no. near cool. No, it's really good. I saw but the it for remake? the first time in a theater and loved it. Okay, dude, the remake has a fucking CG baby. It's horrible. It's fucking terrible. I'd rather you just not show the baby than it's, make him see. Exactly, dude. It's so fucking hopeless, man. Oh, or just go straight necrophiles and just oh, have yeah, it be a fucking in, baby doll. She was in Choke. I like Choke, man. The, the um, Clark Gregg movie. Choke. I'm sure Jeremy's seen Choke before. Choke the one. What's that Choke? actor's name? Yeah. I've never seen Choke. What's that actor's name in Choke? The main guy. Um, oh, dude. What's the, I can see his fucking face He's right in now. Clown House. He's, He's in Clown House. He's really young in it. The one that was molested? No, no. Nobody knows that kid's name. He fucking went into obscurity. It, he, no, he was just active like when Jeepers Coopers 3 was being made. He was yeah, protesting. I'm it. talking about a real actor, like a, a famous actor. He's like a big famous actor. Um, Sam Rockwell. Rockwell? Sam Rock. That's the fucking it. guy. I was trying to think of his name. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? I can see his face here. You know, Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Yeah, he's the main character in Choke. I think it's based yeah. on a book, actually, too. I never saw Choke, but I remembered he was in that. And I think my brother said it was good. It is really good, actually. I love that movie. Um, but, anyways, we're getting off topic. Um, who's up for rating? Oh, it's probably me, isn't it? For, yeah, it's me first. Rating? Is it ratings time? Yep, Dale. Okay, um, Wizard of Gore, I do, you know, I, I like some technical aspects of this film a lot better. Visually, I do actually kind of like it, but everything else is just a goddamn fucking, 
oh, it's just cryptic mess and it's bullshit. And I just, I feel, I felt gross. I had to go take three showers after I watched this movie. It was, it was fucking seedy and vicious on my mentality a little bit. But even though I, I do like a lot of things and I'm, I'm going to come in probably higher than I should and I'm going to give it a four out of 10. So. <clears throat> what? The fuck? What? Yeah, I, I like that. I like that gritty, fucking shitty ass look in the in the music and stuff. And I just, I can, I can see that underground scene and shit. Like, I mean, I there was a time where you know it wasn't exactly like that scene, but I used to be involved in a lot of that stuff too. So I kind of like that. Just, I'd rather watch Veronica by Glenn Danzig than this again. <laughs> I, I didn't watch that shit, man. I heard it was bad. So you might like it if you like this style aesthetic. I do. I do. I really do. I mean. Uh, I'm sure you guys can still flush out the, you know, under 10 here. <laughs> well, you can tell we're doing math and trying to get it all. <laughs> Dude, hey, shut man. up. Just rate it, damn it. Jeremy. Who's Jeremy. next? Me? Jeremy. Me? It's Jeremy. Uh, this movie fucking sucks. I'm at a two. Two. Uh, hey. Dave. What was that? Uh, fucking. Ugh, man. What did I give Repo? Stop I doing Repo math. Three and a half. Because I gave this a one and a half on Letterboxd, but it, I hate this movie. Well, that would be a three. That would be a three. But I don't feel like it's a three. Well, what do you feel like it's like then? I hate it. Two, I want a fucking two and a half. Two and a half. Well, it's Hall of Pain. Uh, Regardless four. of JP's. That's a Hall of Pain. <clears throat> nine and a half and below is a Hall of Pain. Yeah. Yeah. I barely with, made it. With my four, Jeremy's two, and you're what? No, my four. I gave it a four. Just kidding. I know, but I gave it a four. Oh, too. fuck off, GP. You always got to be the center of attention. <laughs> I'm the Jesus. one that puts it on there, damn it. I'll use whoever four. What I did want. you give it, Dave? What did you give it, Dave? <laughs> Two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. Okay, so yeah. That's eight and a half, man. Eight and a half. That is official. Wow. Too bad we won't see it in there for about two years, but it's official. Do you ever visit the site? GP is so far on top tens again. Why don't you do it, Jeremy? It's a joke. You made fun of me the whole fucking show, bitch. You made fun of me. Fucker, um, no, huh. but uh, but what about I my? I, I don't think it was like as I wasn't as offense offended by it as you guys. That sucks. Yeah, I guess I'm more with moods on this one. It's yeah, really I wasn't like overly. Stuff. I mean, yeah, it's not good, but I didn't think it was like fucking. I'd, I, I wasn't like tortured while watching it. Uh, I was. <laughs> I don't know, man. This thing is the worst. At least we got Angel Heart, right? Yeah. Right. That saved the fucking week because and dreaming purple and dreaming purple neon man. That shit had yeah, fucking. I'm fine with, dream, I'm fine with dreaming purple neon too. It was way too long. And next week we. It have definitely was too long, films. but honestly, I'd rather watch that than either one of these Wizard Gord movies ever yeah. again. No, I never watched Wizard. I'll Wizard take Wizard. Wizard. I'll take I'm either. I'm so the Wizard done Wizard. with fucking the, this. Sh- I'm never watching these two movies ever again. Me either. Well, at least we have Carrie to look I'm not watching to. any of those again except for her uh, fucking Angel Heart. She almost said purple. <laughs> I almost did. I would like it would be torture for me to watch any of those three again. <laughs> I'd pay not to watch them. I would too. Somebody's if someone like, wants to pay us to watch them again, I'll pay you not to. I'll, I'll pay you for me not to watch them. I'll pay you to watch them, motherfucker. See what you yeah. how you like. Stop, it. stop making us watch. What the hell? What? what you got to explain yourself on this one. What was this show about? <laughs> Did you just want to hear us get mad, or do you actually well, people like? People really movies? like. People really like Herschel Gordon Lewis. Like I one time yeah. was at at Wasteland, and I was like, I was like, who's your favorite director? Because I was like friend of cages and he was like Herschel Gordon Lewis I was like oh 
Like I literally couldn't stop. Like I wasn't trying That's to be like rude. I was just like, chosen one. Or it was just was maybe like more of maybe Ooh, it was on the maybe it was on along the lines of like what you know OG verse he remake that doesn't get done a whole that. lot. Maybe maybe that's why it was chose because it's not you know yeah I picked mean, no a whole lot. I mean honestly I, I've never seen yeah, anyone else do a Wizard of Gore OG verse remake kind of thing. But I don't know what to do with the thumbnail. <clears throat> was eight the chosen one you said liked Herschel Gordon Lewis? Yeah, he like worked with him. He did like a YouTube show with him. He's like a huge fan. Oh I shit! Like yeah. I said, historically he's important, but it's not my thing. I, I'm like kind of indifferent on him. Like I kind of they're 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 not a bad time waster for me but it's I not some of his movies run i really like 2000 maniacs because i love that song the south gonna rise again the thing is when he put his mind to shit he could do anything he sung the song in that movie it's just like he could easily do anything but he put minimal effort into everything and it's just like he's could have obviously made good movies but he just never he didn't choose to so it was just like he's not trying he was just about me. the money right i mean yeah and he easily man. could like he every time he put his fourth effort he just did it easily and he's like he could sing the soundtracks he did almost everything himself so it's like he could easily made a better movie right so it's hard all right so that what is we got next week the What's wizard of gore Stephen king's carry can i please fucking talk that is the wizard of gore from 2007 proceed oh we're okay. finally doing after Stephen that important bit of con- comment shut uh, the fuck up <laughs> it's a cue for myself so eat a fat fucking purple neon cock Okay, I will. Um, no, but seriously, uh, this was a weird show. Um, I, I, like, fucking Angel Heart saved me. Didn't it just <laughs> feel so out of whack and unbalanced and shit? Like, I'm, right. I, when I finished these movies last night, before I watched the two-hour special of Big Brother, which I called all three people that got eliminated, yeah. one, and I won $40 last night, I should actually add, because Damn. I'm amazing. Anyways, I digress. You guys bet on Big Brother? I was like, no, it was just because someone was like, oh, let's let's do, like, kind of a weird kind of bet, and she was going to get knocked out and shit. Pool. And I guessed all three people. But anyways... I was like, I finished watching the movies and I was like, this has got to be one of the strangest shows we've done in a long time. I feel like I don't know what to do with this. Since it's like Mikey it's, Fish's fucking uh, skin, deep. skin Deep, which is a 2000. Is that a 2005 or a four? I don't think it's five. I don't think it's five. I didn't see it pop up. I think it's no, I think it's, yeah, it's earlier. But yeah, I was like, this is a fucking weird show, man. I'm like, there's potentially like two Hall of Painters on here. And I know Jeremy and, and uh, JP are going to hate uh, pr- uh, Purple Neon Cox. And it was weird, man. I, I didn't hate it. I just thought it was bad. <laughs> I understand In what you mean. Of objectively Some... thinking. But okay. you gave it worse rating than Wizard of Gore remake. Because I think Wizard of Gore is made better. <laughs> personally script is worse oh god this script but but seriously like what's it, so the good about the script in purple demon i mean the fine thing i knew cool. what, i knew what was going on That's <laughs> no awesome. but it, it's fair, got an interesting fair. idea i mean it, it, it does have yeah, it's got a cool idea but it's, it's like it's not a script. new idea either i mean we've seen we've seen drug and, and demons we've seen and them take like the that. veins from fucking not blood that from, that's a detail that's not a, the core overall idea. The idea is this demonic drug, but it's the not that many actual demonic drug is pretty cool. There's not that many of those movies. Ozone's similar to it, but they're not demons. Right. There's not that. <clears> I don't mean, think there's anything. John dies very... at the end is kind of like that. Uh, Which one? John dies at the end. Yeah, that movie's crazy too. But th- that movie's much better than much. A lot of, well, much yeah. better. <laughs> yeah, it's a good. John movie. dies. Oh, it's a good movie. Uh, okay. All right. So, yeah, the, I guess that's going to conclude episode 190 deuce. Yeah. All right. Um, 
I guess, uh, Jeremy, you want to take us out of here? Yeah. We're finally doing Stephen King's carry. You all wanted it, and it's finally happening. Do carry. All right. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 192 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Podcast. So, if you want to follow the man, Moods himself, since 2013, been saying that shit. Moods, youtube.com slash moods616. If you want to follow JP on his channel, youtube.com slash double shot J, and encourage him to make it past day 11 this year. All right, you can follow me on my channel at youtube.com slash NESRoad22. You can follow Mr. Deva at youtube.com slash Mr. Parka. Please leave a voicemail, 724-426-6665. But again, we probably won't answer it. Leave us a question at 22shotsandbootsandhorror at gmail.com, and I have to ask my weekly question. JP, has Peter emailed us this week? Yeah, um... He has. He emails me every week, multiple times. <laughs> Do you ever right. respond? Usually, he sends me pictures of Holocaust victims and says, "Like, I want to like fuck them in the ass and stuff like that." <laughs> I'm glad that guy it's, defended uh, him. I'm glad he's that getting help defended. because apparently the drugs are working. You know, he's yeah, getting better. It, he's mean, getting better. I, I emailed him back the other day. I was like, "Dude, nobody likes you," because like he. <laughs> Because <laughs> I hate when he like actually sends me something that's I, like I, I may block him. I don't want pictures of that shit on my computer. Anymore. I, exactly. I, it's it's distur- like it's not funny at all. It's just sickening to me. You know. I mean? Yeah, that's. I don't um, want to see that. No, for I a while, he's sending me like porn, like pictures. Like, yeah, you should block like, him. He's Jeremy's the type of guy who would try to send you like child porn and then report. Oh, you should block dude, him. Dude, you know what? I'm probably gonna block him. But the thing is, he's one of those <clears> people. Like, he's in the group right now. How? How is like he in the group? Else? Because he sent me pictures from inside the group, like of people saying stuff. Um, oh, so someone sent him screenshots then, or he's in there under a fake account. So who let him in? Obviously, while I was gone for the summer. Listen, me, I don't let anybody in. I actually haven't that. accepted anybody in the group. It could have been time. me or JP, but usually they, have, they answer the questions. I do yeah. a deep research of everybody I let in. That's about the only care. thing a moderator could do, unfortunately. An admin could do a lot more, but unfortunately, I can't do that. <laughs> well, here, you know how like everybody wanted to make you a admin for 2020? Make Jeremy admin 2020? You know, yeah. actually, I decided that I'm going to take on Dave as his campaign leader. Make Dave admin for 2020. He will be running against make Jeremy. He already is an admin. Great again. He already is an admin, so it doesn't really matter. Make 22, make 22 shots. shots well, and it looks like we've won the election, Dave. High yeah. five. No corruption. No <laughs> corruption going on at all. Hell yeah. All right. You can leave us. Follow us on Twitter. Twitter.com slash 22shotspodcast. Please join us on the Facebook page. Unless you're Peter. Facebook.com. Search bar 22 shots of moods and horror podcasts. And as always... Please support the Patreon to get the sand sucked out of my vagina. Patreon.com slash 22 Shots Podcast. All right, everybody, that should do it for episode 192 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Podcast. We'll be back next week with Stephen King's Carrie franchise review. So we're doing Carrie, Carrie 2, The Rage, Carrie 2002, and Carrie 2013. Do Carrie. We're going to be doing Carrie. Dave's bailing on us, though. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing Carrie. We're going old school trio. Dude, that is fucking weak. <laughs> I had this week planned off, and then you guys changed it from paranormal to Carrie. Yeah, so you can be on the paranormal shit. No, that's the day before <laughs> Halloween. I can't watch eight movies. I can't uh, talk eight, eight movies before Halloween. 
Well, oh, I gotta get okay. there. I don't well, blame you, know you man. I'm actually copping everybody, out of that one too. Everybody who <laughs> listens to the show next week, start spamming Dave's YouTube uh, series. You carry. You carry. <laughs> 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 Could you imagine? You guys can't treat an administrator like that. <laughs> I have power. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, that is... Jeremy, you can be administrator if you find out Peter, which which person's Peter. It'll be like oh. guess who times like five thousand. Great. Oh man, that's good shit. That's good shit. I wonder if it's the guy who gave us these films to review. (laughs) Dude, I know I'm not Peter. I don't know if I could say the same about you guys. I'm sure I'm not Peter. Anybody could be Peter. What the fuck? Derek's an admin too? What the fuck is this boy? Hey, hey, Dave. Sounds pretty similar to me. Check check your YouTube comments right now. (laughs) <laughs> you carry. I, always, I, don't I just comments. went to his week 177 and I just wrote do carry <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking funny oh there. my god good shit alright right, bye All we're right, out of here I'm out deuces <laughs> that was amazing fix this chair sure glad that's over with. Yeah, but you know, I think we all learned an important lesson about laughing at other people's misfortunes. Boy, I say. Oh, it's bias. Excuse me, kids, I need to run. I, got... I put a lot of Arby's horsey sauce on this. It's not. Beef jerky is better than chicken turkey jerky. Oh, okay. Yeah, but chicken jerky is the worst. You like turkey jerky? Yeah, turkey jer- or um, chicken turkey is so dry. Yeah, chicken is the worst. Yeah. I don't like pork jerky. I don't know if I've ever had it. Uh, it it can be hidden. It depends how it's done. <laughs> Jeremy's getting so bad. Yeah, because my parents are home and we go till 12 o'clock at night and my okay. dad wakes up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Okay. It's a simple solution for that. Just move out. Wait, hold, hold on. Move out. Your parents are home is the reason why you're annoyed? Well, no, I just don't want to. No, I wish my parents were home, but they're dead. I don't want to wake my dad up. Jesus, Dave. <laughs> okay, let's Dude, get going. We need going. to start recording these and fucking uploading them as bonus content. They're funny. Actually, I was recording all that, but oh, okay. That like that what Dave just said. Yeah, I wouldn't post that though. I don't care. <clears throat> okay. One ninety two. I hope that's right because I don't remember. I always lose track. I don't know why I can never think of what episode it is. Hold on. Do you guys know where my charger is for the laptop? Yes, it's in your fucking <laughs> shut up. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Ah! I went and got beef jerky and I forgot the charger. Do you remember where I said it was? Because I you said it was in the it. living room. Ah, you're right. I'll be back. This guy oh, serious? he actually didn't get Carter. it. Oh my god, this, this fucking guy. guy. Kidding? I'm kidding. Yeah, who knows, man? You're in a weird mood today, man. <laughs> like you're in a goofy mood. It's so strange. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Why are you talking like a girl? You're like, no, I'm I not. I got food in my mouth, dude. That's how you sound. Okay, fuck this. All right, let's roll. Let's do this. All right. <clears throat>